Hello. We're live. Oh, we're live right now? Yes, we're live. Brian, what are you doing over there? Uh, nothing. Fixing some shit on my phone. I woke up today and my Safari app is just missing from my phone, and that's not an app you can download from the app store. So it's like, how the fuck do I... You say you woke up and this happened, but yeah. do you really remember last night? <laughs> yeah. Except I didn't eat <laughs> last night. Yeah. I doubt I doubt you remember the last few hours. I did. I, I have this problem lately where I... <laughs> Wait, how fucked up was he? No. He was getting liquored up when I saw him. You were getting liquored no, up at like eight, weren't you? No, I didn't start drinking until after I got off stage and, oh. and stuff. I, but I did a thing where I woke up and I, I tell people like, oh yeah, I'll do your podcast, but I don't write it down. And then like I was in bed and somebody's like, hey, I'll see you at the Laugh Factory in 40 minutes. And I'm like, whoa, you got to remind me or something. That's the, you, that, By the way, that exact same thing happened when you did my podcast. Oh yeah? <laughs> yeah, remember yeah you were just like, irresponsible. Yeah, Brian, let's not... Let's I write it off to one night. <laughs> just put, why don't you use the calendar feature in your phone? I do, but I only do it for shows. It seems like, but like little things, like podcasts and stuff. I never really. I always. That's not a little thing. That's yeah. a show. Brian, that's, that's how like, you make your living. I, yeah. I, well, I always think that people would like remind me. You know, like not forty minutes before, be like, "Hey, I'll see you tomorrow." And I'm like, "Okay, oh yeah, that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Mm, okay." But then I, after that, I had another one that I completely forgot about. So, <laughs> well, and then I had to go to the comedy show last night. So, I think Bird is making an excellent point. You shouldn't write it off to other people. <laughs> and maybe, no, maybe, it's totally just me. maybe yeah, you maybe. should keep a calendar. Oh, it's totally me. Like, I don't think of podcasts as a little thing at all. Like, if oh. I'm going to do somebody's podcast, that's a big deal. No, no, but when you're like at a comedy club, stoned, and somebody goes, "Hey, you should do oh, my yeah. podcast yeah. next yeah. Monday." Oh yeah, yeah I've done yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> that's a different animal. Yeah, you got to ask people in like an email or a text. Like asking someone in person, unless unless you're both sober, yeah, you know. And another problem is I have is when people give me their numbers, I don't save it in my phone, and then so when they text me like a month later, I'm like, oh fuck, who is this guy that's texting? Me? Uh, yeah, I do this to happen. you. I don't know if you know, I do this to everyone. Everyone, I always write Bert at the end of my text because I'm like, I don't know if they got a new uh, phone because I, I just want them to know, hey, this is Bert. I always yeah. wondered why he did that because I don't because I don't because <laughs> like, Bert out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like I do so that cordial. all the time to you. I Thoughtfully <laughs> yours, Bert. Yeah, it's a little odd, <laughs> but there's you know sometimes people do weird things. Like, do you ever get an email from someone and they have like a tagline in their email? Mm. Uh, sent for, uh, sent mm. from my silly iPhone. Excuse uh, the voice dialing things. Hey, uh. Jesus Christ! Yeah. We really need to do this. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag. You like if you have your your own hashtag? Like the the guy uh, um, Dominic Monahan. Really nice guy. Yeah, like he's on Travel Channel. Like him a lot. But <laughs> every Instagram post he makes, he puts hashtag be curious. Oh. Hey, how about if I don't want to be curious? Is that cool? <laughs> Can I just fucking veg out over here? No, 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 no offense, Dom, but the curiosity is what got me to your Instagram page. Yeah. Hey, Dom, sometimes I like to put my feet up and have a beer and not think about shit. <laughs> I'm not always interested in being curious. <laughs> be sad. Hashtag be sad. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he's got some weird travel channel show about like uh, he's traveling all over the world and seeing all these dear, weird animals and he's uh, he's got a genuine passion for it. Wild things yep. with Dom. It's on Travel Channel. Yeah, he loves insects, man. We had some deep conversations about ants. Really? <laughs> yeah, dude's seriously into ants. <laughs> well, I am too, in a way. You know, not like him. I don't know as much, but I've watched quite a few documentaries on it, and it's like when I watch them, I'm like, this is amazing. They, they, 
they just know how to go places. They're all like in the same row. And we're trying to figure out how they do it. It's by pheromones and shit. And then you see these super complex civilizations that they build underground, especially those leaf cutter ants. Have you seen that shit? Dude, leaf cutter ants are so sophisticated that they've they've engineered some sort of like ventilation system so they could bring leaves down into their crazy house and they'll ferment. They'll f these leaves will ferment in these like bowls that they've dug into the ground and there's a pipe above it that's like an air pipe that they've tunneled up through the surface just to allow the gases to escape. No explanation whatsoever how they all know how to do this. No explanation how they ever figured it out. I mean, it's super complicated. They've been programmed that way. Yeah, I mean, something's going on, man. Have you ever seen when they pour cement into these things? No. Oh, yes, I have. Dude. I have seen this. Dude. Wait, pull, can you pull that up? I want yeah. They, they pull, pour cement in, and then they pull it out, and it looks like an art pr uh, project. Yeah, well, it's this giant labyrinth of tunnels. and uh, There it is, yeah. That's Look cool. at that. God damn. Wow, like, that's so cool. I mean, how are they all communicating together to figure this out? This is that's not one, is it? What is that? That's like, an, a wa wasp nest or something. What is that? Whoa, an ant queen. Um, go to that the leaf cutter ant. There is a uh, video of it. I think you uh, find it, and they showed how they did it. How they poured the water in or the uh, concrete in, rather, which is kind of rude. Think about it. How many ants? That's an ant genocide. We're just saying. Oh, amazing. Hashtag be curious. <laughs> yeah, sadly, <laughs> sadly, Dom's dialed in yeah. to us because we're talking about ants. See what they're doing here? Oh, yeah. They're pouring it into this hole. I mean, this is like metal. That looks like they're pouring molten metal. Is that metal? Yeah, it says it's aluminum, I'm pretty sure. How rude. I know, that's Look killing all, these all the ants. ants. These ants are like, what the fuck? Dude, what the fuck? My family's in there. My fucking kids. Dude, what the fuck? Look at the ants just like freaking out around the edge. So they pour this molten aluminum in and fill the whole thing. And then this serial killer asshole <laughs> with a spatula. He's got a little spatula. He's Ant digging this matter. out. I actually, is that a gal or a, a dude? Maybe. It's hard to tell. Might be a man bun. But whoever it is, Ugh. this gentleman or woman is going to go in there and dig the whole wow. thing out now. And it's a piece of art. Wow. wow, that's actually a pretty dope piece of art. Finished casting, 21 inches wide. Well, 14.5 inches high, and it weighs three pounds. Wow. Ant caster. Harvester ant casting brought to you by ant. So it's an, oh, antcaster.com. So it's a company a, that murders ants for you. <laughs> That's crazy. Nobody gives a fuck if you kill ants. It is one no. of the weirdest things, dude. You could, you could kill an ant on your pants and brush it to the ground in any respectable office, and nobody freaks out. Yeah. Yeah. No one says a word. You kill no, a bee these days, people get pissed. They get pissed. And they should. Yeah. You know, we don't have any many bees, you know, running out on bees. And we want to keep our cell phones. And we want to keep pesticide. So. Wait, how do bees and, pest and cell phones and pesticides connect? Well, I'm not a bee expert. I should just say that off the bat. But what I've read is that they're pretty sure that bees are affected by cell phone signals in some sort of a negative way. And it interferes with their ability to communicate with each other. Shut or, up. Or there's another possible thought is that they might be hearing this, the sound of the cell phone signal all the time, and it's just driving them nuts. It's just interfering. 
or it's this, intruding in their life. The cell phone serve uh, like the the frequencies are making bees autistic, so they can't talk to each other. That's why autism are up is up also. Big autism <laughs> epidemic in the bees. <laughs> when we were on Fear Factor, we did we had this bee stunt. We were up in. Um, I thought you were gonna say you did it with autistic people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we took these autistic fuckers and lied to them. No, um, they had this um, this stunt where they were covering people in bees, and so we we're on this ranch. And uh, they had these people, and they would uh, stand there, like, leaning up against a pole, and this guy would come over with bees and just coat them with bees, like, scoop it on them. And they had to stand with the bees on them for a certain amount of time. I don't remember how. Maybe they had to, like, unlock locks or something stupid. But while this was going on, this local colony of bees showed up. So it was like a bee gang meeting. Like, they had to have a meeting. And we had to leave. Like, the guy who's the bee guy goes, okay, here's the situation. There is a local colony that just came to investigate why my colony's here. We have to let them work this out. And I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? And so we, we, we had to all leave the set. So we all left the set, and we went over, like, by these trailers that they had set up, and we kind of watched these bees just fly around each other. Shut had, up. Yeah, and they had to figure each other out. They had to figure out, like, what are you guys doing here? Oh, we're filming a show. Oh, when can we watch it? You know, they had like they had a talk, like they had to have a meeting. Like we don't, we're not moving in. We don't live here. We live like down there in that thing. I mean, obviously, they didn't use English, but somehow or another, they communicated whatever they needed to. And like twenty minutes later or so, we were allowed to go back to work. Were there wow. dead bees on the ground when you got over there? No, I don't think so. It's hard to find them. I mean, if there were, you yeah. find a dead bee on the ground. No, but I mean, like, if there were, like, you'd, there'd be more than one. You'd imagine, right. like, maybe, like, 30 dead bees on the ground. Like, 300 for yeah. dead bees. Like, Just... the movie 300. It's <laughs> <Just> fucking <laughs> Xerxes victims everywhere. Have you ever driven through a, a, a big flock of, not flock of bees? No. Uh, a swarm of bees? No. Uh, driven I, through, like, spack, spack, spack all over the windshield? Uh, over by NBC in Burbank. You know that, like, b right off Alameda, that right. back road? I was driving through one time. I had my windows down, and all of a sudden, thought maybe a thousand bees just flying around and all into the car. And I was like, mother... F wow. What did you do? Uh, I just kept driving, and I just sped up, and I was like... And they came in and out of the car pretty quickly, but it was... I drove right through them. And that oh. same thing happened in front of our house. In front of our house, there's a dead... Uh, like elm tree or something or a walnut tree. It was a walnut grove and it's all hollowed out and There were like a thousand bees living inside that and my daughter's terrified of bees and our neighbor just went in and Put like a like a towel in the top and just locked him in and had him die. <laughs> what a What a mean fucker. He is. <laughs> He's a dick. Jesus Christ. Did you ever see the um, there's a guy I think it was Long Island that found this mega colony in his attic he went up in his attic, and it was either ants or it was either uh, bees or wasps. I don't know what – I don't remember which one it was. But what I remember is this fucking guy was up in his attic and was like, holy shit. We're talking about something as big as this table. Oh. This enormous, enormous bee colony in his attic. They just had found a way through. They said, fuck, it's warm in here. Let's, let's keep – and he just never went up there. And so they just kept building this goddamn thing until it was this huge shelter. That's they've got uh, Africa. See, there's a video of it, Jamie. If you can find it, they got Africanized bees in Bisbee. Yeah. Oddly enough, like all over. That, I saw that online one time. Literally, the, those are the killer bees. Those are the bad ones. Yeah. And they got dudes that I think it was a TV show. Now that I said it, that sounds like I fucking read something. But I think it was a reality show about a guy who would just get rid of Afri Africanized bees. Mm. Those are the scary ones. 
Yeah, remember when you were a kid and everyone was scared of African killer bees? Dude, quicksand, killer bees. What happened to quicksand? Oh, we've Where talked did, about this, I think, before. Where did quicksand go? They turned into porn. The, the <laughs> <laughs> quicksand, bees. I mean, I thought there was a bunch of shit that was going to get me. Yeah, the Russians. The Russians. Yes, Russians. Yes. Tell me about it. Remember when you were a kid? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Dude, I thought the bomb was going to happen. These fucking kids today, they don't know. These fucking oh. kids today. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Last night, Joey Diaz is on stage at the Ha Ha. I'm not going to do his bit at all. I don't even know if it's a bit or it's him talking. Because quite honestly, I watched him smoke maybe 10 cupfuls of hash on Vine <laughs> before he came there. But he was doing this bit. I'm in the back just kind of watching him. And he's doing this bit about watching two dogs fuck. Oh, yeah, don't, a, don't, yeah. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But, what, but what was happening was there were these two, I'm going to say gay hipsters, say man buns. And they were just looking at each other. They're like shaking their head going, that's not true. And I was like, oh man, like our kids are so far removed from like the stray dogs fucking in your front yard that these guys think yeah. that dogs, you just adopt them and they're like, that they're almost genetically made in laboratories that they don't just fuck on the streets. Like that, it was so interesting to watch these two kids just go like, Well, that's sort of part true. of the premise of Joey's bit. That you know you don't see that anymore. Yeah, no, but it was watching yeah. these kids just look at each other and just shake their right. head, and I was like, "Who the like?" I remember watching. I remember seeing that when mm -hmm. I was a kid. Yeah, yeah Joey's bit is so funny, dude. He was hilarious last night. Tuesday night at the store too. He was on fire. Tuesday night at the store, he was on fire. And he just gets off stage he's like, "Bye." <laughs> <laughs> I go. I thought we were gonna hang out. <laughs> no, fuck that cocksucker. I gotta go. Yeah, I'll see. I'll, I'll come over to your house for Girl Scout cookies. I gotta go. Yeah. It's pretty funny and what, crazy what happened to Lee uh, being like out of everyone that we know, all the comedians, Lee, his uh, assistant uh, on his uh, podcast, is banned from that th that hotel. The uh, yeah, uh, Silver Point. What is it? South, South Point. South Point. Banned for life. What hotel? He South was, Point. He was given out um, allegedly. He gave a star to somebody. Should we tell the story? I don't know. If we we don't know. If Allegedly, he gave a star. Yeah, <laughs> probably shouldn't tell his story. Gave a star. I don't know I, if this was a story. I, I'm that... sure he's on his. It's on his Paris or on his podcast. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. No, let me tell you something. Joey, Maybe. Joey gave out. Joey gave out the guy who makes our T-shirts. He gave out his phone number online, <laughs> and he called me. He goes, "If you ever do business with that cocksucker again, I'll fucking kill you." <laughs> oh, Jesus I was Christ. like, Joey, I already have a shirt order in. He's like, cancel it, cancel Whoa. it. It's me or him. Whoa. So I had, to, I had to go through new people to get my, my shirts. Really? <laughs> fuck yeah. Cause you think you want to fuck with Joey? What was it about? Nothing. Fucking nothing sometimes. Like, I, I mean, I don't know what it was, Like, but Joey wouldn't tell me. He's like, ah, uh, dude, fuck him. It had to be something. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> oh. I would assume. Oh, yeah. It, <laughs> Joey's been on a tear lately, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, well, <laughs> motherfucker. You know Joey doesn't give a fuck. If he, if he thinks you're a piece of shit, he wants new the shirts. world to know. What are these? This is the new shirt. It's from the time I fought the bear. Can you see it? No. It says marshmallow. What is it? I don't get it. It's a bear. See oh, a bear face? I see it. Yeah. And it says marshmallow in it. Oh, now I get it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So wow. I fought a bear. I've told you a story before, but I got I got one for all you guys, and there's an extra one left over. I shouldn't put him right in front of us. That's going to be distracting. <laughs> so this guy is a new guy that made your shirts. Yeah. You couldn't do it with the guy that Joey hates. <laughs> Joey's. Hmm. Joey's loyal, man. That oh, is the one thing that. about that guy. He's definitely that. Yeah. Joey's uh, is very passionate. Oh. <laughs> I don't passionate know what happened. Lover. But he's great if you're great to him. Yeah. yeah. He's great if you're great to him. But if you fuck him over, if you act like a cunt, he comes down 
comes down hard. He'll call you on it first. <laughs> have, have you ever has he ever called you on something you did? Like just been. Joey and I have been remarkably friendly forever. Huh. Remarkably, like even if we got upset at each other for anything, it was very very minor. Yeah, and it's usually because he hadn't hasn't had food yeah. yet, or like if he's gotten upset at anything, like he, the maddest he ever got at me was when I couldn't figure out where we should eat in Austin. Yeah. We had landed, <laughs> we had landed, and then we were driving. And like, where do you, where do you guys want to go? Fucking find somewhere. Find somewhere. You got that fucking phone in your pocket? Take the fucking phone out of your pocket and find somewhere. Jesus Christ, Joe Rogan, call somebody. And he was in, he was like the worst, uh, he was in the worst health out of all the time that I've known him. He was real big then, like real heavy. Yeah. And he, um, you know, it's just, when you get like that, I don't know what it is, that that blood sugar spike thing where you just fucking need to eat right now or you're, you're freaking out. He gets there, you know, he gets that spot. Oh, he got he got on me one time because uh, he called me and I didn't answer and then he called again <laughs> and I didn't answer and he called a third time <laughs> and I still didn't answer and then he started calling aggressively and I was, like, oh. and I was like, oh, something's wrong. So I pick up the phone and he goes, no. No, we're fucking friends. If I call, that means I need to talk to you. You pick up your fucking phone, or we're not fucking friends. Do you understand that? I'm having like flashbacks when you talk like that. And I, go, and I just, I was like, but I just, no, not I just. I call, uh, you see my name, you fucking call me back. Uh, how about how crazy he is with the fucking voicemails and the text? Oh, yeah. shit. You can't leave a voicemail, you can't leave a text. <laughs> You, yeah. you call me. You, you call, call me. me. I go, well, well, come on, Joey. I go, why do you want everybody else to follow these rules? I go, these <laughs> rules don't make sense. If it's so easy to just text you a message say, hey, brother, show tonight is at 10. Why isn't that okay? Why isn't that okay? You know, because yeah. like, I'm insecure. I want to talk to you. I want to look you in the eyes like a man. You're going to yeah. fucking tell me something, and the next best thing is talking to you on the phone. Well, it's hard to argue with that. No More Voicemail app is an app that kills voicemail, so callers have to text you instead. I'm pretty sure would... you could just turn off voicemail. Oh, yeah. you just let it fill <laughs> up. fucking app. I just yeah. let that bitch fill up. Let me I tell never, you something. I never oh, yeah. check those okay. things. Joey's been to every <laughs> Easter at my house, every Christmas Eve, every Christmas dinner for the past, ever since I've known him. Because that, because that, and that, it's it's interesting because it's helped blossom a part of my personality. Because I'm really fucking, I got intimacy issues. Like I don't I, like I like to be friends with people, but my phone calls are usually pretty short. I don't want to bother people. I'm just afraid people will bother people. Well, um, that's just being considerate. But Joey's one of those guys. Like the first, I think we the first Easter we invited to him, him to him and my dad got along really far. He gave my dad my my dad marijuana. And <laughs> Fucking, I was there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I sipped him edible marijuana. And did he dose him or did he tell he, him what he was doing? Just gave him offered him, offered him some popcorn. Yeah, you know Joey here. Just popcorn. Mister K, take some of this, and it's fucking edible marijuana. My dad oh eats my some. God. And my dad's like, and I go, Dad, that's edible marijuana. And he goes, No, buddy, it's popcorn. I go, how No, old, that's how old's your dad? Sixty-seven right now, probably. And what was he doing back when pot was kicking? Back he, in the dizzy. He he tried it a couple times, but he wasn't like he was a runner, so he didn't do it. And then Joey just starts laughing. Mr. K is going deep, motherfuckers. Jesus. And so I go, I go over. I go, Joey, did you just give him marijuana? He goes, he took it. No, I didn't give it to him. He took it. <laughs> so I fucking. Like you, what kind of a fucking person expects some <laughs> no. 69-year-old guy to know what the fuck pot popcorn is? There... Most 20-year-old kids all across the country don't know what pot popcorn is. Joe, there's a picture I have of my dad 
I'm not even lying, with his hand into his mouth like this, <laughs> and Joey with that big Joey, ha, 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 like fucking, and Howling then and laughing, and and I and then immediately, I was like, my dad's like, well, what do I do? And I was like. And Joey's like, you're going with him, dog. Just hand me some. And oh so I God. ate some. My wife's losing her fucking mind. Now everyone's on edibles on Easter morning. And fucking all the kids are Easter egg hunting. I go into the man cave. I lock the doors. Oh Joey's like, we're podcasting, cocksuckers. Oh, no. <laughs> Turns on my oh, podcasting no. equipment. And we do probably my most epic podcast ever. Wow. Of just Joey just, oh. But he's like, <laughs> but, but I'll tell you what. Your dad had fun though, right? My dad had a blast. You want to know the really best part? That night, we all leave. They, everyone leaves. That night, me and my dad sat in my went to my sister's house, sat outside, had a cigar. And my dad has always had a problem with my lifestyle. And he just and we're both higher than giraffe pussy. And he's like, he's like, buddy, I want to tell you why I bother you about your lifestyle. My father reminded me so much of you. My father died when he was forty-two from blood pressure issues. And I and I've. And I've never been the one to hound you, but you need to go to. A, I want you to go to a cardiologist, get a CT scan. I want you to get the full comprehensive thing right now. And I was like, and he goes, and I said, if I did that, would that make you feel comfortable? And he goes, uh, that would change my life. And I was like, why do we have to be high to have this conversation? <laughs> and mm. I so the fucking next month, I went in, I got a full fucking comprehensive overview, totally fine, high blood pressure, but totally fine. My dad's like, my, my, I'm not even fucking around when I say this. My dad loves Joey Diaz because of that moment. Because wow. he got he got my dad a very uptight guy to a place where he could kind of connect with me and talk to me for the first time like that. Mm. And go, you know, you're drinking. I don't know if you do drugs on the road. I don't know what you do. And, my, and we just had a great conversation. And every fucking family event we ever had that my dad's at, my dad's like, did you call Joey? He just fucking loves, he loves his wow. daughter. Yeah, like my dad loves Joey. Really, literally. Everybody who knows Joey loves Joey. Oh, Once and, you get to yeah. know him. Oh, my kids fucking love him. Yeah. Oh, he calls out Isla El Diablo. It's just, when he goes off, man, you just got to back away. <laughs> like that John Caparillo thing. Oh, my God. Like, hey, Caparillo was asking me to get involved. I'm like, you're on your own, dude. You're on your own. <laughs> Here, I don't know what happened. I was outside of that. I wasn't at the store where all this shit was going down. I don't know what Caparillo did that pissed Joey off so much, but it, Joey's insistent, you know? Yeah, I, I didn't want to hear it. I'm what, like, you watching guys it on work Twitter. This out. Just watching it on Twitter yeah. was insane. Every three seconds. Like, oh. if it was you, if it was you and him, I would have to get involved. Right. I'd have to go. Okay, what happened? What the fuck is going on? But with Cap, I'm not, I don't know Caparulo that well. I just know I'm like, hey, what's up, man? So I'm like, you're on your own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. I don't know what to tell you. One guy's my brother, and the other guy, I, bar I barely know you. I mean, I know you, like, hi, but, like, we never hang out. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what you did. But Joey, when he gets this thought in his head that you're the enemy, you know, he, he fucking, he doesn't let it go. Like, if, oh. if, if he saw Tommy today, like Tommy from the old comedy store, he would spit in his face. Like, he would get fucking crazy. Yeah. He, he's just... He's the real deal. Like, what He's you see legit. is what you get. There's no act. There's no... And that's when Joey really became Joey on stage. Because Joey was always the funniest guy in the parking lot. And then he would go on stage and... I don't know what it is, man. He just couldn't figure out... You know those tense moments? Like, I was watching someone last night that was just starting doing comedy. And she was doing a set. And I could tell, like, she's got potential, but she just can't get comfortable up there. She can't be herself. Yeah. You know, there's, like, this something, these thoughts, this, this like, compression that's holding you back. 
Joey had that. And then one day he didn't have it anymore. I mean, it was crazy. And we had been friends for like a couple of years and he just wasn't doing well. Like his, his, he wasn't doing well on stage. And then all of a sudden he was murdering. Like I've never seen anything like it before. It was like a, fl a switch flipped and there's a different person up there. And he was the same guy from the parking lot. It doesn't matter who the fuck's in the crowd. It didn't matter. He would say shit. You're like, how the fuck did he just say that racist shit? And it, it was just the most ridiculous shit and really fucking funny. All of a sudden, like out of nowhere. He was, he was inspirational last night. Like I watched him in the back. I know Joey. I know Joey really well. Like, I mean, like, but man, I watched him and I was like, that's the same voice you're doing the same voice you call me on the phone with is on stage and you're not and it, I didn't feel like anything was a bit I felt like it was really morphed into him that yeah. is just Uncle Joey talking to you cocksuckers well he's real dedicated right now you know oh, he's, he's, he's out there huffing it every night he's putting in a lot of sets oh dude he calls me up he goes dude ha ha every fucking Wednesday night mm. it's fucking five minutes from your house cocksucker I'll yeah. pick you up I go there I, I go went there last ha -ha. night it's amazing I did. A, I had a great time man it's fun and the owners are so fucking cool Jack he's Jack really, really Jack nice Jr.'s his son mm -hmm. runs the Wednesday night workout yeah and it's just it was I mean I, I'm telling you man I, I, I've told you this we've had this conversation a lot but I'll say it out loud I'm I'm when you get back into stand-up oh it's like it's like working out when you, you ever I don't know I'm, I'm not I'm saying this only to Joe now right now you ever work out so much where when you sit down you can feel your abs tighten up you're like I feel good man I'm in good shape right now like that's what when you're doing stand-up like that like all the fucking time tight. yeah oh. your act gets nice and tight oh. Yeah, and I'm in fucking hardcore fucking stand-up mode. Nice. I love it, man. I love it so much. Well, we were talking about this that you do that show so much that maybe it's reached the point where the show is kind of getting in the way. It's. I didn't realize it. You had said that to me at one point. You said a couple things to me that were a little heavy that I could that I couldn't wrap my head around, and I think that's it was, me, man. I'm was, heavy, bro. <laughs> no, I think it was because I wasn't doing stand-up. I didn't understand what I was trying to do. But mm -hmm. you, you get in a production mode. Well, what did I say that was heavy? One thing you, the two things you said is you need to stop doing that show. You need to get back on stage. You're too good of a comic to fucking not be doing stand up like all the time. And then the other thing you said was you got to be looking at this show you're doing and you need to be writing about this on stage. The problem is I couldn't write about what I was doing. I didn't know how to write about these activities because I wasn't in stand up mode. I was mm. in production mode. Right. Like what times our call time? What times the flight leaves? How well, much time do we it need? It's crazy. You live such an adventurous life. And yet you don't talk about it on stage. I mean, you're all over the world. Oh, dude, I I just now, just this past week, and I'm gearing up to do my hour. I got to say this before I forget. Uh, I am taping my hour special for Showtime April 1st at the Irvine Improv. If you'd like to get tickets, you can go to my Twitter feed. You can get a link right there or go to the Irvine Improv. Two shows Friday night, um, a 730 and an 8. They well, <laughs> Wow, half hour set? Yeah. <laughs> 7.30 and an 8. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm fucked up. Uh, no, 7.30 and 10 or whatever. 7.30 and 10. <laughs> it's, a, it's a quick turnover. It's a, it's a quick turnover. You're doing a 10-minute special. You're releasing so, your special on Vine. Yeah. yeah. So go to go to the Irvine Improv and get tickets because I'd like to sell it out. I'd like to have a packed room and it's like a 500-seater. Why wouldn't you like to have it empty? <laughs> I'd like to. <laughs> I'd like to sell it out. I would like the show to be successful, so please laugh. Oh, fuck it, yeah. The Irvine Improv is the shit, too. The new place is really excellent. Yeah. Callan filmed his thing there. Really? Yeah, it's great. I uh, I opened for him. It's uh, sweet. It's a real nice setup, man. It's It looks beautiful. Yeah. I've done it a couple times on Tuesday, too. They have a fun Tuesday night there. 
I think I did a weekend there once too. It's great. Yeah, New, the new Irvine Improv's fucking smoking. It's perfect. And I want cool. I, I kept looking at like I. I mean, all these shows. I mean, it's so easy to see specials on Netflix, but like everything looked for me looked a little cookie cutter where it was like everything was done like a the certain type of thing. I was like, I don't do theaters. It makes sense that you or Bill would do a theater show. I don't, when, when do I ever do a fucking I'm not theater? doing theaters anymore for uh, specials. I, yeah, I so, do theaters if I'm in a place like Vegas or if I want to go to a town for one night, I'll do a theater. But yeah. arenas specials, right? <laughs> hockey arenas. <laughs> um, With the ice. Uh, on ice. <laughs> and I can't <laughs> skate. <laughs> No, I can't skate at all, man. It would be a lot of oh, that, a lot of shitty movement. Who did you say that to? Action uh, Bronson? Action Bronson. That is the funniest goddamn <laughs> interview. When you're talking and you just he's like talking like he's being he's totally action Bronson yeah. in that and you just go, I can't skate. I laughed fucking hysterically. <laughs> he was like, Are you fucking serious? How are you not skate? <laughs> that, we, we were on Pluto. We were so high during that interview. It was so ridiculous. And he kept going. He smoked it like a cigarette. Yeah, he kept going. He does that all day. He's just constantly going. He had a, like a fucking, like, well, you ever see those, when those Cuban cigar rollers, the roll like their fucking stack of the day? Yeah. That's what he had with him. Like just stack of blunts. Wow. He's, a, I, I'm telling you, I've got 19 million things to talk to you about, but like that Viceland, I'm fucking fascinated. Viceland's great. The show's great. His uh, his show is excellent too. Fuck that's, fuck delicious. that's delicious. I yeah. watched that. I found that at the beach one weekend, and I watched all of them. Food, to... food shows are great, but the way he does it, it's yeah. real. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not like I'm here at the dot 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 dot, and oh, we're yeah. ready to you know. <laughs> do, 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 do. I yeah. I did that for when we did reshot Birth the Conqueror, and I'm not I'm not saying I stole from Action John Bronson, but like. After watching enough content, I was like, I don't need the intros. I don't need any of this shit. Just give me the action. Right. So when we did Birth Conqueror, it's not going to air for a little, maybe ever, I don't know, until June. But uh, it, there's no intros, none of that. It's just real. Like, oh, and, that, great. and that's the way it, That's the way content should be done. Yeah, maybe a short introduction, like staring at the camera like you would if your friends were there. Yeah. Yeah. But, Instead of this like, super polished professional thing. <sighs> I, see, the problem with your show is you, it's a great show. You love doing it, yeah. but you take months away from stand up. Yeah, and that's that's just that's just too much for a guy as funny as you. Doesn't make any sense. I I don't think I saw that until I started getting back on stage and going like, yeah. oh fuck, man. You know what? You what happens when you don't do it all the time is you don't work on your jokes. You don't take that bit. You know, like you can't. Yeah, you just do it one time. You're like, it worked. I'm good. You go, the only way you could really do stand-up is to do it all the time. And to do it in front of audiences all the time, Like that's how they, the bits have to come together. You can't do it on your own. You need you, people. You got to be in that zone. I'm yeah. Bill, Bill and I, Bill was talking to me about it. Um, and I, he said something like, man, I got to go I gotta go knock the rust off. And I was like, well, when was the last time you were on stage? He was like, last Sunday. I went, hold on. I've spent like months off stage. Yeah, and he was, like, rough, he was like, how dude. can you do that? Months is rough. <clears throat> if I take a week off, I don't like it. If I take two weeks off, it feels like I can take a week off if I'm going on vacation. I'll say, okay, I'm going on vacation. I'm not thinking about shit. When I go on vacation, I, I make a concerted effort to just pay attention to entertainment. Yeah. Like, like I watch movies or I'll read a book or uh, maybe I'll check Twitter real quick to see if anything wacky is going on in the world. And that's it. Like very little, very little. I don't want to take anything. I don't want to talk about business. I don't give a fuck. I just just want to hang out and chill. Yeah. So I can do that. But when I'm like, if I take a week off and I just haven't done stand up, and then I get back on stage again, I feel like I got to get the the engine cranking again. 
Yeah. So the longest I've ever taken off is from surgery. I think uh, when I when I twisted my knee, I took maybe a month off or something like that. Yeah. After ACL surgery, maybe a little more than a month. It gets weird. It, it does. Weird. And you lose material. And for me, I write a lot. I write a lot and like on stage, so I mm-hmm. lose material. So you I lose like, like tags and stuff. I lose like big chunks where I go one day. I'm all of a sudden I'm like, oh wait, whatever happened to that fucking joke? Is the Travel Channel cool with you not doing that show, or do they want to keep doing it? Do you? Uh, I don't I know. know. You're, you're doing Bert the Conqueror for them as well, right? Uh, right now we're doing two shows, but I'm not doing anything. I they were, it was kind of understood I was going to take a little bit of a sabbatical, right? To focus on stand up and my agents were reach out and they're like you know technically i don't have to work all the time i was just doing it because i wanted money right and they, were, and they were like we're cool with just the base of the mm-hmm. deal and then give him the time to do stand up and then i got back in stand up and i was like i started going like okay i can't i can't do the show the way i normally do i can't just go and go all right let's two weeks go to fucking micronesia right like i was like i i need to be i need I, to be on stage every every week yeah I need to, and but for me, you know, the store, at the store, and like some of the smaller clubs, I like doing an hour. I like working the hour, so I like being in a in the, on the road, fucking Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Why don't you do a show if you're going to do a show for them, a show that involves stand up? I mean, it's the damn Travel Channel. How about you do a show where you go and you do stand up on the road, and then you go out to places, sort of like uh, Dave uh, Attell used to have, like Insomniac, yeah, like I, that kind of a thing, just visiting places. And then come up with shit to do in those places that you visit. We may that we, way you can do both. We may I don't the networks change direction, so we don't know exactly what's going to happen with any anyone really. Because I haven't really, uh, I, candidly, I think everyone knows this, but the f- network kind of did like a cleaning house and and moved everyone to Knoxville and left Chevy Chase Maryland. And there's a new president and a new SVP. Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah, that's where Scripps is headquartered. Scripps? Scripps owns Travel Channel. They own oh. DIY, HTTP. Are we supposed to know this shit? You're saying it like it's... No. It's, everyone knows this, Yeah, Joe. come on, you know, Joe. I mean, the, the word's I, out. Yeah. No, uh, I mean, Scripps. What? Scripps. What word is this, man? You're so they, inside. They, they've been my boss for six years. I can't imagine anyone doesn't. You're such an industry guy. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Knoxville, Tennessee, what the fuck is that place like? That's pretty cool. Is they, it? Yeah, they, their old comedy club is right around the corner from where Scripps headquarters is. What comedy comes in? Oh, it's it's broken down now. It's like just some beat up and just got the like the theoretically like the Chuckle Hut sign- signature on the thing. Uh, is it not existent anymore? It's not existent, but man, I got to be honest with you. If I had an extra chunk of change, I'd fucking open it because I love those little box comedy clubs that mm. you know, like the Punchline like, Atlanta. Yeah, Punchline Atlanta was such a great fucking club. Wait, that's not open anymore. No, it's closed. Went under. Jamie, remember Jamie from the Punchline? Mm-hmm. He's going to get me that piece of, uh, there was a piece of wallboard that says, quit trying to be Hicks. Yeah. Somebody wrote it in graffiti. I I loved that fucking thing. I have a photo of that. Yeah. yeah I always thought that was hilarious. It's, that was a so great important. fucking club. That's sad. Oh, yeah. So what, what took its place down there? Well, <clears throat> they had parking issues, if right. you remember. They always had parking issues. And uh, I don't know if they lost their lease. I don't know what happened. But I guess they're reopening. They're going to open up a new one somewhere else if, I, if i'm not mistaken they might have already reopened because they gave me an offer for the oh. weekend before my special well, that's good but i think right now they're like in limbo okay they have the laughing skull there too it's a great oh, club fitzsimmons great is club. there this weekend really yeah fitzsimmons is going there the, this weekend i don't think he's ever been there before we were talking to him about how awesome it is and then there's um the improv now right the yeah probably supposed to be pretty good there too right? i've done that one too that's good it seats a lot more how many people a lot I, i'm it's probably I'm probably 320. Okay. They're, they're doing a lot of big clubs now. 
Like um, they're doing like the 500 seaters, like those kind of like the new Irvine Improv is 500 plus seats. Columbus Funny Bone. Yeah. Columbus That's, Funny Bone. We were talking about that last night. I'm doing a call and sit to work show March 17th there. What does that mean? I told you about these. I go in, I do radio, I drink, and then do like an 11 a.m. show. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> They've sold out everywhere. I've never had them not sell out. So they're like, it's, they're fun as shit. But it's uh, it's like 11 a.m. show, and everyone just calls in sick to work and gets fucking blitzed. So it's St. Patty's Day, and Stroop put oh, up. He's like, God. it's fucking insane. They're insane. What is your dad worried about with your lifestyle? <laughs> it's weird. Dude, I don't know I'm, why you would be worried about I'm your drinking. I'm dialed in. I, I'm fu- I, I can lighten up my party, and I don't party as hard as people think. You're I think. My, you're, he's my canary now. Like That's a perfect canary, oh, right? I'm not, I'm not anyone's canary. He doesn't canary. smoke cigarettes. Yeah, that's true. How much do you weigh right now? Uh, two oh seven. Are you serious? Six. How tall are you? Five eight. Oh, you are. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were six foot. Six foot. Yeah. Bird's barely paying attention to you. He's <laughs> <laughs> like he's over there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. You know that guy. Well, congrats on your weight loss. Thanks, man. <laughs> I mean, I was two twenty eight January first, so it's I'm, it's falling off pretty. Easy. I was two fifty six nice. November thirtieth. Uh, and you're 255 today, nope. no? 230. <laughs> really? What'd yeah. you do? Uh, no bread. Yeah. So that's a big just one. Just it. No fucking bread. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> just cut out bread and you will lose a lot of weight. I mean, And I've been having beer. Like, it's not like carbs, but just no fucking bread. <sighs> so crazy. Have you ever thought about what it'd be like if you cut it all out? All uh, carbs? Yeah, I think I'd be uh, boring as fuck. <laughs> Why do you think you'd be boring? Just I man, I, I bread makes you awesome. No, but I think <laughs> I think the thing I think the thing about uh, like the thing I like about my personality or the thing I like about life I like about life is just going is is impulse. I love impulse. Mm. I love I love I, now. And it's tough when you're on a diet. You'd be shocked when you've been groomed on this lifestyle how often you just go to the fridge and open it because that's what impulse provides. It's like how often you go to get a snack and like wait oh fuck I can't snack. Like, and so it's, it's interesting to pull that part of your personality back. And the last part of my personality is like, I don't know if like a good opportunity shows up and someone wants to do a shot, I want to be able to do a shot. So like, I think that cutting out all carbs together would just be tough for me. What about just car- cutting out beer and just doing like vodka or something? Cause isn't a beer way worse for you than I did that. I did that during this whole time. I've, I cut out beer entirely, but, uh. Definitely a lot, <clears throat> a lot of calories. A lot of calories. Um, I was doing like I was kind of slow rolling wine mostly, and then slow doing slow rolling wine. <laughs> yeah, is that a, another expression that I'm not aware of? Are you a slow wine roller, Brian? Um, sometimes when I have a box of wine <laughs> that I carry say, around, I'm a slow rolling. Box of wine is the best. <laughs> yes, a box, box of wine is one of the awesome. best inventions in the room. Did you buy it from Napa? Oh, Did see, you drive up there? And- <laughs> when I drink wine, I would always drink like like as if it's a normal beverage. Like I'm just right. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's the best way to get drunk. When we were doing when we were doing trip flip on the road, uh, the last season I was I was going through like a box of wine a night. And I was like, "That's <laughs> oh not my god, I, I, what? Brian, wait, hold on, Brian. I didn't know you it was two through, bottles. It makes I me want wine. One. Do we have any wine, young I Jamie? I thought it was one. Do we? See if we have any wine, young Jamie. So I was going through a box of wine a night, and then I told my buddy Paul, I go, he go, I go, man, I gotta be honest with you. A box of wine a night. I think that's my that's my limit. I will. N- I'm going to try to stay under that, and I'll be healthy. And he goes, "It's still a lot of wine." I go, "Yeah, like on paper." And he goes, two bottles is a lot." I go, "These are two bottles." Actually, I think it's more than two bottles for a box of wine. I think it's, for right. a box of wine. I think it's Hold like on. six. Or wait, wait the fucking minute. You you really just said a box of wine a night is not that much. I was under the impression it was one <clears throat> bottle of wine. 
So I'm sitting there but going like... But even a bottle of wine by yourself, you don't think that's a lot of alcohol? And it's not a bo- one I, bottle of wine. I've had this conversation with Dr. Drew. I don't see a bottle of wine as a lot of alcohol, personally. I've had this conversation with Dr. Drew. <laughs> yeah. Why did, because because why everyone always says the same it? thing you're fucking why saying. Why are you prefacing it with that? I, I, I look at wine as a little differently. Oh, like, unrealistically. Like if, if you said if you said to me, what would you rather have? A 12-pack of beer, a, bo- a bottle of wine, or a bottle of vodka? I'd go, bottle of wine. It's, it's, it's grown up. You sit back. You, maybe a little, I like wine. Yeah. I like the flavor. I do. I like the taste. But I can't imagine if I drank a bottle a day, I wouldn't be freaking out. This is a big conversation to have, man. Like, people get upset if one person expects other people to be healthy. You know, like yeah. they get upset if you try to impose your healthiness on them. Like if people are working out and they have a friend that doesn't work out, come on, get to the gym, go to the gym. Yeah. People, people don't want to hear that shit. Yeah. They never do. And it's a fine line you dance when you're on a podcast where you want to talk about like fitness and fitness goals you're doing and then give advice to friends. Like maybe you should try like this because people will get upset because it, we all know that we probably should be eating better. We, and we yes. all like say, one day I'm gonna really fucking do this. One day I'm going to start blending vegetables in the morning and stop eating Honey Nut Cheerios with fucking chocolate milk. You know? Listen, wine. I'm a gentleman. Anyone that is a fan <laughs> of mine right now that listens to my podcast is knows what, exactly what I'm gonna tell you. Salute, gentlemen. Salute. Wine, Cheers. Gentlemen. By the way, can I tell you, there's you two shot? different kinds of boxes of wine, typically. <laughs> And there's a smaller one and the more normal one, like mm. the Franzera or whatever it's called. Oh, this is delicious. Uh, the smaller one's I'm four bottles. <laughs> the smaller one's four bottles of wine. What? The typical box of wine is six and two thirds bottles. Jesus Christ. I was on the dude. road. I was in Africa. I don't know <laughs> I what it was. was. on the road. You were drinking four bottles of wine a night. Dude. No, You're I like wasn't drinking four bottles. I don't, look. You're like a pirate. The other thing I'll say <laughs> is that I drink, usually when I have my bottle of wine, I have it on the treadmill. So what the fuck did you just say? I drink. You drink a bottle of wine while you're uh, on the treadmill. Yeah. All right, Bert. You need to go to someone. No. This, listen. You don't. You can't drink wine on the fucking treadmill. That that Why is. Not? Because that's, do you smoke pot and go to jujitsu? That is a totally different thing. <laughs> oh <my God>. Bullshit. <laughs> what do you mean bullshit? Why are you saying that's bullshit? Because so it does. First of all, it's not alcohol. Alcohol is bad for your body. Marijuana yeah. is not bad for your body. In fact, it's an anti-inflammatory. But it's cardio. You're smoking and it doesn't then have any out. effect on your cardio. In fact, it probably has a positive benefit. In fact, ultra marathon runners smoke pot. They smoke pot <laughs> and eat pot. And there's been studies that have been done recently. There's Bert. Oh my Bob God. Drinking a beer. Really? On, on the, the treadmill. treadmill. There's How been did you studies. fucking find that? And by the way, beer, not a bad thing to drink after you work out. A beer, it replenishes the body with glycogen, according to some people, because the alcohol and the uh, hops. Yeah. Like, some people say that after a nice workout, a beer is not a bad thing to have. Lance Armstrong said that on your podcast. Did he? That, yeah. That they used well, to drink beer. That, yeah. They used to drink beer. That was their steroid back in the 20s. The Tour de France. For the Tour yeah. de France. Wine, too. They used to just get fucked up because so, they were sore and in pain all the time. No, it was, it was, it was, it would lower your blood. It would thin your blood out so you could, it was like the doping. It was the same thing as doping. Theoretically, it was low grade doping. If I'm not mistaken, because I was really fascinated. You don't want to thin your blood out, dude. You want to do the opposite. You want to thicken it. Uh, yeah, maybe I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, you definitely don't want to thin Listen. your blood out. Like, you don't want to be dehydrated. You want to be extra hydrated. It's I like just, the opposite. For me, it was a way to Drink relax wine. at the end of the night, watch some TV, get on my treadmill, listen to a podcast, mm-hmm. put on YouTube, and get on the treadmill and just kind of walk at a four and have a bottle of wine. Well, listen, it's way better than not walking on the treadmill and just drinking the bottle of wine. Okay, then we can agree to disagree. Yeah. I mean, 
I think it's way better than not doing the treadmill, yeah. for sure. But well, that's a lot of wine. I'm not drinking it every single night. How many nights a week? Five? Wow, this is, feels like an intervention. But, uh, but honestly, how many nights a week? Did I drink wine? Yeah. Uh, well, right now it's bad because I'm on the road. So it would just be Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Those nights you drink several bottles of no, wine. No, 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 but I'm doing stand-up. So I go on the stage, I have a cocktail. It's, I'm not as dialed in as like... It's, I'm never going to be able to just tell you I have one bottle. Of, I'm not like a housewife. I'm gonna have one bottle of wine a night. <laughs> housewife. Like I'm on the road all the time. So like, <clears throat> no, I understand. I drink on the road sometimes, and when I'm home, I don't drink. But I, I was like, I didn't drink last. Oh, I drank a little bit last night. But it like, just seems like a stunning number. Four bottles of wine a night. If that's the same size no, box it, as he's talking about. Yeah, and your blood sugar must be out of control from all that wine. Blood sugar uh, is is probably a little out of sync because. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that. <laughs> I noticed that if I have like a cup of coffee the next morning, I start firing real hot, like almost right. like manic, and it's, it's pretty. All, it's, you write really good when your blood sugar spiking. Really? I do. <laughs> can we just talk about Stanhope? <laughs> we can talk about anything, man. We can talk about anything, but the fact that it makes you uncomfortable talking about I'm your wine consumption. Right now. <laughs> yes. I don't know. We love you. We want you to be healthy. I'm, dude, I've lost a ton of weight. My blood pressure is great. I'm doing a lot better than I was doing. So, like, I'm, I'm on the right path. Do you think that doing this Travel Channel show where you're constantly on the road all the time makes it worse? Yeah. Yeah. I would think it would because you you don't really like flying either, so you like to get liquored up before flights. Yeah. Yeah. And so those flights to Vietnam were pretty tough. Bong, 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 bong. I wish that I was. I wish there was a guy that could eat pills, but I'm not that guy. I heard Vietnam is awesome. That's Anthony Bourdain's favorite Fuck. place to visit. Amazing. Yeah. And 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 I'll say this to anyone listening: uh, if you got 13 friends and you guys want to have an amazing fucking week of your life, take coach seats to Vietnam, cheap, and just go to Halong Long Bay, get a junk boat, and just go around. It is. It's super inexpensive to be on a junk boat, and they're beautiful. They're fully captained and staffed. You have your own chef. And it, what? It, they should change the name of junk boat if it's that nice. Yeah. I know. That's, but I they're thought beautiful. you were talking pull, about like a pull, raft. Pull up a, pull up a, just type in Vietnamese junk boat, and you'll see they're gorgeous. They're gorgeous. All teak. Like, they sleep 13, and it was $800 a night. How many expats are there? Uh, a, uh, a few. A bunch, I would do say. Do you think you could do a show? A stand-up show? Oh, yeah. yeah 100%. 100%. Yeah. That's Whoa. a junk boat. Dude, that would look like a pirate ship. It's that like is some crazy Game of Thrones ship. 800 bucks a night, and that's how long bay that he's in right there. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's yep. 800 bucks a night for the, everyone on board? N- nope. Just one. Just for everyone to sleep. Ours slept 13. It was for $800 a night. people, it's 800 bucks combined? Yep. That's insane. Joe, that, in- that includes food and all crew. How safe is it? 100% safe. It's a, it's a bay. It's not. You're not going... It's just all cliffs and mountains. It's really gorgeous. Wow. And what what is crime like in Vietnam? Uh, it's up there. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't go out late at night, and I, you don't like, you know, just the thing about Vietnam that w- I witnessed or I experienced was that like if you get in a fight with one Vietnamese dude, hundred Vietnamese guys are jumping on top of you. Like that was the right, who got in a fight. Uh, one of the ex, one of the expats that was running one of the things we did. <laughs> he said. I was like, I wanted to go get these egg sandwiches. They have these great egg sandwiches. They're the most amazing egg sandwiches I've ever had. And I was like, I'm going to go run out. I'm going to get 10 of them. And he goes, well, bring someone with you. Well, because it was like, they're like 50 cents each. And the lady makes them in like a, on like a hot dog cart. And she made it. Dude, they're the best. And I had my whole crew with me. So I was getting them for everyone. Oh, okay. What was in them? 
uh, egg, shredded pork, and uh, I don't think cheese. No cheese because I don't. Vietnamese don't really fuck around with cheese. Really? And hot sauce. Yeah, I don't think there was cheese. But the eggs were cooked perfectly, and the the bread was so soft and flaky. And it was hollowed out in the center. So when the egg fell apart, all it did was just kind of melt into the bread. So you had like, it was just the best sandwich I've ever had in my life. I think they're called Bung Ma. And uh, I went out to go get 10. And the guy goes, bring someone with you. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to go right across the street. And he's like, doesn't matter. If, say if you get into some altercation because you're cutting someone in front of someone in traffic. Like I, my, the big thing with traffic there is you don't run across the street. You walk. Even if they're coming at you, you walk so they can avoid you. You never change your pace. So if you change your pace, that's how they hit you. Oh, Christ. Wow. Yeah. And he's like, and if you do that and you get a fight, you'll literally have 50 Vietnamese guys on you. And he was like, and it, it happens and it happened to me like two weeks ago. I got in a fight with one guy and just, I mean, everyone, like store owners were dropping their aprons and jumping on this guy, he said. Whoa. So, yeah. So, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's crime ridden, but it's not, it's not f fucking Montana. It's amazing how quickly they forgave Americans. They sort of just like they probably didn't forget give America. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's like Japanese. Like I think the older Japanese folks apparently just are still pretty pissed off. The ones that were alive when they dropped the bombs. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> That's fairly reasonable. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Japanese it's a it's a very fascinating culture because they're they're openly nationalistic. You know, like you could say it's racist, but it, it's openly nationalistic. Like they just like no white people. They'll have bars, just no white people. Oh, yeah. You can't come in. Could you imagine if someone tried to do that in America? You had to say no foreigners. You put up a like, is that the Donald Trump America? Like they put up a no foreigners <sighs> sign in front of certain establishments and someone will argue that they have the right to do that. I, <laughs> there's a drinking club, uh, like a, a, a drinking club on I want to say it's like called the Soho Room or something. It's on Sunset down near the Argyle, what used to be the Argyle. It's like a drinking club. And they were like, hey, we're setting a meeting, a general meeting with uh, this writer for you. And I was like, oh, cool. And they're like, you got to be a member. He's a member. And then he'll let you in. But it's, me it's members only. And I was like, oh, cool. And I rolled up and my manager, Judy, was there. And I go, what are you doing here? She was like, I'm in the meeting. I was like, oh, they let women in here? <laughs> Because I just assumed it was this like old men's only club. She's like, "What fucking world have you been living in that you shocked that they let women in?" I was like, in my head, I was like, "Well, this place place doesn't seem as cool anymore." Yeah, they shouldn't <laughs> let them in. Is there a place with? You, there's no place where they don't let women. There's places where you don't let men. Those curves places. Those yeah. those places where the older uh, ladies like to work out. I guess. What is it? It's overweight people, right? Yeah. Or is it overweight people or all women? Which, I think it's just all women. It's all women. Curves. There's places that are. Is that? Am I? Am I getting the right name? Because there's places that are just all women gyms. Is That's that what curves. it's called? That's it's called one curves. Of them. Yes. So yeah. you couldn't go there. No. But you could never have a dick swingers club like with only men. Could you have an all men gym? No. No one would ever let you. I think you could probably do that. Or I don't think you could. And I think the argument would be, they the argument they would make. I'm not saying it's right. Would be that women get sexually harassed and ogled. At a, a regular gym, and they get uncomfortable, and they don't they don't want to have to deal with men. They just want to work out. They could probably at a bar have it called no broads or whatever, and like just have like the line that most bars have, where they're like, "Uh, no, we're only letting the women in tonight." You know, you and know, you say only let them only in? let them in. They could probably easily do that. I don't think it's against the law. I wonder. Here, I bet here, just Gloria, all right. No, I'm good. I'll leave it over here, Brian. I'll drink it. Gloria, all right, <laughs> would fucking come after you.
or one of those. One of those. Uh, yeah, they can't. They don't have anything like that. Lawyers. But I grew up in a, in a. I feel like I grew up in a time when you'd go to the men's locker room where the bar was, where they'd all all the men would play cards as a kid at like country clubs, and you'd walk in and you'd be like, one day. And then sadly, that was all taken away before I could ever get there. Yeah, there's no real place like a bachelor's club. You know, that's what pool halls used to be. Yeah. Pool halls was like what 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 pool halls were at the turn of the century in New York City was like and in a lot of places in the country were these places where young men who didn't want a family they they wanted the bachelor life they didn't want to have a 9 to 5 job you know some square life they wanted to have action and they wanted to gamble and they wanted to drink and they wanted to stay together and just be men and they would go to pool halls and they would gamble and pool halls were almost entirely they almost entirely revolved around gambling which is a, like a little known secret. Like the game is called billiard, pocket billiards, but it's called pool because you pool all your money together for a bet. That's the original n- name. That's the definition of the name pool. Really? Yeah. So at the turn of the century in New York City, there was something like a thousand pool halls. And there was all these guys that just didn't want to do it. They didn't want to get married. They didn't want a nine to five job. They wanted to live the bachelor life. And today, that's like disgraced. If you want to be a, a bachelor, if you want to be a 50-year-old guy and live by yourself, you never had kids, and you don't have a regular job, and you just hang out in a pool hall all the time, you're a fucking loser. Yeah. It's amazing. But you could have the same amount of money, have a wife that you don't really like being around, you know, be trapped in some weird job, and people think you're a winner. You know, you'd have the same amount of money. It's like it's, we have standards, and one of the standards is, a bunch of men that don't want to be a part of society. You don't want to have a nine to five job. You better be some outdoor dude. If you, you know, you better be some yeah. camper or something. If, if you want to like get by and in normal conversation with people and and tell them that you you're not married and you don't have a nine to five job and you don't really care for that, but you're forty nine years old, like you better have some reason. Like he's, he's really eccentric. He writes poetry in the woods. Like you have to have fucking something that you do that people consider like a noble quest. If you're like, ah, you know what I like to do? I like smoking cigarettes. I like drinking whiskey. I like being around my friends. Sometimes I save up enough money, I get a hooker. <coughs> people are like, what the fuck? <clears throat> They'll yeah. get angry at you. They'll get angry at fucking loser. Look at this fucking. Lo- you want to be like this loser? He doesn't have a family. Sleeps till whenever he wants. Hangs out with a bunch of guys and laughs all night. Fucking loser. I remember hearing someone right when I right before I fell in love with my wife. I remember seeing someone at the improv going, "Man, you don't want to be the old guy at the bar." And I went, "I was like, oh fuck." I was hanging out with Ron White the other night. It was great. Yeah, the old guy at the bar was awesome. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we had a couple of drinks. We had some laughs. What are you pulling up, Jamie? What's uh, going on? Some breaking news? A, no, it was like a male club. What about like an Elks Lodge or Knights of Columbus? Do they even exist? Yeah. Yeah, they do. I got an offer to be in one of those one time. Yeah, but I mean, is it all guys? Uh, Kiwanis. Girls go. It's like an Aladdin Shriners. They're called a fraternal group. So, I mean, fraternal means. Oh, right. Looking at that that picture, I I could tell how it smells in that room. You know what I mean? Old dudes (laughs) fart. It it would almost be fun to hang out with those old guys and just hear them all drop N bombs nonstop. Yeah. Look at the fucking hats. Can't we just agree when you become 60 years old, you don't want to wear that stupid hat? They're wearing a hat like a monkey that's begging for change. One of the monkey with a grinding box. (laughs) You know, they have the the hat with the tassel. Yeah. Those little monkeys. They always do that, right? Whatever happened to the Friars Club? Well, it was a big thing in New York, and it's a big thing with guys like, you know, who loves it is like Jeff Ross loves it. Yeah. 
I don't. Uh, I never got it. Fitzsimmons used to like it in New York. They used to go there and play pool. It would be cool if it was if they had like a if they had like a legit pool. You could play poker. Know that there was like a Thursday night poker game you could go to. Well, that was a lot of the thing. The same thing in a lot of ways is guys looking to hang out with other guys. Is looking to be. There's a certain amount of society that just demasculates you, and having a regular job where you have to, you know, and it's just. When you have to wear a fucking tie and a suit, you're right away, you're doing something you don't want to do. You're dressing in a way that you would never dress if you were just left to your own devices, right? Mm -hmm. You got a tie and a suit and a fucking one of those pocket scarf things, and you have to go to work and you can't swear. And you're there all day and your feet hurt because you've got a wooden heel. <laughs> walking around with a wooden heel and a fucking hard leather sole, like this stupid shoe that you have to wear. And you got a tie clip. Meh. And you're fucking, you have to bullshit on the phone. And you have to pretend to be someone that you're not all day long. That, like, when you have to pretend to not be a guy who likes pussy or not be a guy who likes to party or swear, or you, you have to, like, neuter yourself in a lot of ways. And in doing so over long periods of time, especially when you're rewarded for that, you're rewarded for it at work or your exemplary conduct. You know, he's got a great bedside manner. He's got he's got wonderful office manners. Yeah. You know, you you fucking slow it slowly starts to chip away at you. You start you start to slowly become something that you're not really. And you don't you, you don't get a chance to express yourself. And you get a few hours at the end of the day to have a couple of drinks and go to sleep and do it all over again. And your reset period that you get over the weekend, it's not enough time. Mm -mm. It's not enough time. You know, if you had a year to be yourself again and just be around your friends and you just you guys could just behave and think the way you really feel, laugh at shit you actually think is funny, I'd, fuck around with each other. That's being a comic. That's yeah, being a comic. exactly. Dude, I, I, I'll never forget, I'll never forget me, me you, and Al and... Uh, we're sitting together talking about someone. You're like, I get that guy to suck my dick, and I, me, me and Al <laughs> laughed so fucking hard, and I just thought to myself, I thought no one lives that no like because no one lives so in that stupid. no one lives in that world that we live in that we're all a little fucking toasty, yeah. and you're like, I get that guy to suck my dick, and and like you can you imagine saying that? Why was at, I at saying that? What uh, was the guy doing? Uh, well, wow. who was the guy? Do you remember? Yeah. Okay, we'll talk later. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. But I love being able to say something totally retarded like that to my friends. Because you, <laughs> like, when, like, Joe, Joey will say, like, the most fucked up. Like, he'll say fucked up shit on stage, but he'll pull you aside. He'll pull you aside and say some unbelievably fucked up shit that makes you laugh. That was one of the things that he was doing while that fucking whole Caparulo thing was going on. I'm going to have you on your... <laughs> I was going, Jesus. So deep, dark. It's so crazy. <laughs> Did he air those still up? Like, the, are all, all those tweets? I don't know. Still that was, those, are my, those are some of my favorite calls when Buns calls me. Tommy calls me. He's like, uh, Have you been following Joey's Twitter thread? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and, and like you literally are cleaning the sleep out of your eyes like hold on let me get in front of my computer what's going on that's so funny fucking Tommy and I Tommy that's one of our our biggest because you know we started together doing the road together and one of the favorite things you, when you sit in the green room with a guy is just kind of bullshit yeah I can bullshit with that guy forever uh, forever he's like, the best he really is the best he's such a sweetie he's such a great guy he's tall oh. as is his wife she's awesome man I might argue that she's funnier than him. She's pretty well. He's fucking hilarious. He's but funny. He's funny in a way that I and this is why. But 
he's like Joe, like Joey, because I remember watching Tom when he just and this, you know. Tom's hearing this, so I know you know I love you to death, Tommy. But like, there was a time where Tom, and he'll admit this, that he was t- trying to figure out how to do it like a tell, and and he would just be like, like his pacing was off. And then all of a sudden, something switched on him, and he's telling stories where I can't find out. I don't see the setup punch, but I'm howling, fuck, Tommy. They just fucking howling, laughing at him, and I'm like, fucking, he is dialed in. He is in the he's in the sweet spot of his writing right now. Yeah, he's awesome. What I was gonna say was. He's really fucking funny, but I know what you're saying because she's really fucking funny too. She's hilarious. She's, she's really, and they have a kid now, which is going to be really interesting, because once you have a kid, you have a solid twenty minutes new material. It's just a matter of like covering over the same ground that everybody else covers over when you have a kid. You have to kind of like comb through your material and make sure none of it has been done before. This dude is that's really hard. It's hard with like really common shared experiences that are transformative, like having a kid. Or something happened to you like guys who have cancer that a lot of times they have similar material about getting cancer I remember Schimmel had a bunch of cancer bits after he got back from uh, cancer airplanes those hotels. those bits have been beaten down so much that you almost have to have something fucking catastrophic happen on a plane for you to do a joke about being on a plane it's like that subject matter like people's eyes sort of glaze over if you go over that because they've heard plane jokes and travel jokes. Because comedians talk about what they do. And if you only travel all the time, you're doing shows and then traveling. So, like, this show, no one's going to be able to relate to that. Like, you're doing something weird. You're talking. Everybody listens. People pay for that. What the fuck kind of job is that? That's just weird for people to relate to. And that's, for you, that's your job. But your job is also to live. Because you have to have things to talk about when you get up there. Your job is to... Hashtag be curious, you know, which is why I was saying to you It's kind of crazy that you have this insane life like your life is One of the more fascinating lives of all my friends because you travel everywhere. I fucking called him up one day I go. What are you doing man? He's like I'm on a moped in Vietnam Like who the fuck can you call and they're on a moped in Vietnam? Like that's your life is crazy. It's crazy in that way, you know, it's talking about it on stage you're going to have so much material, man. Once you, if you stop doing that show, if you decide, and then, you know, you do this hour, and then you go to make your next hour, Ugh. and you start talking about just the crazy shit you've done, oh my God, you have so much time. I mean, I literally, right now, I'm looking at this hour, and I'm chunking it out, and you know, my youngest daughter is a very interesting child, <laughs> so like, I've got a whole chunk about her, I've got a middle chunk, I'm in, the, I'm on the fence about, but it's just, it's fun stuff, it's, it's good. But then I just literally break to like I fought a bear, I got involved with the Russian mafia, wow. and then that, and I'm like just get rid of this chunk so I can go. I drank goat's blood with a Maasai chief. I fucking had my first open water dive at 90 feet. I fucking jumped off the tallest. Stra- I jumped off the stratosphere. I jumped off the like I literally am like ready to get this hour out so I can just start writing. Yeah. But that's the and that's I think I'm I, maybe I'm lucky right now because I go I'm ready to I'm ready to go on the road and figure the hour out. I don't need right. it to murder. Mm-hmm. I need to figure it out. Well, the the way to do that is like I think is doing these little short sets around town yeah. too. Where you just go up and say for the next 15 minutes I'm going to talk about drinking blood with the Maasai chief and we'll fucking see what we can get out of this. Yeah. Just put it on your phone. I did I just this last weekend a long time ago I told you a story in passing and this is how weird the podcasts are. Is that I told you a story in passing that was a funny I thought it was a funny story for me and you to talk about. 
and everyone loved it, and they've always chanted it out on my shows. I've never been able to tell it. It's the story about flying dildos going to the show, <laughs> and I never it, it never worked. <clears throat> and I tried it on stage. People go do it, and I'd be like, I'll, I'll do it, but it's not going to work because it's a good room for us. Right. But I this last weekend, someone yelled, "Just fucking tell it!" And so I told it, and it worked. And I figured out the ending. That's the best feeling in the world when you're like, okay, now I got my beginning, my middle, and my ending. Yeah. Now I got to figure out that middle guts, and I can get through this. Holy shit. And then I'm like, all right, let's get April 1st. Let's get this hour done. I'm ready to fucking write. Like, I'm ready to. Powerful. Oh, fucking man. You're very excited. So Your eyes are wide. You're very excited. I'm in stand-up mode, man. Good. Beautiful. Fuck, it's the greatest feeling in the world. It's the reason you get into this, and then this business takes over <clears throat> somehow and says. No, it doesn't. You let it. You don't have to let it. Don't let it take over. I ain't need money. You, you know the feeling. But you make money. I know, but... You make money doing stand-up, too. Yeah, but I wasn't making money doing stand-up the way I'm making it now, six years ago. Mm. What about podcasts? Do you have good ads in your podcasts? Yeah, I make good money on my podcast. I wouldn't say I make like what you or Corolla make, but like at all, but good money. like Definitely good money, like enough to pay for a, maybe a couple cars. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to guess. I don't know what, I don't know. Like, I didn't, that's very specific. Yeah, that's very, that's exactly. actually very specific. Uh, a couple that's, domestic cars, uh, fully loaded. Um, uh, satellite expedition radio. and a uh, oh. BMW, you know, whatever. So tell me about your Stanhope trip. This is the best decision I ever made in my grown up life. Yeah? Yep. How would you do? I just. What'd you decide? I card set on podcast with you i'd said i wanted to go out there for the super bowl and it didn't work out because i did a podcast with Kroll on monday and i wouldn't be able to make it back and i felt bad i felt like i didn't get i was like because i really love i really love doug i think he's one of the sweetest guys around so i just called him up one day i go hey you mind if i come out like just to hang out for a day and party and he was like i'm fucking here do it do it so i just tagged it on one of my trips and i did like i've been doing like Theater, not theater, but like a single club, then weekend, then single club. And I just canceled the single club, flew out to Doug's. Chaley picked me up at the airport, rolled in. Everyone's in the fun house drinking. Bingo's in there. It's fucking amazing. I think we podcasted for six hours. Whoa. Nonstop. Nonstop. Unedited. I'm telling you when I say the op my opus of podcasting is just me and Doug talking shit about everybody. Just fucking tearing apart art, tearing apart good comedy, tearing apart life. His buddy Chad Shanks there. Chad Shanks, hilarious. Doug's podcast is one of my favorite ones to listen to because it's, it is a real, authentic extension of his personality. Yeah. The same way this is for you, that is what you do. When I first started listening to this podcast, I go, this is what Joe does. He gets online at the end of the night, smokes a joint, and just researches his most important shit, most crazy, insane shit, and now he's just telling us about it. Oh, this is fucking amazing. Oh, now he's bringing the people that he finds online, he's bringing them in and having a conversation with them? This is great. This is Doug. Just start drinking at four fucking vodkas with a bartender in his fun. Have you ever been out to his compound? Nope. Oh, uh, it's fucking amazing. How long, mm. how far is it from the airport to drive? About an hour and a half. And Chaley's his tour manager. How far would it be to drive from LA? I mm. think six hours. Six to eight. From here? Six, yeah. To six, his place? Six to eight, I think, yeah. yeah. Six to eight. That's not bad. I typed in my address on accident and it gave me directions. It's seven miles from the Mexico border. We wow. roll in. That's crazy. And... Doug is literally just, and you know, man, it's like, you know, Doug will say this, but like, he doesn't get to hang out with comics because he lives in the middle of nowhere. So yeah. when he rolled in, he was in his pajamas, never changed out of his pajamas, just smiling ear to ear and smoking a cigarette. And he's like, oh, what can I get you to drink? And literally off the bat, we start podcasting Wow. and just catching up. 
Oh, it's fucking. This is his fun house. So, what is the fun house? Why does he call it the fun house? So he's got. I think he's got four properties, four houses on this property. He's got the main house. He's got the. Maybe he has like seven. I don't know. But he's like, there's a bunch of like trailers around that people can live in. And then he's got a, a guest house that I stayed in. He's got another house that Chaley and his wife Tracy stay in. And he just buys houses in the neighborhood. They're like so thirty five grand. What? They're like thirty five grand. He just keeps buying them when you they can pop buy up. Buy a house for thirty five grand? Oh, 30, go to Detroit. You can buy. He them just for keeps five buying. Bucks. Yeah, but we're not talking about right. Detroit. We're talking about Bisbee. He he buys them. Just keeps buying them, and he's and he's got corrugated like metal fence. Can't see over it, so it's all around. Thirty five grand. Yeah, Detroit you can get it for like five hundred, right? Yeah, but it's still Bisbee in the middle of nowhere. No one wants to move there. No, hold on, yeah, but hold that's, on, hold that's on. where you're wrong. Uh, let me tell you something. <clears throat> I shot a vlog for this. Like you know, I've been doing my vlogs. Well, I bring my camera out to do my vlog. I like how you say it because nobody else says it. Everybody else will write it, but they don't say it. Oh, really? I never heard anybody say vlog. Am I saying it wrong? I don't no, know. you're saying it totally right. Okay. But they, it's something that people write. They oh. write down. You know, like yeah. vlog for the day. Oh. Nobody says it. Oh, I don't know what it's to like call a video it. Video blog. Or... Right. Yeah. Do you ever hear anybody say vlog? Vlog now. No, Brian is as entrenched <laughs> in the internet it a vlog culture. This whole time. <laughs> I mean, it's probably the right thing to say. I just <laughs> never. I mean, I've seen it written. I just never heard anybody say it. Uh, yeah. Other than you. Well, he's person. addicted to vlogs now. I found out. He yeah. just wa- knows all of the YouTubers. But I had Shaley bring me into uh, into Bisbee, and I shot I shot B roll of Bisbee. It's beautiful. Really beautiful. It's right cool out, town. Right, at, right outside Tombstone, where the OK Cow Corral is. Went to Tombstone, rolled in, and man, it ended. I have a vlog I'll post it. I have to edit it. There's a cave for sale out there. Yeah, uh, I met the two people that live in it. It's a dope house, man. Uh, I met the two people that live in it. They're I think like there's... Hobbit people. Yeah. They live in a Hobbit house. Like, it's a cave. Yeah. it's It was amazing. And I told Doug, I said, you need to have more people come out here and do this. Because it was so fun, man. It was so fun. Like, we we were we ended up just singing at the end, just partying and singing songs singing and in the rain. oh, it was so fucking great. And yeah, and so that podcast right now, uh, his girlfriend has uh, gone a wall, or his wife's gone a wall. So Bingo? yeah, she's gone a wall. Yeah, uh, he's talked about it on his podcast, so I'm not sharing. Is the cave house? Is this the cave house in Bisbee? Look at this. Oh no, I didn't meet these <clears> people then. Oh, hello, I'm Catherine Clark, and this is my home. (laughs) Look at that gate. Oh. So it's dug into the side of the house. Yeah. Is this the same place? This is in Bisbee, Jamie? Yeah. Wow. Look at that. It's got a dope fucking little forest behind it and this waterfall and shit. Yeah, that does not what Doug's compound looks like. (laughs) This is awesome. If I moved to Bisbee, I'd buy this fucking house. I kept saying to myself, they've got a theater in there that Doug does. This is nuts. Look at this. These people have a... Oh, my God. Oh, that's got to be so inside cold. inside this fucking house. I cold? wonder if it's like Yeah, dusty. right? Why cold? Because you're in a cave. in Mexico. I know, but it's it's cave. It's but rock. It's, it's so earth. hot down there. It's the desert. You How think that's hot in there? Cold? Yeah. Oh, I think being in a cave would be cold cool. no matter where you are. Cooler, right? Yeah. But like still, it's 140 basement. degrees outside. It's not cool in there. It might be if it's like a basement. That house is fucking badass. I want to live there, man. I bet you can get it for 125. I bet you couldn't. I bet that house is at least a million bucks. 1.5 million. Hmm. Is that what it says? Yeah. Whoa. By the way, I'm looking at 1.5 million these days. It doesn't look like that. Yeah, right? <sighs> no, you, 1.5 million gets you in LA, gets you a regular house. Three bedroom, three, three bath. Yep. Isn't it crazy when we were kids, you thought of someone who had a million dollars as being like the most unbelievably rich set for life, and then you hear someone's house cost a million dollars, you're like, holy shit, a million 
dollars. Yeah. And then you look at what a million dollars buys you in LA and you're like, what? Yeah. How about what, what it buys you in New York City? You ever look at that? No. Oh my God. The missus and I looked at fucking apartments in New York City at one point in time. Just on a whim, man. I just get these ideas in my head. Like, I don't want to live in the same place forever. I like oh. to move around. And I'm thinking, maybe I should buy an apartment in New York. I'll just try living in New York for a few months. <laughs> They're like five million bucks for like a 1,600 square foot apartment. I was like, this is nuts. I got, I so got I, back. It's probably larger than that. but I got back from Doug's and went right back. Ran right back with my wife and her best friend. Her buddy, her husband's uh, movie guy has got money, and they were like, let's get a compound. Like, I, want a, I want a fucking compound. <laughs> Where would you do it, though? I, I, I'm being dead serious. I could totally do it in Bisbee. But would you want to do it in Bisbee? I, don't, I wouldn't want to. I'd like to do it with, it with some... fan. Do you want to be that close to Mexico? I, I would like to do it maybe in, like, in like Montana, Alabama, yeah, Montana. Georgia. Montana, now you're talking. It, like Colorado. Cock. Colorado, cock, cock, cock. Colorado. <laughs> I slow rolled that one. Colorado would be tough, I think, because of the elements. Oh, don't be a pussy. It's all white people. What are you talking about? What elements? You talking about black people? Remember that? Yeah. Remember that, Brian? In Atlanta, <laughs> we were in Atlanta and we we're talking to this racist white girl, and she she was like, "Well, you don't want to go to that club." I go, "Why?" She goes, "Well, you know the elements like to hang out there." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Like, what? What the fuck? What the fuck did you say? The elements. And we, so we looked at each other. I go, "The elements? Like, what does that even mean?" But we both kind of knew what she was. I go. Explain yourself. What are you saying? She's like, well, black people, you know, shut up. The elements, <laughs> the elements, like fucking earth, wind, and fire. <laughs> the elements. It's so weird when he said elements too. I'm like, wait a second. I can't believe you just said that. You remember? Yeah. You remember that girl? Flashback. Was, she was way out in the open with her racism. She's like, mm -hmm. y'all are white. Come on. <laughs> oh my god. You know, you know about the elements. <laughs> y'all don't want to be around the elements. Especially when it gets dark out, you can't see <laughs> Go Trump. Did can't. you watch that video? <laughs> Did you, yeah, Durf or what? What is he? The the Daily Show video where it shows that none, none of you saw this. No, it, keep going. But everybody's <laughs> saying that word Trump. Trump. But, but I didn't know what it meant. It's uh, this guy who's, it's not the Daily Show, but it's the other guy. Uh, John Oliver? John Oliver did a breakdown of Donald Trump the other day on his show, and it was one of the most beautiful things ever. It was so perfect. They found out that his, like Trump's real name, uh, like his great-grandfather changed it to Trump, uh, but it was originally Drumpf or whatever, or Derp or whatever it was Trump. called. Yeah. Trump's not bad. What's wrong with Trump? I'm who Bert. Fuck. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? I'm Joe. You know how many goddamn Joes there are? Brian, man. Yeah. All right. I gotta. I gotta say this. Well, you say that, but you change your fucking last name. Well, the, the, my my age. <laughs> Racist. How dare you? Be scared of your Nazi past. No. But Brian, there's people my age. There's so many Brians because a Brian song came out the the year I was born. So everyone named their song kid Brian because that fucking movie. Yeah. Really? Is that what this, <coughs> is the? Is that what, Is that how yeah. Trey Song's got his name? Who's Trey Songs? I don't know. It's a dumb joke that I thought only Brian would get. Who's right. Trey Songs? I got to say this real quick because Shaylee just emailed me. I think they're Doug and them are watching this. Uh, Douglas, on. me boy. So, uh, so some drama happened on this trip. Oh, uh, I'm so sad to hear this. No, but Doug's talked about it, and they just released the second podcast dealing with this. I think they found Bingo. So uh, what? So Bingo is Doug's wife, uh, living wife. She was supposed to take me to the airport in the morning, 
And she was like, and Doug's like, don't worry, she'll get you up at like 8. She gets up at 6.30 in like combat boots and ready to roll. Uh, here you go, someone. And uh, and uh, get in the car with her. She drives me to the airport. And then like halfway through, she says, uh, I'm running away. And I was like, uh, I'm fucking hungover as shit. I'm like, I don't know how to deal with this information. And now I'm like, do I ask dial Doug? Is Doug running a cult? No. Why does she have to run away? Yeah. Stockholm so, syndrome. So Bingo started <laughs> started dating some guy that lives in the woods. I heard about all this. Yeah. And so he's got an outhouse, two outhouses, one for his bird, his owls, and one to shit in. Yeah. Oh my god. And so uh, she's like, "Don't tell Doug. Don't tell Shaylee. Don't tell anyone. I'm okay. just disappearing." And you did, obviously you didn't abide by that. Fuck no. I was called right. Doug immediately. I was like, I woke him up. I was like, Bingo ran away. And so, like, it was it was pretty serious. I think. Was, I mean, you know, with Doug, everything's there's a joke. Like everything's lighthearted. Well, did you ever listen to the podcast with him and her when she was talking about ending, yeah. ending this thing, this experience called life? Yeah, that's why I called Doug. Yeah, I was you like, gotta, I was right? like, I can't let this. She's like, just just don't tell Doug. <clears throat> don't tell anyone. I appreciate it. Give me a big hug. Got it all on my vlog. <laughs> you <laughs> got that it. on the vlog? No, I'm not, yeah, she I'm not. Put... Fuck, I'm, I'm not. I, I right. would never share anything like that. I saw I got us saying a oh, tearful man. goodbye because I was it's... like in my head I'm like I don't know how this is gonna end for Bingo because I I know that she says that so I called Doug immediately wake him up and I was like Bingo ran away he was like what he knew she ran away halfway through in the ride because he's like hey you left your phone and you took blankets and then she was like because he called me on my phone and he was and she was like yeah 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 I thought Bert wanted to sleep in the car halfway through I'm like oh I could sleep in this fucking car like I should have gone to sleep and then I look back and I see coolers. And like all gear, like it's all packed, and my bags. And I'm like, fuck. So I called Doug, called Shaley. So then Doug, I say that I told some secrets maybe that I shouldn't have said to Doug, but one of the things Bingo says, she wanted this guy and Doug to kind of meet and figure out what she should do. So I was like, she wants oh you to podcast God. and do it. So whoa, 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 whoa. She wanted Doug to podcast with her new boyfriend and figure out what she should do? Yeah. So I. Some strong psych meds. So I tell Ooh. Doug, and so literally he calls me like as my plane lands, and he's like, "We're podcasting right now." Oh my god! So that podcast just got released yesterday, and I think Shaylee just texted me the new podcast where Bingo calls in. I guess <laughs> just got released right now. Are they oh, wow. trolling us? Yeah, no, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> it's man. probably just some dude <laughs> in a hall somewhere. I sat in the car with her, and oh. man. Oh, there's so oh many. God. It's it's uh, it was intense, but you know, Doug takes everything with such a pace, such like a like a eh. yeah. Well, fuck it. I'll bring Bathtub Willie in, is what he calls him, and I'll do a podcast with Bathtub Willie. Yeah. And I tell Doug, I go, hey, just don't say that's anything. Opening of the podcast is so. Chrysler calls me and tells me Bingo ran away. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So uh, that it's so sad when you see someone who you in your mind. Like you have the 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 memory of them being like real happy, like when I think of Bingo, I think of Bingo hanging out with Doug at shows. Yeah, and it's always we're laughing, we're all laughing. Yeah, so that's my idea of Bingo. So my idea of a depressed Bingo, it doesn't make any sense. Like I don't I don't have it in my 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 accessible memory. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I've only seen her have a good time. I've only seen her having fun. And. We all accept that there's like ups and downs to being a person. There's like highs and lows and you know, you get in slumps and you feel like shit and then you come back and you feel great. And that's one of the reasons why you appreciate those really high spots because you remember when you didn't feel so good. 
But you see someone like Bingo, like when she was hanging around with Doug, and in my eyes, it was always like, Doug's, you got to let Doug be Doug, you know? And Doug's always had a problem with, you know, when he was with other chicks, there was always like some sort of a different kind of drama than like what Bingo presented. Bingo presented crazy, but she also presented like this willingness to like have fun and go along with everything. And it was perfect for like letting the best parts of Doug just blossom because they were so cool together. Yeah. And she's crazy. She's got blue hair and half her head shaved and she's she's a mad woman, right? So I was like, this is great. This is perfect. And it was always... In my eyes, all I remember is them smiling and laughing. <clears throat> so it's always weird to me. And even though rationally, obviously, I know that people have their ups and downs. When I remember someone who's like really happy and really laughing and, you know, like big open smile, ah ha ha, you know, throwing her head back, laughing. That's, that's like the, these are the thoughts that I have when I think about like her and Doug hanging out at shows. I think, how, how, how does someone forget how to do that? Like how do you how do you stay in that pocket? How do you uh, how do you stay as close to the fun all the time pocket as possible, without slipping in? I mean, is it a chemical thing? Is it a behavioral thing? Is it a life circumstances and your reaction <coughs> to it thing? What it what is it that brings those downers, man? Where people just feel like utter shit serotonin levels and i guess she has you know issues so like medicine mm-hmm. probably that she's taking mixtures look at brody he has mm-hmm. ups and downs all the time it's yeah and i i mean i date so many people that i that i end up calling crazy almost to a point it mm-hmm. seems like it's but it's you know it's I feel like calling a woman crazy in the future is going to be the next tranny transgender. Oh, it like it's like it's be. alternative thinking, you know. But it, I, I feel like I just nonstop, and it's just people's brains, man. And people just they have ups and downs. I had fucking ups and downs. You know, everyone has. The, the there's hardest. so many. There's so many factors too, right? It's it's got to be chemical, man. Well, there's chemical, and then there's life. There's like the curveballs life throws you at, at you. Like they're undeniable that great moments in your life where things are going great, you fucking feel great, and then when things are going shitty, you feel shitty. And we kind of try to deny that there's some sort of a correlation between those two, but sometimes it's just shitty things happen. You know, like Ari Shafir just broke his ankle skiing. Yeah, that's just a shitty thing that happens. And that's I think, just it. and I, don't, I think we don't forget about him either. Like, 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 if you get in a relationship, you break up, you feel like you got over mm-hmm. it, but that, that still is something in you that's taxing that you don't even know. You've actually taken down a couple levels of happiness, and sure. then something else like your car. You get in a car accident that adds on to it, and you mm-hmm. don't even realize that the ground that's what's the the level of happiness is getting pushed down deeper and deeper almost. It's true. The thing about uh, Bingo and Doug that really, like when you're saying, it's like, you know, that's like a, that's a really, like a, a nuclear family. Like yeah. they try, you know, they travel and they all stay in one room. Fucking six people stay in one room. That's not a good move. No, but that's, but that, you know, but like that's one of the beauties of Doug. I always, I always yeah. accept, I always look at other people as like always glass half full. That's mm-hmm. the cool thing about Doug is that. You know, obviously, Doug's shows are footing the bills for the tour manager, the manager, mm-hmm. to, for their wives, their girlfriends, and and they, it's like this real big family. And so, what was really heartbreaking for me because I hung out with them and I didn't know anything was wrong at all. I mean, I knew that they were going through this, but like we were all hanging out and 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 Bingo was there and we were laughing and singing. I showed these guys the videos. I have them on my computer of just 
I mean, just, I'm telling you, like, St. Elmo's fire shit. Like, everyone holding <laughs> arms, just literally having the greatest time of my life. And reference. I leave. How aggressively fucked up was I at the end of that video? Oh, yeah. You're, you're the, you couldn't even talk on this. I could not speak. St. Elmo's fire. It was so great. And so my whole hope is that, is that, I, it's got to be meds, man. I mean, I spent an hour and a half in a car with her. More than that, because we hit traffic, but it's meds. It's Well, it's just what what is going on in your brain versus another person's brain. You can only speculate. So wait, how I don't about know this? How, I don't know how anybody else sees the world. But how about, like, tell me, if, <laughs> tell me what you think about this, uh, honestly. Um, say you put, um, say it's, uh, I'm trying to think of a scenario where I could say this, end of the world, we go to an island, it's uh, it's like you, your wife and kids, Brian and some girl that he'll end up falling in love with, Jamie, a bunch of computers. Um, lost too. It's like yeah, lost it's two. lost too, but but what you How got the- Jamie gets computer? Everybody <laughs> else gets girls. Hey, uh, we'll give him a rock that looks <laughs> like a computer. Give him a girl. And why haven't I fallen in love yet? Because you're, you're the B story. Time. You're it's, Dominic um, Moynihan. My point is, and, and there's no meds. <laughs> there's no meds. Right? Okay. But you got all your favorite people there. Okay. And there's no meds. And I'm saying, like, and do you believe that someone, say, maybe that was on meds that been put in a perfect scenario? No apex predators on the island. It's just family, friends, coconuts. Everyone's feeling good. They're eating healthy. Right. Do you believe, because I, I wonder sometimes, do you believe then that all those problems that society slid in where you now are on Prozac or whatever, uh, do you think that? They would be pulled away, and that person would go like, "Man, I'm I'm feeling good. I'm eating healthy. I got one job. It's just to go get coconuts in the morning. I get my coconuts. We all sit by the pool, or by the. I don't know, man. I think there's a real danger when you hold your hand up. What does that say? It's a it's Dominic like Moynihan joke. Oh, lost. He was awesome in that. Film. Oh, dude, he was fucking amazing, so, Charlie. Um, there's a re there's a real danger in in saying it's either or. You know. Have you ever taken meds? No, but I think for some people they're really important. But do you um, feel like marijuana s sometimes acts like a like a like a Zoloft for you? No, but marijuana definitely gives you uh, a more sensitive perspective, and it calms you down, and it makes you more connected to all the other people that you come in contact with. It definitely does that in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know, but it's not what's going on with people that are taking medication. The people that are taking medication, like SSRIs. Um, I've met, I have some friends that they started using them and it changed their life. You know, a couple, quite a few. And then both of them, coincidentally, not coincidentally, but um, after a while they weaned off of them. And their life got better, and they're both really smart guys. And when their life got better, then they weaned themselves off the psych meds and they stayed happy. Yeah. So I think everybody's got a different story, too. And there's, there's a real, not a danger, but... I think it's a real prejudice that people do where they'll they'll decide like it's one way or the other Like it's either you don't need any medication All you need to do is diet and exercise and run and you'll be fine And then there's other people that think that it's a disease the way to treat it is primarily through medication And that's it and your health and your um, the, you know your exercise routines and your diet really doesn't have any bearing on it because it's there's some sort of a neurological disorder. You have an issue with your brain. So there's people that are under like that school of thought. I think the real answer, if you talk to a lot of those neuroscientists, they'll tell you it's somewhere in the middle. It's like, who the fuck knows? Like, it, I don't know you. 
So you might be completely batshit crazy and you need medication, dude. You're just fucking wired wrong. It's not happening in there. Someone needs to go in there and rewire shit. Or you might be a guy who could easily be healthy if he could get on a good roll. You know, if you yeah. just get some momentum going and start, you know, getting up in the morning, <clears throat> drinking warm water with lemon, getting on the fucking treadmill for a half an hour every morning, put that treadmill in the garage, plug that fucker in every morning, just do a fucking half an hour before you go. To, once you start getting on these rolls like that, you start feeling better. There's a serotonin drip that happens. Yeah. You start feeling better. You get you get more fit. You get more healthy. You feel better. When you feel better, your brain works better. Like it's undeniable. So it's not necessarily one or the other. But you, we don't know. I don't know what's going on in your head. You don't know what's going on in my head. And I think that's where it gets weird when people are like, these psych meds aren't helping anybody. I think some of them might be helping some people. Oh, yeah. I, I think mean, some people hit a bad spot, man. And I think the psych drugs can fucking pull them up and then they can get accustomed to being on balance and then they can get off of them. I wish I knew more. I've always, they've I always told me I should go on uh, something for, uh, for anxiety. You know, they're like, oh, to change your life. It might. I might. The, the wonder about it is would it dull what's awesome about your personality? 100%. That's what everybody. I think crazy, man. I think fucking crazy. Well, that's part of what makes you you. Yeah. And then it's not like you don't have a handle on it. It's just slippery. The handle's slippery. Very fucking <laughs> slippery. It's, it's that... covered in MCT oil. <laughs> <laughs> it's that way for everyone who's trying to do anything creatively. You know, you can't be a hundred percent relaxed. This is not going to work that way. Have you been to a therapist before? I'm in therapy right now. Hello. It's best. My favorite moment was when he told me, because I, I have a lot of epiphanous moments, you know, like I have cognitive, not cognitive, never emotional. Never said that word. I've been alive 48 years. <laughs> really? Never said epiphanous. Epiphanous. I have, I have a lot of emotional epiphanous moments because, yeah, you know, I had a day where I, where I jumped off the tallest stadium in the world, swam with great white sharks, and then rappelled off a 3,000 foot mountain. So like at the end of that day, you're sitting there going like, the fuck, man? Like what? Like what is going through my brain? Like I survived three times today, when I sh when in the d in deadly activities that I knew that were safe. But and so uh, and then it started happening. Then I started getting a very low threshold for epiphanous moments. <laughs> like things could just be like Stanhopes, man. I, I I was firing hot. I was at the airport and I was just like that was one of the greatest times I've ever had in my life. I like, but I, and I go. I wonder if it was the greatest time I had in my life, or if I'm just like so connected right now to whatever that is. They've got a theater there. I was gonna say this. They got a theater there. I think Joey, Ari, and I are gonna do it. 125 seats. Stan Hope presents. Just go down and spend in Bisbee. A, in Bisbee. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he and I talked about that. I was like, that theater sounds like the perfect place to just bring in comics for a weekend. Fuck yes. Did you ever do the old Cobbs? Yeah. I the think. old Cobbs that was know. like 150 seats. No. It probably it might not even been that many seats. The old cops was yes, tiny. Yes, I did. It was down by the wharf. Yes, I did it when it was called the green room. Oh, so you did it after it was Cobbs, yeah. after Cobbs had moved to the new spot. Yeah, that was a great fucking club, though. Dude, it's crazy because Cobbs is like the old Cobbs was literally like the perfect size club, but it was almost too small to make money. So, like, if you worked at Cobbs, you got paid less than if you worked at the Punchline. Which is also a great room, right? Oh, Punchline's fantastic. But there was something about that comms because it was so small. You would go there. It was like so packed in tight. I would make less money to work there but look forward to it more. 
It cut on fire, right? Saw, yeah. Something happened, man. There was some sort of a fire. Really? And they moved to a new spot, and the new spot that they moved to is a giant ass spot. Yeah, that's hard to. F- that was always hard to fill for me. Huh, not if you're Doug Benson. But the new spot is <laughs> is still awesome. It's really. I like cool. the new spot. It's really cool, but it's weird. It's got a high ceiling, and it's got a balcony that's way in the back. Well, you know, Doug. When Doug sells tickets to those to that theater, and he's done stuff there. No one from Bisbee. He has to hold like 25 tickets for Bisbee residents. It's all people flying into Tucson and driving down to go see the show. That's pretty fucking legit. Wow. And I was like, I was like, dude, that is what I, I was like, bring, I'll come, I would come in in a heartbeat. In a heart, I, my, my initial idea of coming in was like, go in, do stand up in like near Bisbee, see if I get stand up to look at my hour, tell me where I'm being lazy. But, I, and then he was like, just do it in my house. <laughs> wow. But like, uh, yeah, I I love those old small rooms are the best. Like, the, the Laughing Skull is a great fucking great room. fucking room, tiny. You know, it's like almost like just a little bigger than the belly room. You know, yeah, hundred seat room. Dude, the belly room's fucking amazing. You know, I never <laughs> fucked around with the store ever up until like very recently. That fucking belly room it's is amazing. I fucking why would you ever do the OR or the main room? I didn't. When I, I'll tell you how little I knew. The one, the time I went up to do Ari's storytelling show, I didn't know which one was which. I literally had to go in and go, "What is the belly room?" That's how little I did the store. And they're like, and the guy didn't even know who I was, and it was like, and then Ari brought me up there. I mean, fucking perfect. Did what's his name's new material night? Uh, Je- Jesiah, Je- Jeremiah, Jeremiah Watkins, Jeremiah Watkins' new Josiah. material night. <laughs> My brain's fucked. But like that Jeremiah was, is a old schooly name. It is, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I met his mom. She must have been into the Bible, just like you, Brian Song. Uh, no, no. So what, 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 go ahead. Thank you, Jamie. But, so, uh, uh, but like that that belly room. I don't. I'm not a guy that goes out often during that. That convinced me to start getting out in the city. Already called up me. He's like, I, "Can you do my host my storytelling show?" I'm like, "Done." That belly room's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's it's a weird place. It's a tucked away little tiny room at the store. We do weekends there sometimes, man. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do like a Friday night or Saturday night, ten o'clock show. It's just me and friends. You know, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, I mean the, the the whatever the big one is that we've I've done that one with you. Yeah, the main room. That's good when you. It's good to kill and Brian have. Brian had a sick show there last oh night. God. Oh last my god, last night was insane. Really, D- Dave so Attell is the secret guest. Oh. Yeah, Attell came by the Ice House last night too. He's great. Oh. I love that guy. He's Ron White, him. There's a few people that I, I see I yeah. can just sit and hang out with. It's so great. Yeah. There's just sweethearts. Comedy sweethearts. Have you seen Nick Nikki Glazier's new show? Uh, it's actually really no. funny. Really? I liked it. Yeah. I, she hooked people up you to know, like... McGuire's producing that. Oh, really? Yeah. Chris it's McGuire's producing it. So funny. Or I, be, um, I, I believe he is. He was at one point in time. I'm sure. I hope he's still with it. He Chris ha- is hilarious. He's great. He's a fucking hilarious writer. So funny. She hooked up lie detectors to her friends and then asked them if they wanted to fuck her. And like, like these were real friends, and they were like, "Oh, good. like you could see they were so nervous." Well, that's it's, normal though. I wonder the, the, they, those things where they try to measure deception. I almost said the shittiest joke. What would be that? <laughs> so that's where Amy Schumer got that idea. <laughs> oh, <laughs> how dare you! That was. I'm glad you let that go. I'm glad you lobbed that out there. I tried those. I was tried to watch Conan the uh, last night. I like I I haven't seen Conan in over a year and a half, and I was like, is this show even still on? 
you can't find it on Hulu. You can't find it on Netflix. None of the th- shit. So still on TBS. Yeah, that's crazy. Bill Burr's there once a month. Yeah, what do you mean? Bill it's Burr's the TBS. reason I watch Conan. <laughs> no, I mean like a lot of people have cut their cable. Like including myself, I've had it for two years now, and you rely on like Hulu and stuff like that to watch everything. It's and not sh- on any of those things. No. Hmm. Well, you would think they would make some sort of a deal. No. I watch Conan on... I've, seen, I've never watched Conan like live. I watch it on YouTube. Yeah, there's a lot of that for sure. Bill Burr yeah. murders Conan. Yeah. Well, Conan he, knows him, so they like they know what to do. Like, he gives Burr these... <sighs> go, Burr would just give these wide paths for Burr to rant. I love Burr. Last night, Burr... He is one of my favorite new comics that I just got into within the last couple of years. Like, I could watch that guy forever. He's, he's one brilliant. of the best ever. He's one okay. of the best ever. Right now, Bill Burr is one of the best ever. He's he's really good. He's really good. He's really tucked in. Mm-hmm. His comedy's real original. It's it's really him. him. It's authentic. Very authentic. And he's saying he's saying some fucking some controversial shit, you know, and he's he's going out there. And uh it's interesting. That's it's, why even his cartoon is awesome because yeah. just oh, hearing him fucking Dude, I love that's it. Great. Don't even <laughs> hey, don't even get me started. So I go so Bill and I texting back and forth. We're like, hey, we should hang out. Not podcast, hang out. It's one of the flaws I think I, I have is that I look at everything as work. Bill goes, nah, yeah. nah, 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 nah. If you want to hang out, we'll fucking hang out. I'm not going to podcast. Yeah. So we're great. So we have a cigar over at my place, cocktail, shoot the shit, have the sunset, go out and go to work. So I, the girls go, do you want to do something? I said, no, my buddy Bill's coming. We got It's the day Tom Segura's special comes out. Yeah. So I got Netflix up. I go, as a matter of fact, oh, this is a cartoon. Girls, you like cartoons? Why don't you guys watch? This is my buddy Bill. He's coming over tonight. Let's take a look at it. <laughs> First thing is like, these cocksucker motherfuckers. And Isla looks over and she's like, are we allowed to watch this? And I was like, fuck it. Your mom's not here. Let's watch it. So, oh, yeah. so we watch the pilot, right? Leanne comes in and says, what are you guys watching? And I go, okay, it's got bad words in it, but it's not like sexual or anything just and so we show leanne leanne says she sees an article on npr that says kids being around cursing is okay it's actually very healthy for them to hear cursing it's when kids don't hear cursing that they believe the world is different they believe the world's fucked up so then like they live in this bubble and then they do hear cursing and it fucks them up in in return and so so yeah and so leanne's like you know what Let's watch it. So we watched wow, it. Wow, what an interesting concept, but totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Did you hear cursing when you were a kid? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. 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 And it's it's just these new age, I'm, I'm going to say Christian, I'm, I believe in God, but like whatever, like they, a cursing is not around children. But you think it's a new age Christian thing? I, I didn't know thing? one parent when I was a kid that didn't curse, didn't drink, smoke in front of their kids and curse. But that was my whole life. But I grew up in the South. Well, it's, I, I guess it's trying to preserve the innocence of the kids. Is, hey, that, is that what it is? I guess. <clears throat> it's, yeah, but they're just words, right? It's why just shouldn't words. the kids be able to say that right away? Like, what do we give a fuck? Why, te- why do we have to behave different than the kids do? It teaches them boundaries. It says, this is what dad can do. You can't do that. Right. When you become a certain age, you can earn that and you can do it. But... What, how? Go ahead. Yeah, but what if like a kid says like pussy hole? That, that you don't want kids saying pussy holes. But, you know, Brian, they'd have to live in your house to hear pussy hole. Like, well, yeah. they could come up with it on their own. It's not like pussy holes from a single origin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> how, many, how many different people all over the world said pussy hole in a hundred different languages? <laughs> so, none of them aware that somebody in Greece had already <laughs> claimed that nomenclature. But the but. 
so we ended up watching it, and then Bill came over, and Bill's like, and we were at episode three. He's like, you haven't let them see episode four yet, have you? I go, no. He goes, God, don't let them fucking see it. <laughs> but what's so crazy is like we're sitting in the kitchen, and my daughter walks in. She didn't give a shit about celebrity. That doesn't mean anything. But she heard Bill's voice and went, like, it was, like, creepy. And, she, and I was like, yo, Georgia, this is the guy you've been listening to all day. This is the dad from that show. She was like... Like, she couldn't wrap her head around the fact that she was hearing the cartoon guy's voice. Wow. I thought that was cool. But that show is, F is for family, is it? And it's so fucking funny. It's really good. I want a cartoon so it's, bad. It's a, well, why don't you make one? Yeah. <laughs> you can. I need that. Oh, Stan Hope's calling. Put him on speaker. Stan Hope, you're on Rogan's podcast. You're on speaker. I know, yeah, uh, uh, there's a slight delay. <laughs> We're watching it live. In the... <laughs> I, I, I go, watch Kreischer's face, see if he notices his fucking phone vibrating in his pocket. <laughs> Yo, there's a delay. Kill the volume. We'll pause it. Can you pause it? Can we pause the show? No, no, no. No, no he's talking to Jay. Just all stand still. Oh. Stand still, guys. <laughs> all right, we got to pause. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I just got it. Yeah. Here it is. Is this me hammered? Yeah, yeah. I just texted a picture of us oh, watching shit. you in the fun house. What's going oh, on? Yeah, we, 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 we came in late. Chad Shank uh, said he's been watching it since the beginning. He goes, they mentioned my name. <laughs> <laughs> he can't hear us. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah he can. It's on oh, 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 yeah. I hear. It's can on he speaker, but here. No. here. Go ahead. Do you hear us, Doug? It's on speakerphone. He should be able to hear us using yeah. speakerphone. Yeah. Oh, he's watching. Oh, yeah. Hang on. Yeah, no, we, we paused you. Talk to Joe. Did you just do it. Well, I'm just saying you're the only one who could talk to him. Douglas. Yes, sir. We have a, we have a shitty way of communicating here. We've got to figure out a better way to do this. Because you can only hear us when we're like really close to this phone. You're not wired into anything. So we have to pass the phone around for you to hear us. Unless you're like, the speakerphone works pretty well. I I was just trying to fuck with Kreischer, thinking he'd probably forget to turn his phone off for the podcast. (laughs) Done, Doug. No, nobody ever turns it off. They turn it over. We're too addicted to turn it off. (laughs) Nobody turns shit off. It's too, you you never know. Someone might get in contact with you. What the fuck's going on in the desert, son? Uh, Another video. We we did day two of Bingo's disappearance. I don't know if Bert talked about that early. Yeah, he did. yeah, yeah. Day two, at the end of it, uh, she calls and uh, reveals her location. Whoa! So, yeah, well, it, it ain't over. There st- still has to be the, uh, uh, the. What's it gonna be? Is it gonna be him or is it gonna be me? Whoa! No gunfight. Don't do that. No, 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 no. No the duels. Guy and I are cool. So you and the guy, guy are cool. Are- <clears throat> Go ahead. Um. So, so you're hopeful that it's all gonna work out. It'll work out one way or the other. I just hope it works out in my favor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we agree. All right, well, go back to your podcast. We're going to go back to the podcast. All right, brother. Have fun out there. I love you. I'll talk to you. I love you too, buddy. See ya. Get a roomie, guys. (laughs) Hey, uh, the, uh, 
Everyone check. It's don't Doug Stanhope. Don't be scared to tell your friends you love them. <laughs> everybody. I, I out said there. I love you to Doug when I say goodbye. I, I like. Say how, I love you to everybody. I like how Doug sold his podcast. Like, and coming up at the very end, we find out what Bingo did and where she is. <laughs> <laughs> you can check it out on iTunes, dude. His <laughs> podcast. His podcast is so fucking good. Did you, you heard the the one I was laid in bed one night on the road and I just was like, I'll oh, listen to Stanhope and Chad and Chaley and and Brian Hedigan sounds like fucking Nanny McPhee. Just. I love Brian. He's mm-hmm. a smart dude. Mm-hmm. He's I like a smart dude. That guy. I, but uh, but they. Uh, I listened one night. and I was like, I'm just gonna go to bed. And it's like the Doug and Bingo break up episode. I was like, oh, I'm pouring, making a pot of tea. Guess I'll be <laughs> listening to this all night. Lil, or, I mean Esther Koo. Did you know this? This is 100 percent true. I found this out the other day. Esther Koo on the end of every single one of her podcasts masturbates. And just records herself masturbating while she's doing her tour dates and stuff like that. And it's legit because you, you could hear like a, like and stuff like that. Like it's on my episode that that I was on, she masturbated and came seventeen times at the end of the podcast. No joke. What? So while you were podcasting, with no, her, no. she was playing with herself. No, what she does is like she records the podcast and then after I leave, then she masturbates and goes, "Well, that was a lot of." Uh-huh. Fun, and then she comes, and she comes really fast because she can make her comes uh, herself come so really fast. Like she's a I, 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 sex I addict. She's a sex addict. Jeez, uh, I guess so. You know, did you hear listen. the episode she did it on Opie and Jim? No, uh, it's pretty good at radio. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's so like, great. yeah, I can make my come self come in twenty seconds, and they're like, you know, Jim's like, oh, I'd like to see that. So she goes in the little booth, I think, where mostly where uh, the where all the producers are. Iraq is. And just masturbates all night. Just and you and can she hear let her. Jimmy see it. No, she goes into the box so no one can see her. Oh, and but she did it. And Good I had her. heard about this end so of the podcast. Great. Good for her. I had heard about this end of the podcast before, and I had I asked her about it. She told me about it. She left my house. She did my podcast the other day. She left my house, and I was like, I'm just going to hear it for myself. <laughs> it is. I mean, it is legit. Not only but that, but she gets done having an orgasm and then just says, okay, Columbus, Ohio, I'll be there the 22nd and the 23rd. And then it starts again. <laughs> and, then it's, and then it'll stop and then go, okay, remember how last week I said I lost my retainer? Well, I found it. And then she'll start again. Oh, my God. It really is. It really is just to go get that, subscribe, but just cut to the very end. I didn't know about it. And then when I found out, I just was like, hey, let's watch porn and podcast. So she came to my podcast. We just watched porn. But it didn't work. She didn't get I tried it. I tried. It's a, it's, I got I got to get behind Brian's back on this one. It's a pretty legit podcasting episode. At the end of every one, it's like twenty times, and then by the end, so it's like crazy. you're getting tired. How crazy is that? It makes me horny though. Immediately, I, it made like, me horny too. I, I know, like I totally she, had to masturbate and look up Asian chicks. How many people are jerking off listening to this podcast right now? <laughs> There's a Ours? number, definitely. There's a number. Yeah, right now. We should do how that. many you got? Like as soon as you, we started talking, or you guys started explaining how she masturbates that much, mm-hmm. how many dudes whip their dick out? Oh, totally. How many people went right to Esther Koo's Koo in the gang? Yeah. yeah, and just went to the go to the Anthony Kumia one, go right to the end, last last ten minutes. What? Go to mine. I'm I'm here. Oh, go to Brian. <laughs> yeah, he's what, right what, here. What red That's band? That's fucking do? rude. Yeah, how dare you? He just never invited me to be on it. And, I just and he's she's okay. just he's she's just always doing that. Do you just hear it? No, no, no. It's no, it's no. Joe. It's it's pretty good no no no. joe let me pull it up for Please. you it is joe let me pull it up for you it's really funny i can't believe that bert kreischer is doing this against my will it's if it was up to me i would not listen for i find this offensive esther Koo and the gang it's like the first one on my thing <laughs> it's the one she does with anthony kumi is actually a really good podcast 
but you just go right to the end. So oh, I was, it's, I was already listening to it. Okay. Holy shit. Oh, God. All right. Oh, my God. Oh my god. Joe, it's and by the way, she's got twelve minutes left of that. Yeah. What a good kid. It is uh, it is I wait, but the best is when her going, I'm gonna be in Vegas. What a good kid. Oh, that's, I got that from my friend Jimmy Dottilio when we were in high school. What a good kid. He, he, when a girl would be like a total pig, he'd go, what a good kid. Yes. <laughs> I've always said so that. Weird. I've always said that. Oh. That's, like, that's like one of the funniest things to say. When a girl like does something incredibly ridiculous, over the top, like that. <laughs> what a good kid. What a, Esther Koo is a good kid. She is. What a crazy girl. She sleeps at uh, the spas, like the yeah. Korean spas. Like she just goes there and like lays on the floor all night. Is that where she lives? No, she just when she's in town. When she came she to just LA comes last week and goes to those things. spas. Every she she's a deep like person too. She's a very smart girl. Yeah. Very she's smart. A very unusual person. Like you talk to her, you get a different sort of uh, personality. You know, but those those like spas, those Korean spas. That's the one thing that I'm really worried that uh, we're going to lose in this sort of homogenization of the world. Like real ethnic shit like that. Never, where it's like man. a Korean spa where it's like old world. Everybody's taking their clothes off. You're all going to go through this crazy spa thing or the Russians where they do the banya. Have you ever seen that shit? I've done it, bro. They're like, oh, you have done it, right? Yeah, I've done it. What is that like? And then they get, oh. they go hot and cold. They go back and forth, right? It's old school. It makes you wonder. It makes you really like separate what we called gay as a kid versus what was gay in the fucking 1930s. Yeah, like, that, that looks gay on paper. And dude, you're naked. He lays you on a fucking slab like you're at a morgue. Just starts washing your body. Takes birch bees. Oh. Oh, easy. Totally naked. And the guy just, washes your ball sack? Uh, Never. Leg up. Leg hold up. On. Leg hold up. on. Hold on. Hold on. The guy washes you? Washes your body. Your asshole? Uh, I'm almost certain he got my asshole. I'm almost certain he got my asshole. So with his hands, gloves nope, or no nope. gloves? No, no. He's got, I think he's got, I want to say he has birch branches or he's got, um, Birch, birch, it's birch leaves. That's what they beat you with. And he's holding your asshole up with that? He literally leg up. He gets on top of you. He cracks your back. Like he, he, it's it's fully. There's a place in New York, man. If you next time you're in New York, is he wearing clothes? <laughs> no, uh, he's not. He's not. And he had herpes sores on his mouth. Oh my god! Wait, but but then he just immediately was like, okay, oh, get in the bath, Christ. and then you just go get in like oh. a ice cold bath, coldest water I've ever been in. Hop in, think oh, like god. prickling on your feet, and then they get out. They put you in a room that's like, oh, I'm gonna ballpark, and I know this sounds make believe. But like at like two hundred degrees, it was the hottest room I've ever been in my life. Oh my god! Like it's not it's not a sauna. It hurts your eyes and it hurts to breathe. You stand there for like five minutes, then they come out. 
You, they wash you, they dunk you, they put you back in, and it's all about cleaning out your impurities. i got to be honest with you, man. I walked out of that place feeling clean as fuck. A little violated, but clean as fuck. Wow. Just oh, He was in a towel. That's all he had on was a towel. <laughs> oh. Well, why does it have to be a guy? Because it's got to be strong, probably. There's a Lift place. Lift your legs up. What if you're a big giant dude? I had I follow, I'll, I'll tell you the name of the place, so if people want to go, I follow them on Twitter. This It is... Old school Russian. I know a little Russian, so I tried to talk to him when I got in there, and they were like, "Okay." And now that we became friends because of that, yeah. They they also like if you you would you wouldn't want a woman in that position of washing a man like that. No, no. Yeah. I, I, in San Diego, there's this n- massage parlor where they clean you first, and she like was lifting my legs up, cleaning my asshole, jacking me off, and then we but went see j- that j- jacking me off. Like, here, you see what I'm saying? Like a girl would kind of be forced. Into that sort of an environment, if she had to wash guys' assholes, like there's there's gonna be a certain amount of guys that want more than you to just wash their dick and right. wash their asshole. Yeah, keep washing that. Spot. It felt good though having a, somebody yeah. wash yeah. you like because like, I, I laid there and she washed me for like 20 minutes and it felt like oh my god I'm a baby again kind of it, it was like this weird feeling I hadn't felt in a while. What I'm thinking is that like having the the girl removed from the equation takes out the sex aspect of it. That's why it's okay that the dude does it. I, because if the sex aspect of it is there, he, like there's just a certain percentage of guys that are going to try to fuck that girl. And so her job's like hazardous. You know what I mean? Like if you don't want to fuck every other oh. guy you wash all day and you're grabbing their legs and washing their balls and assholes, how many dudes are going to try to fuck you? It's like, could you imagine that kind of a work environment where like you... <laughs> We're like, imagine if your job was being uh, at the counter at uh, Chipotle, and you you were, you were the guy who uh, says, "What can I get you?" You were the first guy on the the whole chain of command. I'll have one of them steak bowls. All right, dude, white rice or brown rice. What if you're that guy, right? For, wait, 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 what's going on here? <laughs> what are you talking about? I think all I'm thinking about is a burrito. I know. I was like, yeah, I need a lot of them. I completely lost my train of thought as soon as you started laughing. Oh, my God. What what was I saying before that? We were talking about women washing your balls. Oh, my God. Forget what I said. I'll tell you my my theory. This this may sound racist, but I'll say it out. Anyway, I had a massage from a lady in Omaha who was black, and it was the best massage I ever got. And the reason I thought was she's not attracted to me at all. I remember what I was gonna say. What if you what if you went to Chipotle? What if you worked at Chipotle? You were the first guy on the line. Right. You were the first guy on the line and you were the one who asked if you want a steak bowl and eight out of ten people wanted to fuck you. Eight out of ten people tried to fuck you while you were at work. Like can you ma- can you imagine that kind of pressure of like having a job like that? Or how but much that's I'd what enjoy it would be work. like. If it was a girl who was washing your asshole and your dick, eight out of ten guys oh, are trying to you're fuck saying. her. So it's a ridiculous job hazard. Yeah. Like if you had any other job, here's a better example. If you were a guy who changes tires at the uh, local gas station, yeah. But everybody kept trying to fuck you. He'd be like, Jesus Christ, I'm tired of working here. <laughs> yeah. I, I just I'm, I just want to change your tire. That's all I want to do. Well, if you have a guy in a loincloth and that guy's washing your balls and your asshole, maybe it removes any threat. Of sex, it is. It happens quickly. Giant Russian dude. You don't get hard. It happens quickly. (laughs) And I just tweeted it out, guys. If you want to find it, it's it's Russian baths, New York. Uh, 
Chad Shank just retweeted me. Um, but it's <laughs> Russian Bads New York and it, NY. And, it, and I'm telling you when I say this, and, and this is, a, I agree 100% what you're saying. I don't think they're going to disappear because uh, in our country, we respect, um, I'm going to say minorities, but we respect minorities not wanting to be a part, like wanting to have their own thing. We just don't respect it with white people. So, so for mm. forever, we're going to allow Russians and Koreans and Japanese and Asians to have their own little secret separate towns where like you can't do their shit. Because we go, as, as America, we're, we're oversensitive. We go, no, 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 no. We got that. If you want to be a part of our clubs, you can do that. We don't even give a fuck about your clubs. Because you're never, no one's ever, there's uh, karaoke spots. I don't know if you've ever been in Koreatown. Yeah. That are fucking amazing. You get a private room with private, like literally your own screen and your own video where you and a bunch of families could go in and do your own karaoke. And it's so much fucking fun. I've done it in Japan. And it, it's, it's a blast. But you can't go if you're white. In America, what they won't let you in, man. And if they let you in, they treat you like shit until you leave. <sighs> but in America, well, we're totally going to allow that. We're going to allow that forever. It would be racist for us not to allow that. For us to say, "How dare you? You need to let whites in." They'll they just shut it down. They'd find another place to do it, and they wouldn't tell us about it. Hmm. These, I'm telling you, when I say this. These well, karaoke. I just wish that wasn't the case. Like I, I, I like the fact that those places exist. And that it's like their culture, but why not let other people go visit your culture? Like, why get mad? Why why want to kick white people out? Dare I say, dare I say it's natural? Yeah, because I mean, you, dare you say how dare you? That's I picked that up from you. <laughs> you say how dare? You. But listen, think about it. We didn't want black people to be in our country clubs or Jews. Yeah, I'm not saying me personally, but I'm saying art my people. But it was forced on them. However, in Korean spas. They don't want white women just walking in and just getting undressed with tattoos. They'd fucking kick you out. But a lot of Korean spots let white women in. Not with tattoos. What? Dude, Margaret Cho has a whole chunk. I've heard her talk about it. No kidding. Yeah, it's it's shameful. Hmm. Like, and I know that's the way in Japan, because they, they have those like things you put over your arms. Like, it wouldn't let me sleeves. work out at the yeah. gym. See? Unless I had a uh, long sleeve shirt. Right. So so my point is, and, and I'm, I'm, just, I'm saying this. For conversation sake, right. I'm not saying it as a point of view, but is it natural? I mean, look at like, look at at black churches. You walk in as a white guy, a lot of times everyone's like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" You go mm -hmm. into an all black church, and you're just going, "I just want to praise God with you guys." Then they're like, uh, "Okay, I mean, I guess we have to let you in. Hmm. We can't kick you out." So I, I think what you're saying, like, you go to these Russian bass plays, you walk in as a white guy, they like not speaking Russian, and they're literally like, "What the fuck are you doing here?" Is, is that natural? It exists so often, it would be a hard argument to say it isn't natural, because there's so many versions of it. So many. Yeah. It's not that it's the right choice, or that it's ultimately the way people are going to think and behave, but to have it exist and to have it be natural, I mean, it's, it's obviously natural. It's so common. Yeah. If it wasn't so common, if nationalism and racism, like, on that level, wasn't so common, it's more of a, a nationalism even than it is a racism. Like, there's some, some countries that are, like, fiercely loyal to their country. They don't want anybody else in they don't want to deal with you. Australia was like that for a long time. Was it really? Yeah, well, you could, uh, Asians couldn't uh, immigrate. I only know this. I wrote a paper in, in high school or college. But you, Asians, they wouldn't allow Asians in. It's wow. changed. I'm not saying Australia is like that now. But then the second question is, okay, so we've we've said that it's that it's natural. Then then what what is the difference? Like I personally don't want those Russian baths and those Korean spas. I don't want anyone to not have their own shit. Mm -hmm. If you want to have it in this country, you should have it. 
I totally agree. Now, there's personally nothing I've ever grown up with in my life that I have that is just white male, uh, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't really, I've never really had that experience. Right. I, although as a child, I would go into the country clubs and you'd see just old white men playing thing. But like, so I don't think it'll go away. But then my question is, why do these liberals take away everything Fucking that is... Fucking liberals. Take away one thing, Man. but then the stuff like the Korean spa or the karaoke place or, or the Russian baths, why don't they go in and protest them? Well, because you, the idea is that these small communities, they retain a bit of their homeland, a bit of your, their past, a yeah. bit of their culture in these areas. And if you are a progressive person, the idea is that you're supposed to allow that kind of thinking because it preserves this unique culture. I that's agree. It's kind of delicate. And it is delicate because the kids that are assimilating into our culture, the children of their children that are assimilating into these cities, like if they're like first and second generation immigrants, you know, they eventually become Americanized. And these cool things like the Russian bathhouses or the Korean bathhouse, the banyas, and there's a bunch of them, right? Aren't there a bunch of different like cool ethnic oh, dude, that would be a things show. that people do? That would be a show. I'd watch that on Viceland or yeah, on I mean, Travel Channel. It's kind of interesting, right? It's interesting to see all the different ways that people do things. And if, if we start putting targets and Kmarts all across the world... And that becomes everything. It, it, and we all learn each other's language and everything slides into one set of rules for the whole planet. Like, eh, yeah, it probably won't be as fun. I mean, I, I never really had a culture, so to speak, because I was we were transplants from the north into Florida. So, like, I, I never was southern. My parents were from New York and Philly. Like, I never felt southern. So I never, like, got attached to the... the were you born in Florida? I was born in Florida, but... I never. I oh, my parents were very liberal, mm-hmm. and so I, we didn't grow up saying the N word. We didn't have a rebel flag in front of our yard, so I don't have any like. So I always feel. I always say this a lot. I never have any civic pride, nor do I have any culture, other than like Irish. You know, I grew up like Irish was the thing. Right. So, I would never want to lose the authenticity of Koreatown or or ha- like. Or, or Chinatown, or even the exclusiveness. Like going to a Korean restaurant, my, one of my buddies is Roy Choi. I haven't talked to him in forever, but we used to live next. He did, uh, he's a, the chef. Mm-hmm. I think you've had him on the podcast. And uh, he took us, he did, uh, he does the Kogi taco truck. He's I good. had him on the podcast? Yeah. No. No, you did uh, 100% I, you, sure. You think of Eddie Huang? Nope. He, he came in with Eddie Huang, but Roy Choi is a very famous chef. One of the most famous, famous chefs in LA right now. What uh, episode was this? Type in Roy Choi, uh, Joe Rogan. I, I promise you because I watched okay. it. And I was like... So he was with Eddie? Yeah. No? No. He was. No, I'm 100% certain. Well, I bet... Fight. Fight. I bet Google's right. Nope. I'm 100% certain. Uh, Eddie Wong came in one time with the guy that was in that movie, The Interview. I'm... I'm going to go to the mats on this one. I'm looking at it right now. I just Googled it. And, <laughs> and you're wrong. So, okay, guys, you're Bert's listening to be racist. Bert Kreischer is going deep, and he's taking chances <laughs> with his predictions. Me. He's challenging Roy. young Jamie on the air. Boy, Roy Choi. I think we got a little too high before this show. Joe Rogan. To be honest with you, we got a little ridiculous. Roy Choi. Did I misspell it? Nope. Roy Choi. Joe Rogan experience with hmm. Brian Stan. What? what? No, that's right. definitely not true. Oh, it says you're, it says Roy Choi. I promise you. Well, Brian Stan was definitely by himself. Can, right? Yeah. Can yeah. someone please just tweet 
the fucking answer to me because I, I promise you I saw it. I and I would I would very <laughs> probably make these people do the work when you're not doing the work because I'm not too far. I'm too fucked to, to do that. Oh, okay, but I promise you he was on That's in here one time. I am. I'm, I know he's wrong, but I'm like, God damn, is he right? Roy Choi, fucking Jamie. The uh, Roy Choi cr- uh, created the taco truck craze. Okay, uh, he's good friends with Anthony Bourdain, and uh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> Maybe you're spelling it wrong, racist. Whoa. Whoa. How <laughs> yep. dare you? How dare so, you cast upon him a moniker that cannot be shaken? So, anyway. <laughs> Damn. I don't even know where I was going with this point. Racist. Do we have any more wine? Oh, it's have, it's getting uh, hot in here. All sorts of different types of alcohol. We're probably out of wine. Are we out of wine, young Jamie? Jamie's going to find out. But I don't know where my point with this is going. Oh, he took he took me and my wife to... Uh, he took me and my wife to... Um, uh, <laughs> To Koreatown to go eat Korean barbecue because he wanted to teach us real Korean barbecue, like what they eat, not the kind that we believe it is. And it was interesting. We went in there and no one spoke. No one. There were not only were there any white people. No one spoke English that worked there, and so we actually were complete and total tourists in our own town and just sat and watched him order and and he just was like, "Don't worry," and it was really fascinating experience. Would I want that place to ever go away? Never in a million fucking years. I want those places to last. Oh, as long shit. as son oh. of a bitch, champagne, motherfucker brought out champagne. Damn, damn. fancy. God damn, is this mm. is this because you're wrong? Did a motherfucker <laughs> have a birthday? Uh, <laughs> but uh, but like I, I believe in that. I don't, but I, I but I, then again, on the same liberal side of the fence, because I am a I, maybe I'm a libertarian or whatever I am. I'm a liberal. I'm a conservative liberal. You're a conservative liberal. Yeah. What are you liberal about? Like gay rights? Every rights. All rights. All, all rights. human rights. All female, gay rights, mm-hmm. transgender, you name it. I don't want you to feel like shit if I can help that. That's my job as a comic. My only goal is to make people laugh. Oh, Why would I ever want anyone to feel bad about their day? That's not my MO. Beautiful. And what are you conservative about? Um, like blacks. No, <laughs> 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 No, the right to tell that joke to you. Yes. Because that's what I'm conservative about. Well, is that conservative anymore? Yes, it is. is because it's still conservative. Is it conservative value to be able to express yourself in a way that would be offensive? Did you see that that recent ruling? Young Jamie, pull this up because it's kind of interesting. The court ruled against this idea <laughs> that uh, there should be laws against... Gonna, um, Calm Bert, down, Brian. Bert is I'm about not... to release the Kraken. He's going to open this cork. And Brian is terrified. I'll burp it. Like he's never been to the gun range. No, I've had, <laughs> I've had one of those hit me in the eye before. Oh, there you go, You are Brian. partying with the wrong people, son. I want you to mom. mix it into that wine and make a fine rosé, like Zinfandel or some shit. A wine cooler. Oh, look oh, at that bad bitch. That's like a watermelon lime cooler. Mm. Bartles way, and James. Bartles and James. Peach. Yeah. Strawberry, Peach right? Peach and strawberry. Uh, I, I'm not drinking. <laughs> <laughs> double it up, motherfucker. I can't drink during the day. I'll take one of the gin. Hey, uh, Whoa. listen. Okay. What? I'm fucking hammered right now. Yeah, we're all hammered. Uh, we're all stoned, too. <laughs> you just said you went take it on the chin after giving a no. story about a man massaging. No, that's not it. what he meant, bro. I'm really let down on the internet that. not backing me up with this Roy Toy thing, and I started to hey, think Jamie's right. <laughs> It looks like well, right I'm there. pretty sure he's Wait. right. He's not right. He's right almost all the time. Is that racist? <laughs> it might be. Is that racist? It's just a gong. <laughs> Can we get away with the gong before anybody gets mad? Yeah. David Cho? Is that who you're thinking of? No, it's Roy Choi. 
I want to fucking oh call my him. God, there's no nothing. No. This is Roy Choi. He Sorry, was in son. here. Sorry, son. I'm looking at all the Eddie Wong it's episodes. Okay. Especially if he was in here, he wasn't in here. Sweetie, it's okay. <laughs> Jamie. I'm sorry. I mean, this is the only place I've worked here is in this yeah. building, and I pretty much remember every single one. You would, it would have to be super old school, like to the point where I don't remember it anymore. Last time you were on the show, we drove home together, or the time before, and you talked about your friend. So it must have been within the last three months then. I, I only know this because he's, he's done Bourdain. He's done Bourdain. brain tumor. Something's going on. Yeah. He's uh, telling me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Are you dehydrated? I, he, I've done, he's done Bourdain's show and he's done your podcast and he do neither for me. So I remember going like, like at Bourdain, I get it. Why wouldn't you go on with Bourdain? One of the greatest uh, people on television for chefs. But I was like, podcast wise, like I was like, I was like, and I get why you do Joe, but like throw me a bone, Roy. Like we were, he's a good guy. He's a great guy. But his, uh, I'm fu- now I, I don't want to get removed from the podcast. Eddie Huang. And Shane Smith, Shane I guarantee Smith. you. Let's, Maybe you're well, hold on. No, 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 no. Go to the video. Go to the video Asian people, and see if there's another Asian guy. Was there another Asian guy in here with them? No, he's son I of a told bitch. You the one time there was, it was. Uh, it was the dude from. Yeah, Park. That's great. He was from that show. The, the show uh, off. Was it the off the boat? He played off the boat. What was it off the boat? Yeah, and he's the TV show. Out of the crate. Fresh off the boat. Okay, I will spend. Uh, I know what I'm doing tonight. It's no big deal, dude. I'm you can be wrong. I think you're wrong. Don't attach your whole life to this. It's just too hard to win I'm at everything wrong. in life. You gotta I'm let. Wrong. You got some certain losses. They're gonna come your way, and you gotta regroup, and you gotta pick up the paces. 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 <laughs> pick up the pieces and move on with your life, Bert Kreischer. I'm a, a bigger fan person. of your podcast than you are of you're your a podcast. Beautiful person. I watch all of them. Joe Rogan. How could you, how could you ever say that? The Joe Rogan forum's not sense. saying anything either. So yeah. David Cho found even, it. I don't even think anybody named Roy has been on the podcast. He came on with David Cho. Yep. No, he did. No, he did. Yeah, he's, he's right here. By himself. David has been on a few times. Maybe he came to one of the Ice House Chronicles. Was it an Ice House Chronicle? Nope. I'm going through this. Was whole it on David's thing. show? I did David's show once. If, was, that's if it. it was 592 with David Show, it was the one episode I wasn't here. Oh, shit. But Could have been the one episode with Jamie wasn't here. He was on here. 563. That can't be that. Dum, 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 dum. What? You sure know. it wasn't David Show's <laughs> podcast that he, when Joe Rogan was on that podcast? No. Could have been. Nope. I think that makes more sense. Number 592. <sighs> I have this a hard is, time This believing. is horrible podcasting. No, it's not. I have a hard time believing we've actually done 750 podcasts. I was on 592. 769. 769. 69, bro. You've done 769 podcasts? Indeed. Preposterous. It's great, man. Ridiculous. I like what you did. And I, I don't know. I think I may have told you this one night. Fucked up. I'm, I'm very uh, I'm envious in the sense that what you've done, and only, and only that I could not do it, begin it now. What you did is you kind of took... You kind of took the renaissance to yourself and you allowed people that think differently than you to come to you and talk to you. And you got to kind of like soak in their information like a sponge. As a stand-up man, that is like, that's the fucking, that's what we all should be doing. Instead of just sitting around and going, what does this guy think about airplanes? What is it? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You really kind of broaden the spectrum of what you want to talk about on stage. And I, I remember hearing Chris Rock say that he got invited to Cornell Wallace's house for Sunday dinners. And right before he did his most monumental hour, and he was like, you know, it was really cool. I didn't say anything. I just would sit and listen to all these great Cornell black... Wallace or West? Cornell West. My bad. <laughs> hey, Bert, Roy Troy was an episode of Getting Dug With High with Horatio Sands. Uh, Horatio and me have often been confused. <laughs> Racist! <laughs>
There's no way. Am I thinking of getting dug with high? Yes. Yes, you are. Are you serious? Yes. Yo, it happens. Let it go. Okay. Just I embrace can't. the loss. Take it on the chin. Move forward. Mm. Soldier I... on, sir. It's no big deal. Bert won't admit it. Look at him. Very competitive. Very competitive. Yeah, it's getting dug with high. <laughs> you know, you, you, you realize Doug's competitive. No, or, uh, Bert's competitive. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm not competitive at all. Oh, I'm definitely. the opposite of competitive. No, you're not. No, I'll let you walk all over me before I try to beat you. No, 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 no. 100%. I, I shot skeet shoot with Bert. He's uh, very competitive. <laughs> Don't let him lie to you. When he plays pool, very competitive. You're a secretly competitive guy. You don't want people to know you're competitive because competitive people are aggressive and aggressive people make people uncomfortable and uncomfortable people are assholes, right? Fuck. Yeah, so you're secretly Save that file and make it my ringtone. <laughs> secretly competitive. People who are openly competitive are also open to a lot of criticism. So you're secretly competitive. Blocked a motherfucker today. He's really good at uh, skeet. He's good at shooting those clay pigeons. Way better than me. Yeah, he Kick. cheats on his Fitbit too because he knows that where our accounts are connected. So he just like sits, it like, goes like this real fast uh, for the steps. Just to fuck with you? No, I put it on my dog. The <laughs> <laughs> put it on your dog's dick and give him a stuffed animal. I had a buddy of mine in high school, and he had this fucking dog. It was the most ornery little dog, like a little poodle, little type fucking thing. And this thing would fuck stuffed animals. And it, it had a stuffed animal that it was his girlfriend. And he would bite this stuffed animal in the neck and drag it around and he would just fuck it. It's weird when girl animals still hump. Because This is a buddy of mine, Joe Spagnoli. Did you know that girl animals still hump because it's still in their DNA? It's not, it has nothing to do about like sex. What do you mean? It's like it's like uh it's supposed to be like dominate. Like, I'm dominating this other thing. Oh, it's oh, not... like a girl will get on top of a dog and, like, right. hump them? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, totally, man. They do that to, to dominate them. That's fucked up, right? Yeah. They, they're like, they mimic fucking to dominate. <laughs> a female do that. It's funny, my wife withholds it to dominate. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do. That's what they do. God damn it, Bert. It's a goddamn shell game. Oh, it is with me right now. You ever see the female hyenas? They no. have dicks. I, hold on. Have you ever seen a hyena up close? No. I think I don't even think I've seen one at the zoo. Maybe I've seen it at the zoo. Fucking massive. Oh, they're big animals. Uh, it's, it's like 200 it, pounds, right? It, it has to be bigger. If, really? if you um, I saw one up within five feet of it, oh. and I literally said, if that thing rolled through your neighborhood, you'd think it was a fucking werewolf. Like, it's one of the most powerful bites of yeah. all the mammals, too. Soup, incredibly powerful jaws. Like Low they, hindquarters, like yeah. almost like like a gorilla, bared up. Brian Callen told me this fucking story once about this, I guess, I don't remember if it was a guy or a girl, but uh, they were a, a, you getting a third-hand stoned <laughs> version of this story, but someone was training hyenas, and they rolled their ankle, and they had a limp. And as soon as the, the hyena realized they had a limp, even though they had trained this hyena, the hyena attacked them and took a chunk out of their calf, just clamped down on them and bit them, and they had to fight it off, and it couldn't help itself. It saw her, like, limping, and its instincts took DNA over. just kicked in. And even though, like, this person was trained, I don't remember if it was a guy or a girl, if they were training this fucking hyena, like, when the shit hit the fan, when the hyena saw a limp, it's nature it's it's like programming kicked in that's nuts man like the nature nurture argument 
I guess it didn't work on hyenas. Fuck no, man. These things are monsters. There's monsters. A, they're fucking, they're really weird. It's a weird animal, man. The females are bigger than the males. Look at them. Dude, come on. That's not an avatar animal. That's a real animal. That is a total goddamn avatar animal. Living in Africa with lions. God, look this at that cock. This picture is a, it might not be a cock. It might be a female cock. The uh, babies come out of those things too, dude. That's what's crazy. The babies come out of their dick? Yep. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I might be so high. That's so funny. Look at that. I might be making this up. Uh, is that like used as the same as a cock, or is it just like a woman? Like a, a female has a pussy boner sometimes. It comes out like her clit, and it's long and no, hard. No, 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 no. This is a, It's called a faux penis. I think it's the only mammal that has a faux penis. I don't know if any reptiles or fish have one, but it's a fake penis. And that fake penis is also where the babies come out. So if it's a female, wow. a female has sex, I don't know how the fuck she has sex. Can we not see how the birth? How do they have birth? sex? <laughs> Can we just not Can look we not at the birth, the birth video? <laughs> if the baby comes out of there, where does a male have sex? Jamie, investigate. Where does the male stick his dick? Oh, it's called, uh, Jamie, I know this. I it's called docking. Hyena giving birth on safari. <laughs> Jamie, okay, Google, see this. Google oh, male docking. Jesus, Louisa. Oh, what happened? What happened? I missed it. Just watching a lot of baby stuff come out of her pussy hole. Pussy oh. dick. You can't say pussy if it's an animal because you look oh, like a Oh, it just creep. comes out in a sack. If you say animal's <laughs> pussy, you seem like a real creep. Yeah, but vagina yeah. even sounds yeah. But look at that fucking uh, sack. Oh. oh. Good golly. Look at that thing. Oh. Man. What a weird animal. And the what a harsh... Harsh fucking place to live. Did you see that picture I posted on Instagram the other day? Somebody posted it on the message board, and I uh, I found it on the Google. Or I copied and pasted it. I don't remember which one it was, but it's a lion with a... Um, whoa. Is that the female fucking the male? Or mating? This is an actual mating. Mating hyenas at the zoo. That's oh, how, my God. So that's where we got it. Oh God! What in the fuck? <laughs> By the way, my wife gives that same face sometimes. Like, wrap it up, big boy. People this, are watching. This is horrific. Oh my God, he's going this, to town. He's this, going yard on that pussy. But it's almost like he's like barely alive. Like he's this is like he's like he's trying to climb a fence and he can't quite get over it. You yeah. know, it doesn't look violent. It looks like he's a dying person trying to make it over a fence. And the noises he's making, it sounds like Esther Koo. <sighs> And he checks after after he shoots his load in there. He starts licking her. Oh, he cream pied. He disgusting. He cream pied. <laughs> disgusting. Perfect. Brian. And, she, and she's just frozen there. Look at her. She's like, "What just happened? That you, never happened before. What just happened? You got to think like that's probably the first time she's ever been fucked, right? That hyena? That the female? No, no. no. I'm sure she's been being fucked life. since she was a pup. Yeah. I promise you that. Yeah. I don't mean to sound racist about hyenas, but I have oh a feeling they're God. fucking monsters. But don't they have rules? In the no, hyena community, no. when you can fuck your kids, no, <laughs> they all fuck kids. Manatees. Right now, I'm oh. gonna get hate mail. If you could, what would you pick? Ready? Uh, safari with your children, right? Right. Full safari. See all the animals. Or hunting trip. Uh, one of the good ones where it's conservative and it's the money goes back to the people. I don't want to go hunt in Africa. Really? I can't imagine any conservation argument that you could ever make which is like one of the most important arguments for for hunting i don't i can't imagine any conservation effort you you would make where it's like to get your meat 
You're going to get in a plane, and you're going to fly across the ocean. It's going to yeah. take you 16 hours, and then you're going to kill something over there, and they're going to bring it back on a plane all the way to California or all the way to Michigan or wherever you live. Like, to me, the only reason why I'd be going over there is because I enjoyed hunting, and I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with that. But I haven't crossed into that yet. Yeah. Like, I'm not into – and I shouldn't even say yet because I don't think I, I ever will. I'm never going to shoot a lion – I don't want to shoot anything I don't want to eat. I don't want to go. I just don't. I don't have a desire to like go and shoot something that I would never bring home and eat. Like those those things are sort of they don't make any sense to me. I get the I get how they need to happen. Like you know, Zimbabwe. This is an article recently about the Cecil the lion thing. That's kind of fucked up. They're gonna call two hundred lions in Zimbabwe because hunters aren't going there anymore. So they have this. They they have too many lions. So because they have too many lions, the cows, the undulates, the wild uh, animals that they have roaming around through the the fields, apparently they're getting devastated. So their solution is to go out and cull two hundred lions, which means they're going to shoot them. Not only is it not going to give them any money, but they're going to have to pay money to someone to go out there and find these lions and shoot them. So this is, it comes at a, de a, a, a deficit. Zimbabwe Park to cull two hundred lions, cite lack of hunters. So since there's, th look, it's not. See again, I'm not saying that you should go hunt a lion. I would never. I would never. I have no interest no, in killing no interest, a lion yeah. ever. No interest. Yes. However, all. however, how much? So like, let's ballpark it. Fifty thousand dollars for each lion. So if they're going to do two hundred lions, it'd be what is that? Ten million dollars. Damn, this is hurting my felines. <laughs> uh, no, it's not guessed. that much. Ten million dollars. It's, it's a million, right? Two million. No, it's ten million dollars. Wait a minute. How many people is it? How many? It was fifty thousand dollars, and how many lions? Two hundred. Yeah. So it's if Roy it was Choi, a, it's ten million dollars. Thousand lions, and there was it was a hundred hunters. It would be a <laughs> hundred thousand dollars. Do the math real 50, quick. Fifty. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's ten million dollars. It's two hundred. It's two hundred zeros. It's ten million. It's ten million dollars. It was Roy Choi. It's ten million dollars. It's two hundred lions at fifty thousand dollars a lion, right? So they missed out on all that money. Well, ten million dollars that could keep the pride healthy. How is it ten million dollars? Because if it's a hundred thousand dollars and there's a hundred lions, isn't that no a hundred thousand dollars? Yeah, it's ten million bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker! <laughs> I hope they're they're drinking and partying with us. Oh, um, for sure, people are. I I just think I like might be the dumbest person at math that's oh, I ever am. lived. It's like I just, sports. I'm, I'm in the top. I'm in the top three dumbest people at math. Yeah, sports and math. It's I just, just had like, a visual. There's this should be a, a sketch. Joe with his daughter doing <laughs> math and her going. I'm like, I don't fucking know. And then him just, her just him just stopping and go. Want to learn an armbar? <laughs> this is what I this is what I learned when I was in high school. Calculators. They're always right, and we're not going to run out of batteries. So what you do is you go to a calculator, and in my fucking brain, I was done, dude. <laughs> Numbers were not even remotely important to me. Yep. Like I don't the the quest for like to to calculate things, and I, I get that it's a nice little game, it's a little puzzle for your mind, but it's not interesting enough for oh, me. Oh, do you remember when they told you? Oh, and you'll just carry a calculator in your pocket around all day, or are you gonna learn how to do math? And you're like, I'll carry oh, yeah. a calculator. Stupid. Turns out I do. Turns out I got one right. My wife has one on her wrist. <laughs> well, how often did it come up? I mean, I knew how to like carry the money. If I if I worked at a register, someone oh. gave you a twenty, and you know, you had, 
$7.50 due back and change. You knew how to dish that out. Oh, I always <laughs> fuck that one up. <laughs> I would always go, so you gave me 20 bucks. You paid $16. Well, here's four. And then here's the change. I always give him a dollar extra. <laughs> I never did the math of like three and then or whatever <laughs> the math is. That's so funny. Oh. Mathematics is a weird thing because it's the simple mathematics, like calculations, like addition, multiplication, division, stuff that you have to do in your head that, that everybody associates with math. Like, oh, God, math's so boring. But then you get to weird math, like math that's kind of solving equations about like how big a black hole is and trying to figure out like gravity waves and they're doing a lot of that stuff with mathematics and they're analyzing data and measuring and calculating and trying to figure out like the the way the fucking universe works and that's all with some strange math that you got to go deep 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 in to get to that goodwill hunting shit that they when they oh. Like, that blows whoa. my mind. Yeah. Someone make one video of just explaining that kind of problem. And what's the deal with remainders? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. You sound like you're saying clown posse right now. And what's the deal with the remainders? <laughs> Magnets, how do they work? <laughs> By the way, in a parallel oh. universe, everyone's drinking at Doug Stanhope's house watching this. <laughs> what a great fucking life this is. It's hilarious. Fucking, fucking magnets. magnets. How they work, bro. <laughs> I got to credit Brian Poussain for fucking interning me onto that. He said that somewhere, and I heard him say that, and I fucking laughed. Dude, I got to say two things. <laughs> Steve Agee is one of the funniest motherfuckers alive. That mm -hmm. guy is so fucking talented. Next thing, MCT oil in your shakes. Don't put a lot, or you'll poop yourself True. and die. Strong, strong advice. I'm you being dead die. serious. You I put a teaspoon in. Tablespoon, tablespoon. Too far. Yeah, a couple tablespoons, you'd be fine. Does it find? Do you find that it binds to you longer, and you binds to you? Like so I do my shakes. My shakes are uh, are um, kale, like a dick load of kale, uh, almond milk, uh, your protein. How do you pack your dick with a stick or <laughs> when you when you get a dick load? Like Usually you wrap with, it around the outside with it, with baby powder. How do you do a dick load? <laughs> I, I, I fill it all the way to the top of kale, right? and then I push it down a little bit. I put some frozen fruit in there, usually blueberries or something. I do your uh, hemp protein, and then I do mean green from Trader Joe's, and that's my shake, okay? Mm -hmm. But then I just heard you say somewhere that MCT oil helps bind the proteins or helps bind <laughs> the nutrients to your to your fat cells. Yeah, and I, I think believe it was Rob Wolf that told me that. Who the fuck told me that? One of those guys. So I was doing my shakes, and I was noticing shitting like a wolf within mm, two hours. A wolf. Bef before before the MCT oil, I take how, the MCT wolf shit fucking right out of his ass. Right, crazy like howls while he does it. Uh, it's going to be quicker than a dog than a house dog. Is house there any anger involved? Oh, uh, dude, it's a wolf. He's got fucking imagine. predators. He's got a pack. He's got to hang with. It fucking happens quick. Why are you imagine. using kale and mean green? Isn't that the same shit? I don't know. I would imagine a wolf would take an angry shit. Like. Teeth glared, <laughs> just just shitting out quick because he doesn't want to feel vulnerable. <laughs> doesn't want some other wolf to come along and try to take the alpha spot. I agree. I what agree. A, what a brutal society! Can you imagine if you were a wolf and you just lived on a mountain and all you did is run around and bite shit, chase things, and your your number one instinct is to chase things and chop at their legs. That's what they like to do. They like to run up behind cows, run up behind elk, whatever you can get, deer, and they bite their legs. Bite their legs. 
and they, they'll chase them and they bite their legs again. And they'll take down a big ass animal that way. They'll take down a moose. Sounds like social justice warriors. <laughs> Just Does biting it? the leg. Fuck yes. Are you upset? With social justice warriors? Yeah. 100%. What's going on? I don't like when I see someone like Kurt Metzger, who I find to be fucking hilarious, when I p watch people attack him based on based on some uh, list of fucking demands they have, like t terrorists. As what, opposed they, what was to just, the list of demands? What did they do? This is, I'm, this is a broad stroke. I know that Kurt almost lost his job on Amy's show. Amy saved him. Amy stood up for him. But because he did something. I'm not, I don't, Kurt didn't want to talk about it, so I'm not going to talk about it. But Okay. I mean, maybe he did talk about it. You, I'm sure Kurt's been on the show. Yes. Jamie, yes. you motherfucker. Yeah. But, uh, but like, I, I don't know, man. I just find, I just find that shit bothersome, and I and I, it looks like wolves just trying to bite until someone goes, until some corporation goes, he's been bitten. Oh, it's fucking weak. Let's this eat is, it. This is what I think we have to really be careful about. Uh -oh. We have to really be careful about, and I don't mean us. I mean as humans, we got to really be careful about trying to get other people to think and behave the way we do yeah like once you establish like sort of a a, 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 a guideline of how we all want to be treated with each other you're gonna have disagreements and if you believe one thing and I believe something that's different than what you believe it, it, it can become a real problem if I decide to go after you for your belief and attack you for your belief and try to get you fired for your belief, right? Yeah. That's where it gets weird. Like, and especially when it comes to something like stand-up, which requires a certain amount of offensive thinking. It requires, if you want stand-up that I'm going to enjoy, you've got to take some risks. You've got to be offensive. You, you have to be offensive in an honest way that is undeniable, especially in this era, because we're living in this era where we're supposed to pretend that certain differences don't exist and diversity is the most important thing, but there's some hilarious differences. Oh. And it's one of the reasons why we like black comics, because black comics can shit all over white people, and it's just the same kind of funny, racist, racial humor, and it's totally acceptable. Yeah. Because white people have been dicks to black people for so long that it's like in... It's just in the guidelines. It's a lot, so like if you go to back to old like Eddie Murphy or Richard Pryor bits, like they were great and white people liked them. You know, it's like like it relieved a little tension to have yeah. him shit on white people. You know? Yeah, I like Cat Williams. I still like Fuck Cat Williams. Yeah, dude, I want to tour hilarious. with that guy. That guy is so the one. I love when he gets into a preachy mode. Dude, I like when he's sweating and his hair's fucked up and his shirt's soaking. I he's, love that dude. He's wild. And, you know, he gets crazy sometimes and things he's, go off the rails. Like but yesterday. He's, he's awesome. Did he go off the rails yesterday? Something like that. He punched some guy. So maybe that guy was talking shit. Okay, I got your Arrested. back, Cat. <laughs> I got, I'm, I'm on Cat's team right now. He's funny as fuck, man. I think he's one of my all-time favorite comedians as far as, like, like, when he's in the groove, when he's tucked and moving and he's crushing it. He's a motherfucker, dude. He's maybe a force of nature. Maybe you got broke-ass pussy. I like, yeah. dude, Cat Williams is fuck. He's a force I think, of nature. When he's on, he's a force of nature, man. He's just so good. The thing is... Oh, shit. Uh -huh. Challenges Kevin Hart to a $5 million battle and explains Georgia arrest. <laughs> How do you not love this? Oh, my God. I love him. Stuff on social media. Boy, boy, I know you what you do. But you do it for play play. If you do it for real, here it is, Kevin. I got a show at your hometown in Philly. I'm gonna take my special there. 
on that stage, we can put whatever you want. A full court basketball court, a boxing ring, two microphones for a rap cypher, or you can get your ass dusted in comedy on that stage. Oh. But it's one million dollars up for each one. That's five million dollars, Mr. 28 million in Forbes. I'll be bringing mine in cash, Mitch. Bring yours however you want. And since you're not a puppet, don't bring no white people with you then. Oh, <laughs> yeah! Fuck yeah! That's what I'm fucking talking about! You can take it all, uh, or you can take it part and parcel. Oh, my goodness. This is the new movement. By the way, he's wearing a fur coat. He's wearing a fur coat. He made a Dropped hard a sign. Dropped a heart over his face. He made a heart sign. He's standing in front of a Lamborghini. He just got out of a private boys. jet. We make enough money to drink out a real glassware. Oh, shit. Do you get that reference? He told him to give her the plastic cup. Do you get that reference? No. Okay. I love Kevin, by the way. love Kat. Okay. Uh, Kevin did a comedy group with all the guys that tour with him, and they all the guys that tour with him, they call themselves the Plastic Cup Boys. Damn, so, Daniel. So he goes, uh, so he says, fuck your plastic cup, boys. We drink out of real glass. Oh, I want to be black right now so fucking bad. So can't you just enjoy it on the sidelines without wanting to be a part of the actual culture nope. itself? Nope. I want to, I you know what I want to do? You know what I want to do? I want to I, I want, I want be in that world. I want to be in a fur coat. I'm going to recreate that with, but I'm going to do it to Tom Segura. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm going to be like, fuck your babies. We got real kids. Maybe 11 years old. have like, you could reenact it. Sort of like how they reenact the Civil War. You you guys can reenact the Cat, Cat Williams and Kevin Hart comedy feud if it were to really go down. Oh, he's got his jet going in the background. And he got into a Lamborghini, dude. First of all, whose Lamborghini is that and whose jet? And where'd you get the fur coat? If he's only bringing $5 million of his cash, he does not have enough to have a fucking Well, jet. he might. He might. I mean, look, that guy can do giant places. Cat Williams, Cat. even though, like I said, he's gone off the rails a couple of times, he can still do giant places. He's one of the best comics in the world. 100%. That, how, I, why why Hands is he not? Not been on your podcast yet. I never met him. Oh, dude, and he let's... can't know where we work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he know. He, he, I just get him. He rolls with Suge too. I've met Allegedly. him twice, dude. He's a he. By the way, he's a legit hip hop dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he he rolled. I think he went up against Cameron and Dip Squad, and like had a, fu a rap battle mm. against like like uh, like a, I think someone got shot for it. Can you oh, Google that, Jamie? Jesus I think Roy Choi was there. Jesus. Christ. <laughs> Like he's man, he's a fascinating guy. Yeah, when his stand-up is on, it's just uh, sensational. When he's sweating and pacing, and you know, it's just sensational. He's Do you so know what good. my thing was? Is that I worked with I'm good friends with Red Grant, which is one of his openers. Yeah, and uh, he always paid the comics he worked with well. He That's always treated great. them nice. That's so fucking important. He he said something that I uh, remember reading or watching a video rather, and he was talking, and it made total sense, and I I didn't really consider it that much before. He was like, I never eat before I go on stage. I don't want to have uh, any food digesting in my stomach. And then I thought about it. I was like, well, well what is it like? The, like It could be like 7 o'clock and the show's at 8. You're like, oh, me, I got to eat. I got to eat. I got to eat. Do you really? Like most of the time you don't. Like we're so spoiled. Like most of the time you can go like a long time without actually eating and you'll be fine. It's like you have a little bit of a craving, but it's almost too much for us to, oh, God, I can't eat this. I yeah. go on stage. And he was saying that like, Eating before you go on stage, it slows you down. It slows down your thinking because your body needs the energy to digest that food. I'm like, of course it does. Yeah. Of course it does. And I remember that's, 
this is several years ago. I remember as soon as I, I uh, saw that video, I was like, that is how I'm going to think about that from now on. Because before I was just thinking about the moment itself. I'm like, I could do it even though I just ate. I could be fine. And you can if you don't eat too much. But eating right before you go on stage is probably a bad idea. That was a, uh, when I used to work with Jay Moore, that was a Buddy Hackett quote. What's this, Jamie? Cat Williams talks signing with Cameron. Cameron, yeah, he worked with Dip Squad. Dipset. Dipset. Well, that's it, Jamie. Squad. <laughs> you fu- you can't twice. say Dip Squad, dude. Is that racist? It's Dipset. Dipset. You're so racist. You're so racist. You know what people love to do? They love to call you a racist, so it takes any fucking focus off of their potential racism. That's a big one. <sighs> I definitely couldn't be a racist, but what you are did, Dip Dip Squad. <laughs> Dip set. You don't even know what a set is? Oh. Maybe you shouldn't be commenting on their culture. There's a very big difference be, from being called a racist and doing something racist on accident. Oh, yeah. The both, both are possible. Like, I did, I did something. No, but I mean, like, meaning, like, I've been called, like, I've, been, I've, had, I've had whatever person go, oh, that joke's racist. And you're like, it's not racist at all. At, at all. There's no racism in that joke. Um, but, and then I've done something racist on accident, and then realizing you've done something that's is in fact hurtful is like holy fuck you're almost taking the real meaning of the word away from the word uh does that make sense well it's you can't change the definitions of what racism is no uh, but, but yeah but i think people lighten the load like I, i'll right. tell you the two examples I, I used to have a joke this is hacky i'm going to just say it real quick i used to say uh you want to know something racist that was where i my flaw because people would hear that and assume i was about to say something racist right when in fact i'm about to say a joke right. and it was they don't make baby powder for black people like how racist is that they should make eight different colors call it magic johnson and johnson's stupid <laughs> joke black woman got upset stormed out of the date and funny bone literally mm. i'm going to protest now I did something racist one time where I walked into a, but I didn't mean to do it. I was, I'm a big fan of Opie and Anthony. I think this will attest to anyone that's listened to Opie and Anthony. And, uh, one of the sayings they used to say on that was, hello boys. Like it was like a saying from the show. Right. Uh, and I rolled into a all black club in the eighth, I think the eighth ward It's called bullets. And I walked into the bathroom. It was all black men. And I was a little buzz. Oh Jesus. And I just rolled, but it was all old black men. It was all old black men. Oh, no. I know, I know. And I just walked in. I went, hello, boys. Oh, my but I, God. I, now, you got to understand, <clears throat> my, 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 my usage of that is based on Opie and Anthony, right. which was just to show that they, they had that line in their opening hello, trailer. Friends. Yeah. 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 And so I wasn't, I definitely didn't, I would never in my ever in a million years ever do something like that. However, a black man grabbed me and pulled me aside and said, you don't say that word in here. And I realized I did something racist and I went, that that feeling, that heartfelt feeling I had where I went, I am, like, literally almost to tears, like, I am so sorry. I have no idea what that brings up in you. And I didn't know. Right, right. Like, but, but I had no intention in it. Right. Um, that is the two differences where I go, don't don't throw that word around unless mm-hmm. unless you're ready to throw the, gla- the rock in the glass house. Well, that's a word you could easily throw around in a room full of white guys, and you were thinking in a non-racist way. Just and walking you just into a let bar. It out. You let yeah. it out because you would let it out all the time. But- it's it's a perfect way to describe it. It's accidental racism. hundred percent. Right? I think we got a real problem with people looking for stuff that's racist that isn't though. You know, like to, like a thing like that, you would have to find out who you are. Like who is this guy? Yeah. Like what is Bert Kreischer guy? You know, is like 
has he done stuff? Is this funny for him? Does he think it's is he a boundary pusher guy? Oh. Where he wants to go into a room full of black people and say some racist? Is this like like Ari when he was doing the Amazing Racist? Remember that, dude? That's the reason I know Ari. <laughs> He's so crazy. That's the reason I know Ari. That is like that's a sketch, you know. That and I look, and I've showed it to people since. Maybe times have changed from when I first saw that to went now. Yeah. But when I saw the one, the the La Migra one. Yeah. I I'm gonna tell you. I'll tell you when it was. It's like 2004. I just had a kid, and I was sitting up in my 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 house having a bottle of Jameson. I was working with Jameson at the time, and I saw it, and I'd seen Ari before, and I giggled hard as fuck. <laughs> I, I'm gonna own that that there was a time where that was funny. If it's not funny now and people hate it, I giggled hard as fuck. It's still kind of funny. I mean, it's, it's I, fucked up. It's definitely fucked up, but it's still kind of funny. What's more fucked up is the guy from fucking ShamWow owns all that shit. That is kind of fucked. Up. That's the most fucked up about all that is ShamWow owns all of that. How much? He's, what do you think he's making, Jamie? Like eighty grand a month on those? See, like your situation. Like, if they knew you, like anybody else knows you, then there would be no worry. It would be just, I'm, I got drunk and I fucked up and I said the wrong thing. Yeah, I said the, re actually, I just said the wrong words. But that's, isn't it interesting that, that that thing where you did that, if they did know you and they knew you said the wrong words and you knew, they knew that, okay, this guy genuinely would have said this to a bunch of white people and he just slipped of the tongue. And I said just it. was, I had listened to Opie and Anthony yeah. and it was in my fucking repertoire of words to say when I walk in a room. But there's a giant difference between that and someone who walks in that bathroom with a decided intention to make those black men uncomfortable. There's a and he giant, walks in there. Yeah. And he there's says, a giant difference. Boys. However, however, there's no distinction between what exactly. we did. To them. Especially if they're like you, they've had a couple of drinks. Yeah. Like you you're all at a bar, right? So maybe they could be a little tipsy too. And you know, sometimes people are a little <laughs> drunk and they misinterpret things or they're quick to uh to quick to look for an altercation. That could be a problem too, you know? The name of the bar was Bullets. I was there to see Kermit Ruffins. I was hanging out with him in his car and uh it what nothing, I'm just thinking. No, go ahead. And and I and I and I when I but that that is in essence like I remember, I remember just the guy pulling me aside and literally grabbing me, not not being nice about it, but grabbing me, saying, "You don't say those words here." Yeah. And I went, "Whoa!" I, like I, I didn't grow up racist, so I don't like to say, "Boy, it's what's a up? drunk mistake." Yeah, I it's did the same mistake. exact thing when I moved here. It's like the first six months, I was at the comedy store. I came up to a guy that I knew, uh, and I go, "Hey, boy." And yeah. he goes, what the fuck did you say? I had no idea. I had never heard of the boy thing ever, and I don't know you where I got it from. boy in, in, in Ohio, no. Ohio, really? I, and I, I just didn't have think... racism in my family or anything, really, so I, I never Brian really. was raised as some sort of a preserve. Religious. It's amazing some, that some he. Some fence was up, and it was like, it was like that, remember that, uh, that <laughs> was it Joaquin Phoenix that had that fucking that the M Night Shyamalama Ding Dong movie about those people the that wall. lived no, yeah, the they, village the village, village. <laughs> yes. and there was planes that were flying overhead they didn't know about the planes uh, remember that yeah it's one of those movies where you at the end of the movie like I'm gonna find him and I'm gonna fucking choke him <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna find you and I'm gonna choke you no 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 that is not a movie idea you're not allowed to do you that son of a bitch who let you do this who let you spend so much money on this you fucker it's new hampshire <laughs> they what no planes fly over them get the fuck they've never seen a plane the fuck out of here uh, they just made it to the road in a day yeah <laughs> they walked to the road in a day 
What are the odds that some fucking hippies aren't going to find you decades ago? Shut your mouth. In one day, in one day, they're on the road. The same day. That's not far. How fast are you walking? They're in a Jeep like, Cherokee within 24 hours. So you're telling me you didn't even hear Harleys? When Harleys ride down the road, you didn't hear that? Get the fuck out of here. Asshole face. That's what I want my compound to be like. <laughs> Stanhope's compound's just like that. <laughs> that guy knocked it out of the park with his first movie, though, The Sixth Sense, which was another, like, twist. I think those tw the twist was so good in that movie, it might have ruined him. Ari and I are talking about storytelling like that, the best stories you ever listened to. When did you realize he was dead? Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. I never figured it out until now. Wait a minute, he was dead? The kid was dead? No. Oh, the... my God. The guy was dead? Who was Bruce dead? Bruce Willis is dead. I'm kidding. Wait, when did, you, uh, um, when did you figure it out? When he said it. Like, when the kid and him were having the conversation towards the end of the movie. I was getting suspicious somewhere in there. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yes. This is like 2004. When did that movie come out? Uh, no, it was not 2004. It was probably 1998, 99. Really? Whoa. 99. Was it? Bam. Roy Choi was on the show, son. Powerful. So. So, uh, but I, um, I, I, I don't remember. I think it was towards the end. I think they were having a conversation together. But I was, but I was trying to figure out what the fuck was going on before that. But like, I, I can tell you in the mo part of the moment of the movie when he finds blood on his shirt. Oh, yeah. That's when I realized because I was I, like, when he mm. grabbed the red door handle, I was like, yeah, I don't know what that fucking means. Why did she lock him out of that room? Boy, does he not have an office anymore? Does he need yeah. to get an office? That was a great movie, man. But then the, the twist was so so much of a part of the movie that like a, in his movies, you would wait for the twist. Yeah. You know, you try to figure out when is this twist coming? What's better, that or Usual Suspects? I think Usual Suspects is a goddamn classic. What? That's a classic. Wait, what do you mean? What, which one's better, Sixth Sense or The Usual Suspects? They're both suspects? great. In, in the reveal, They're though. In the reveal. Great. The two best reveals in movie, probably, right? Oh, in the reveal, I thought you meant just in the movie itself. No, in the, in the but the, but the, in the reveal, the, the sixth the, sense is better. No, the movie is the reveal. The, the Kaiser right? Soze reveal is like a little like what? All of a sudden he's not limping. What about Come the Fight what? Club reveal? He just walks away. That one was <laughs> nope. the worst. That was the worst. I did. I mean, I did not like it. People get mad at me for saying that. You don't even understand Fight Club, bro. Mm -hmm. You don't understand. You don't understand what it stands for. Okay. Yeah. What about Memento? Uh, it was good. When, I'll tell you what, Butterfly Effect's probably the movie that hit the most. <laughs> <laughs> Butterfly Effect. Oh. Ashton Kutcher. Did you actually watch that? Uh, dude, it kind of fucked me up for a couple did days. Did you have your pants on? <laughs> why, did you, why did you watch that movie? I'm obsessed with time travel. <laughs> you are? I'm, Joe, like, Whoa. like, if you ever have a time travel person in here, I just want to hang out and just ch listen. I'm obsessed with time travel. Is there a time travel person? <laughs> it's like the Bigfoot guy, I think, does it also. Well, he there was this both. one guy at, a, I think it was the universe, University of Connecticut, Ra Roy Mallet, Ronald, Ronald Mallet, Ronald Mallet, yeah, Ronald Mallet. He was a scientist out of the University of Connecticut, and this is a crazy, like, Spider-Man story. His dad died when he was young. And he became obsessed with figuring out a, Ronald Mallet. Uh, he became obsessed with figuring out a time machine so he could go back in time and save his father. Oh, and fuck. that's that's what led him on this path to become like the world specialist in. I mean, he's like a legit 
credentialed, you know, respected intellectual and scientist and his his accomplishments is like he's been able to like try to keep track of and and study time in a way that they're they're really thinking that there's going to come one point in time someday where they're going to be able to figure out how to travel back and forth through time it's going to take a long ass time but one thing that he a long ass time one thing that he learned was that he most likely will never be able to go back in time and save his dad and so the, the I think the idea, as it's been explained, if I remember correctly, is that you only can time travel back to the point where the first time machine was made. So if someone one oh, day fuck. comes up with a time machine, say if that's like 100 years from now, the, from that moment on, from the moment of the invention of the time machine to, to forever in the future, all those people can come back to that moment. So you're telling me the first guy that invents a time machine can travel back a second, then two seconds, then five seconds. Even no, even crazier. When the moment a first time machine is invented, all the people that have gone from you know, let's say a time machine gets invented in 2050, okay? Okay. All the people from 2050 to as long as human life survives, and as long as there's a power source, and as long as there's a computer grid, as long as there's some method of establishing information, all those people will be able to come back to that moment and any other moment in between. So time stops. There's no regular time. There might be regular time for you, but it becomes, it's, it's only a matter of perspective because regular time for you is not going to matter anymore because people can come and go back to your time. I wish you hadn't said this. As much as they want. <laughs> but then here's another problem. Here's another problem. How much mass is contained in this one environment? And is it okay to bring in more mass? Hold and on. what happens if you do? Hold so on, if, you have, if you have... 300 million people in America right now, but a time machine gets invented, and then all of a sudden, people from 2050 to 250,050, to whenever the fuck the next big asteroid wipes us out like the dinosaurs. You've got super, super far distance in the future, people. Every day, every person has the possibility and potential with technology to reach this moment right now. And what if they did all together, all at once? Would we even have the space to contain them? Would we even have the space on this earth? To, we would have to regulate time travel at every second of every day from today on until the moment. There's no. <laughs> I can debunk this. Are you ready for me to debunk a scientist? I'm hoping you can do it. Here we go. Mic drop moment. Dear scientist, I spent your whole life figuring this out. I just shot you down. So I built a time travel, me and Brian. Our time travel consists of a bottle of champagne, a lighter, and a joint, right? I mean, I'm just oh, saying, simple, simple. Tub, time machine, yeah. Stop. Oh, no, tub, Brian, machine. please don't join in on this. <laughs> <laughs> Can I handle this one on my own? <laughs> so, okay. so let's, like, I'm just saying simple me mechanics. Like, let's pretend that, that right. that's the time machine, right? So right. we got it. All right, we invented the time machine. Got oh, it. Oh, my God. We, right now, we can travel back to that moment. Three days ago, we can tra travel back to this moment. Or three days from now, I can say to Brian, hey, our time machine really just consists of a bottle of champagne, a joint, and a lighter. Go to, f let's fucking send you back. You know the three things. Build one then. Come back to me now. Your idea should get together with my Chipotle person oh and have gosh. sex and have a baby that makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, 
there's no time machine that we're going to be built because we're in the Brian, simulator. Brian, 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 would you like? Mm. Wouldn't it be cool to see like scientists actually work on time travel? Like if they're like like shooting lasers at walls and trying to run through well, the wall? Or... Essentially, they're de they're definitely doing it in one way or another. They might even not even realize they're doing it. But every intensive scientific experiment that anyone's doing anywhere in the world, any results that they get, any groundbreaking results, all get kind of added together into this soup of possibilities. So whatever they invent today, whatever they figure out today, even if they're not thinking like, hey, we're going to invent a time machine, but any new technology that someone invents today makes more things possible. And if more things become possible, eventually people are going to get to the point where they go, hey, this time thing, yeah. can we manipulate this or is this just what it is? Is it what it is? Or we, can we move around in it like the air? Remember when we used to, used to think we could fly through the air, but then we realized we could fly through the air. Why can't we fly through time? Are you sure we can't fly through time? Dude. And if people keep getting smarter and smarter and more and more aware of the possibilities that have been created by all these different technologies, it's going to open up the door to insane possibility, like unimaginable possibility of the ability to manipulate matter, human bodies, time travel. It's just a matter of whether or not we'll have enough power and whether or not we'll, like, if we do it correctly, we'll figure it out to the point where, like, we definitely didn't figure out the fossil fuel thing or the plastic thing correctly. We invented it without considering the consequences of way more fucking people and way more impact on the environment than anybody ever imagined when they first invented those things. So when you see the oceans choking up with plastic and the fucking sky's all fucking black with smog from shitty cars, like, nobody, nobody saw that coming when they invented those things. So there's got to be a way where they can look at all the different things that we're doing right now and extrapolate into the future and figure out how to fix it. Once they can do that, then it becomes a matter of how much energy do you put forth and what are the rewards that you get back and can you con continue to sustain that energy? So if you can continue to sustain the energy and you start just creating time machines and you start creating uh, the ability to manipulate bodies and change shapes and you would turn your body into whatever the fuck you wanted it to be and there would be no standard human being. There'd be people with fucking wings. There would be people with giant heads. You could literally, if, if they start manipulating bodies, it's just a matter of time before they manipulate them at will and before they manipulate them back and forth what's gonna be the first person that decides to become a horse person and then decides to become a centaur and then decides to become the Hulk and then becomes a brony you know like, who, who, yeah. who, how many how many fucking people are gonna do weird shit to their body once they realize that you can change it you can decide you can introduce a gene that yeah. makes your shoulders stretch out wide like this give me it wings your, tomorrow yeah, you never fucking know give me wings tomorrow dude if they can figure out how to splice genes into different plants to create like more resistant plants to pesticides and they can figure out how to manipulate things, they figured out how to grow a human ear uh, on, a, on some sort of a mammal, I think it was a mouse or something like that. Like they're, they're constantly trying to figure out new ways to combine things and manipulate things. Just keep going from today to 100,000 years from now. It's inevitable. Inevitable, dude. They, they, inevitable. Imagine if they told your grandparents you'll be able to speak to your child on the other side of the coast. How would I do that? It just seems... Right. Look at this human uh, ear they grew on a fucking rat. It kind of looked like Rich Voss's that, ear. What's that ear on that Asian guy? It looks like Walid Ishmael's ear. Walid Ishmael. He's a UFC Ishmael. fighter. 
What's that? What? They grew his nose. No, his, his nose got jacked. Yeah. yeah, they grew his nose They're on his on forehead, forehead, and then they cut you open and stitch you back in. Yeah. yeah Hold that's, the that's, fucking phones. They can really grow common. a nose on a forehead and well, then they, put it on your face? What they do is they kind of stretch it out. They, they stretch your skin out by putting this sort of uh, artificial nose thing that they kind of grow on your head. There's a bunch of different experiments that people are doing right now. That this gives is, me hope. And this is interesting, but it's kind of like almost like um, be, beginner steps to what they're ultimately going to be able to do. No, they're, wait, is this, are they doing this because there's no... like pl- the it's plastic surgery stuff. It's no, like no, this no. This guy got his nose fucked up. No, but I mean like meaning, you know, like all of a sudden we have, we have a cure to fix a nose that's gone. Right. Right. As opposed to AIDS medication is still kind of like... They're just like, we can hold it off. We're not curing it because the money's in the comeback. Do you think what, that's real? That's what Chris Rock said. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Joe, I don't get all my information from... I get it from podcasts and comedy and TV. Uh, it, you never know. It definitely could be real. But I would imagine it would be really hard for people to ethically hide a cure for AIDS because they can make money from the treatment. Yeah. You'd have to assume they're the same people, too. You'd have to assume that the people that are making the treatment got a hold of the cure and decided to stop it. Either they bought them out or it was their company that invented it. You'd have to, they'd have to all be conveniently connected. Yeah, I guess you're right. And then there's Sorry, also Chris. a scientist. There's a scientist that would have to be involved in the discovery of something as monumental as curing AIDS. If a scientist could figure that out, that would be gigantic for the reputation. It would they would be like Francis Crick, they would be like, you know, they would be like Watson, they would be like one of the great scientists of all time. Someone who's invented something, they would be like I mean, you you could go back in time to, and and think about all the big inventors, the Teslas and all the different people. Someone who can invent something that cures the black plague of the 20th century, which is what AIDS was to a lot of people. Someone came along and cured that. God damn, they would be big. They'd be giant. I don't think you can keep that shit quiet because it makes it makes, it makes sense. But now you may, I guess I'm agreeing with the conspiracy theorists who I've heard on this podcast. You can't totally listen to them, not because their ideas are invalid, but because a lot of times they don't absolutely know, and people jump to conclusions. So it's not that conspiracies don't exist because they definitely exist. We all know that some people conspire to do certain things. It happens all the time. But it's whether or not the conspiracies that we just get really attached to, whether or not they're they're real. Yeah. And oftentimes they're just not, you know. Yeah, I still believe in time travel. Time travel is totally possible. It I just believe hasn't, 100%. I, don't, I just don't think it's happened yet. Everyone's- I think, dude, I think everything's possible, man. I think we're gonna come to some weird point in time, whether it's like I said, a thousand years from now, whatever the fuck it is. There's gonna be a weird point in time where we could do anything we want, Jamie. Pull, pull up that fucking video that you showed me yesterday. Good googly moogly. You ready to get your mind yes. blown? Yeah. You ready? Have uh, you yeah, seen yeah. this NVIDIA shit? Should I peep through this video? How much time have we yes. been on, Jamie? Or am I done? We're close to three hours right now. Let's, you got you to gotta see this. All right, I'll hold it's it. A, what, what, you got to pee? I got to pee, but I can hold keep on. talking. Why don't you pee, and Brian and I will have a little chit-chat while you're okay. done, and then uh, we'll come back and enjoy this. Roy Joy? No, we're going to be good. <laughs> it's Roy Choi shit. Can you believe that, Brian? I know. What the fuck, Burr Kreischer? Remember How that part in Indiana Jones where she's riding an elephant and then she sprays cologne on the elephant and it, because of the elephant smelled? No. I hated that part. I don't know why. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Oh my god, it's so ridiculous. I broke this lighter while I was sitting here, and I didn't know why I was doing it while I was doing it. I just kept pushing on little pieces of the lighter, and pieces are breaking off. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with <laughs> you me? You probably got like lighter fluid all over. Oh, You're gonna light a, a, a joint. I, and I didn't. I didn't. But I'm like, why? What is it about pot that makes you uh, one thing at a time is just not interesting enough? <laughs> you got to think about time travel and Chipotle and how do I break this lighter with two fingers? Can I just use two fingers and break this lighter? I won't push with the third finger at all. He says time travel is possible. He thinks it's just not technologically here yet. He says he needs about $250,000 to make a scale model of his machine. But if he could get funding like the hard drum collider, like $10 billion, then they could probably do it. This is ma Mallet says yeah, that? Yeah, that's what he said. Jesus Christ. I would say that too, though. Yeah, you give me funding, like the fucking large yeah, hadron collider. Yeah, sounds like a scam. Like, I'll, like, I'll bring cartoons to life. It's bitch. like Shark Tank. <laughs> now, Try that on Shark out. Tank. Check this out, because this is the NVIDIA Tilt Brush. Is that what it's called, Jamie? Yeah, it's on the HTC Vive. Uh, Google bought this app, and they're pushing it out as this thing just became uh, made for pre-order this week. It's like a 3D room you're in. And uh, you have like a wand and a palette kind of on wand and right hand palette on your left hand and with some tools you can kind of pick from. Explain what you're seeing right now. But uh, yeah, so this guy's painting with all sorts of different colors. There's hypercolor. There's uh, different oil painting things. But you're painting in 3D. It looks like you're painting on a 2D plane. And immediately it becomes available to your eyes that you're not painting in just 2D like you've been used to your whole life. You're actually in a wow, 3D cool. plane. Holy you're like kind fuck. of live sculpting. You know what I want to see, though? I want to see you be able to do that and paint and then be able to print it out on your printer. You can't well, print you, it, but you can share it. You, well, you can now, but one day a 3D printer will be able to recreate it the same way people can pour molten silver into an ant colony and pull out a fucking ant thing. You're going to be able to take this thing and print that, too. He's, he's, growing, he's, he's drawing a Monsters, Inc.-type monster oh and then God. getting to touch it. Well, not only that, he's making flames come out of these things. Oh, this is badass. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Oh, that is beautiful. Look at the I can't wait to draw Joey Diaz <gasps> with big boobs <laughs> in 3D. Dude, find out when it's available and we will purchase. It's out. You can buy what? it now. What? But it's not. It, you can. What? It won't ship until like a couple more weeks until mid-April. Let's mid -April. fucking do it, Brian. Are we in? Yes, I'm Let's in. Let's get this. Would you ever do? We're would in. you ever do one of those uh, uh, podcasts with this? Yes. No, no. What, can what's I link people up to this? I'm figuring it yeah, out. I'm you figuring could. It out. Yeah, you Jamie, could. Jamie, what's the? What's We're gonna the, have so much fun. You can get video output. So oh my god! Look at this dragon, dude. Back <laughs> it up. Back it up just a second. Dude, back it up. Look at that. That's insane. Oh, fuck. There's some really cool art being made with this. The guy that showed this to me, Chadwick, at Circle VR, said he's working with, uh, maybe I shouldn't even say, but some Don't really say. cool visual artists that are making some really, really awesome things. Wow. And you get to almost interact with it? You can you can explore this space. So, like, uh, this this actual, actual program records all the movements and motions that you're making. Jesus. And you can upload them and share them and download them on your own As and then watch... Like, I could watch Brian paint Joey Diaz however right. he wanted to. And yeah, we're talking right now, and most of the people are just listening to this. So yeah. if you want to see the video, the video is entitled uh, NVIDIA Powers Tilt Brush Art Contest at HTC Vine at PAX 2015. And it's amazing. I mean, it's really, it's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. When you look at, like, the future... Like you look at technology in the future and you think like what what is entertainment gonna be like when you see something like this? I mean you're gonna have like full on DMT trips with a headset. Yeah. Hundred percent. You're not even gonna have to do a drug. And you know, that's something McKenna predicted. Terrence McKenna predicted that one day 
through virtual reality, they would figure out a way to recreate the DMT dimension. And you'd be able to go there without actually being fucked up. Without actually being intoxicated on DMT, you'd be able to go there. I think DMT is the existence of time travel. Well, I mean, it's it's something weird, you know, whatever the fuck it is. Kill that. <clears throat> I think about that a lot. Why? I reached out to... Have you done... I, no, I reached out to Duncan and talked to him about it. You want to do it? Uh, I told him I did, and he said he thought it was a bad idea. Why? <laughs> He's Why like, did you say that? Because he, he knows, he knows me pretty well. I don't want to handle you, man. You know, I don't have that brain. Maybe I don't have that brain. I'm going to babysit you, man. You, have, you, you, you sure him, though, right? <laughs> I've, I've done every drug there is, but I've never done DMT, and I don't know if... I, my, my biggest fear right now is not is not the trip. It's not the... Con, it's the fact that I have two children, and they rely on my brain to make them money. Right. So for me to fuck with my brain, for me is not the greatest thing because I got a pretty fragile brain. You know, we've all heard of this podcast. I fucking drink a bottle of wine on a treadmill. Like, I'm not the guy that maybe belongs rolling the dice and going, let's see what happens. Well, what are you worried that would happen? I don't Somehow come back. You don't come back. Yeah, that's You become like the dude from Pink Floyd and just lose your marbles and yeah, or a, shine I, or on Brian your crazy diamond. Yeah. Not Brian Williams. Whatever his name is. Brian Wilson. <laughs> Brian Williams, is, he, he <laughs> got high on acid and thought he was in Vietnam. <laughs> Brian Williams. <laughs> I was in the shit. <laughs> I was in the shit, and man. Brian, you weren't even in that country. You were in Iraq. It's the only oh, reason. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It was the only reason I won't do it. Is uh, <laughs> is just a fear I don't come back. Well, that's a legitimate fear. That's it. I love my kids. I want them to have a great life, and I committed to that when I had them. And that's my fear. Do I respect you massively for allowing a differentiation in in family and 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 the extraterrestrial the psychosis or whatever the, the whatever the thing is psychedelics like, that's it <laughs> can i tell you what i all i could think that whole time why don't you guys have could could you guys have an a vr camera a virtual reality camera on the side so people could throw on goggles smoke a joint watch a show like they were sitting in the room that's definitely going to happen i think that's bad I think, it's, it's like, going to happen it's no I'm way telling you there's no I, way we'll be able to stop it. Close. It's already happening. You We're know, close, a, right? Yeah, yeah. We're about how many years away, Jamie? Uh, uh, less than a year. Less Dude, than a I'll year. make it happen tomorrow. There's Don't a, get crazy. Don't get an ego. Don't get an ego on us. There's no there's ego. There's already a, <laughs> a, a few drunk people drunk. that have like live shows, like a like a live podcast Virtual video, where podcast. You, it feels like you're sitting in the studio and you just can walk or look around that's, into whatever you're doing. That's the show. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I I know the brilliance of it. I love what I love about it. And when I listen, I feel like I'm in the room. When I watch it. I still feel like I'm in the room, but man, it, I would be cool to be able to be on the road and throw on some glasses and just feel like I'm sitting there. Well, it's going to happen. It's 100% going to happen. There's no way around it. Did you guys watch the Oscars and see like all the Samsung like things where they now have like the the glasses where you just snap your phone in? Uh, they they now advertise glasses where you sna- oh virtual yeah, the, reality the, the goggles. Glasses. Yeah, where, where yeah. You just take it like well, you're Lewis no from Unbox Therapy brought those in. Yeah. And I, I put that on, man. Did you put it on? Did you try yeah, it out? But now they're actually advertising it on TV to the the masses, right. like the moms and the yeah. dads. It's on the corner. And yeah. the one that Samsung has is is cool, but there's one that is a higher resolution, like not just like the cell phone one is like real simple because you just use your existing cell phone, you slide it into this sort of bracket, you put on the headphones. But they have some that are attached to computers, 
you know, the, the really um, intensive programming as far as like their ability to, uh, to computate. Like the big thing about visuals and about uh, artificial reality and about virtual reality, the big thing is computational power. It's to, to, to be able to create a seamless reality all the time. Like it's one of the things that you would always see when you would play video games is like a little bit of lag. Like if your computer was struggling because your, um, you know, your video card couldn't keep up with the, um, the, the resolution of the, the, of the, the screen monitor, yeah. and the frames per second that you had it set at. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> well, the, you know, the resolution is a big one because it, it, it would establish what the frames per second were because like most video cards, like in, when I used to make PCs, I used to uh, buy like PCs, I used to buy the shell and buy a motherboard and hard drives and shit. And uh, my friend Andrew, would he would always help me out. He was my security net in case things went bad because I was like, okay, what the <laughs> fuck is next? And I would get on the phone with him from Oklahoma and he would talk me through it. But, it's only making toast. <laughs> yeah, but creating um, a PC, uh, that's like one of the big things is like if you want to game on it, the old video cards, a lot of them, you'd have to connect two video cards together and form an SLI connection that allowed you to have like double the processing power in order for you to play at a high resolution. Otherwise, you'd have to turn the resolution down way low so that it looked like shit. Like some guys would even take away all the, um, the textures. So, like, say you would be playing Quake, so you'd be going down a dark dungeon, it would look cool as fuck, and you'd see good crazy lighting, and the graphics are amazing, but to the hardcore competitive gamers, that shit was just distracting. So what they would do is they would take all the textures out, and they would turn the entire space that you were playing in into this white canvas with you. Like, you are a bright... And they can even change what your character represented on their screen. So, like, you would say, like, I'm going to be, like, this little chick character because the chick character is really difficult to hit because she's so small. It's hard to pinpoint. Even though they all have the same sort of box that you could shoot yeah. them in. But it would be harder to pinpoint. And the other people would say, well, what I want is everybody I play to be the giant square robot so they're an easy target. So you see this like this? This is what Quake looks like. This is Quake 3. What it looks like when they turn off all the textures. There's probably better ones out there, Jamie. We can see like a death match. But see, there's no textures. You don't see any texture on the ground. You don't see any graphics. Everything's sort of muted. Is this theoretically <clears throat> what the premise of the Matrix was, where he just saw numbers? No, no, no. What this is is just <laughs> it's, it's just it's a less it's kind of cheating it in a lot cheating. of people's oh, eyes. Really? It makes you green also. It's like, oh, here, yeah. there's the bright green guy. Yeah, you can change <laughs> you can change what their character is. Yeah. So, like, say. You don't have the uh, you don't have the right like say if you decide that you're a girl in the game and a lot of guys like I said played it as a girl because it was small you you don't get to decide how other people see you other people can see you as a giant circle like instead of even seeing you as a person or yeah. seeing you as, an, uh, as a moving thing they could see you as a circle that doesn't change and you just become a target so it's way easier to hit you than it is for you to hit or, or it was way way easier for them to hit you than it's for you to hit them yeah. Because you've become a giant target, whereas you're playing the game the way it's intended, and they're just a, oh, a, a, you know, an octopus with a machine gun or whatever the fuck their character is. So you can kind of manipulate things and change in, in the settings. And some people like it because it makes it like real simple. You know, like it's it's such a fast paced game anyway. They don't want to be they're they're not there for all that bullshit. They're not there for textures and the way it looks. They're just there to kick ass and spray people, railgun people in the middle of the air. They would bounce off these bouncy pads. I, you can't there. talk. You can't talk to me about uh, about 
uh, video games without thinking about the way Duncan looked at him when he was addicted to them. Oh, yeah. I think about that so much because, you know, it's like... The, what like, you mean when he was? Well, he <laughs> plays a different kind of video game, too. He plays a video game that you become, like, a part of the game. He's into those, like, massive multiplayer games, yeah. you know? Hey, I remember those him saying... Are, Driving through the driving through the hills, thinking, "Oh, that's the mountains of Tildor or whatever." <laughs> ah! Like, but no, but I, I used to be addicted. This sounds silly, really silly, but uh, to Tony Hawk's uh, Pro Skater, yeah, yeah, it was so good. You were addicted to a skating game. I was Me addicted too. to video games. It's just the idea of getting into the same format. It's just like drinking or drugs. I'm sure the same rituals, you know, and then all of a sudden the same payoff. But just imagine once this shit, this this technology, this virtual reality technology we were just looking at. Imagine if that becomes the new video game then things are going to be so bizarre because <sighs> all, all they're going to have to do is figure out some sort of a bodysuit that that you wear where the the actions of your environment correspond to how the bodysuit feels like like you could sit there with this virtual reality thing on and stand there and when things grab at you it'll feel like something's actually grabbing you like it's going to get weirder and weirder and then eventually they're going to go listen man we can give you what we're giving you right now but it's not as good as we can do Dude. and what we can do is we can cut your brain open and we can put these electrodes in there and i can guarantee you you are going to be a super person you're going to be one of the avengers you're going to live on the moon you're going to get your dick sucked anytime you snap your finger twice you're going to have a, a, a harem of golden girls from Planet Pussy that are here to suck your dick 24 hours a day just waiting like a corral. Like immigrants trying to f fucking come off of a raft and escape to freedom. That's what it's going to be like every day of your life. All nope. I'm going to do is cut your head open. Nope, but stick it's, some it, wires in there. It, what will happen is the same thing as my wife and your wife growing chickens and growing eggs. They'll, all of a sudden, 40 years from now, they'll be like, you know what? I'm going to have a child. Like it's the same thing, man. Your wife does it. My wife does it. They grow. They have chickens and they grow eggs and they fucking find some so sort of pleasure in like almost this like twenty year jump back, fifty year jump back right. of like having an animal. And I know you love those eggs. I know I fucking love those eggs. When I crack those eggs open and I go, I man, I never, eat, I never ate scrambled eggs in my life until I got chickens. Now I'm like, <laughs> fucking you scrambled. Never, eggs. How did you get away with eating no scrambled eggs? I like them over life. easy. <laughs> I don't fuck with scrambled eggs. But man, now that I know they're in my backyard, a little wet scrambled egg with some cheese on it, that's the best goddamn thing in the world because they're my eggs. But so th the same thing will happen is that progression will go just like tomatoes and cucumbers and kale, all that shit we get at store. Back in the day, they had to grow it. They never even mm -hmm. fucked with it. Same thing will happen is one day someone will be like, man, this is going to sound crazy. I'm thinking about getting a hand job. And someone will be like, what? From like a person? And they're like, yeah, I'm going to disconnect. I'm gonna get one hand job. I want to see what it feels like. I've Their heard hands about would it. be so tired. The people hooked up to the Matrix, <laughs> they wouldn't even be able to jerk you off correctly. They have those like really tired, atrophied hands because they haven't moved in months. You didn't disconnect. No, How I didn't guess. How great would that be, though? I uh, became a, great a king. Sloppy hand job just looped up like. Not even good though because they don't have energy. And then after they're done, they have to rest for days. They're exhausted. Their <laughs> arm swells up with inflammation. You tore all the ligaments in their arm because they're just not used to moving it, and they jerked you off. But look at you, what hunting, <laughs> hunting with the eggs, powerful hands with the eggs. I mean, there's I a, think there's this a... is also because we are we are a part of the generation that came before us. They gave birth to us. 
you know, the people before them gave birth to them. And all you have to do is go back three or four times and you live with savages. Okay. Yeah. That's not that far away. Not that far away. You can do that like five or six times. You get to the point where there's no electricity. You get to the point where people are burning wood and coal and shit to stay alive. Like it's not that far where you do that. You don't only do that like ten or eleven times. Do you yeah. get to like barbarian type people? But then so, you got to keep people going. Let's go yeah. camping. But this is what I'm saying is like when we're looking at the future and we're saying this is a real slippery slope. Like there's always going to be people that want eggs. There's going to be they're not going to want you to cut into their brain and create the perfect reality. They're going to be happy with their imperfect, but yet realistic reality i know this is real i don't I, i'm not going to take that magic leap into you drilling a hole in my head and sticking in some sort of a usb port yeah. and plugging me into the matrix i'm not ready i'm not yeah. ready so they decide to go out but their kids might not do that man you know it might it might be one of those generational things where it takes just a, a few generations of people to go why are you camping why are you camping? Do you want to live with dragons? Do you want to fly to the moon on your dick? Can you want to shoot your dick like a fucking pogo stick and yeah. launch yourself into the fucking asteroid belt? Well, you can do it, dude. You can okay? do it. And it'll feel like you're really doing it. You don't have to fucking camp. Fuck, yes. Why are you camping? Oh my God, did you see a bird? Did you see a bird for real? <laughs> did you wash your asshole in the stream? You shat, you shat standing up? Shut I up. rode a dragon into a black hole, you fucking pussy. Take the operation. <laughs> Let them stick the USB port in your brain, and let's do this. Uh, but then the next generation's like... I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm just saying it's going to happen. I just want... All I want, Jamie, is <laughs> VR right there so I can throw on the goggles right now. on the road and just be like... You'd never get anything done. I just... No, just, just every now and then, just the same way I watch a podcast, but throw it on and be in the room. That would be badass. That would be badass. Like, just for right now's fixes in life, just... Throw on the goggles and be in the room. It'd be really fun. You'd be so connected to that technology. You'd want it all the time. Could it be so much more spectacular than regular life? You'd want it all the time. It'd be a real problem. You think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you lived your life without it, and then all of a sudden it was an option, it'd be so. You'd be like, why would I do those other things? Like, I'm really confused. There, there's certain options that maybe, like, we're maybe not prepared I wouldn't, but for. people would probably. Hundred people, a lot of, a lot of, hundred percent, a lot of people would. A lot of people would not be able to handle it. It's almost like we're not born with the discipline or the even the concept of those kind of parameters. Like I think that's what's going on with these massive multiplayer games. Guys like Duncan and remember Rob, the dude from the comic store we've talked about often, who was addicted to EverQuest. Same same kind of stuff. Do you just get you you get influenced by something that you're not really you don't have an immune system for it Dude. you don't have like an intellectual immune system to say okay this is not real so we have to decide what we're doing here are we gonna live in the shittiest fucking neighborhood possible Dude. and rent the worst fucking apartment possible as long as you've got an internet connection and just wow. plug in and be there all day or are we going to try to live a comfortable existence on earth in material earth where you can afford to pay your bills and you don't freak out and occasionally use this thing? How do we do this? How do you manage this? Because if, if it's so much better than real life, if you put it on and all of a sudden you're an avatar and it feels like avatar and you're having a fucking great time and you're jumping through the trees and landing in these hammocks and shit and you're all fucking flying dragons around and going to war and get, getting hooked up to that tree, they're gonna, that's going to be real. They're going to have that 
where it's going to be something that they've invented that they can send to your mind. And it won't even be artificial. That's what It's not going to be like some like previously created narrative where it's got a beginning and an end. Like Dragon's Lair. Remember that video game where you'd fucking turn the handle to the left and to the right and <laughs> yeah. oh! You yeah. fall off the cliff. No, no, I'm talking about that. I'm talking about that computations are going to reach a point where it's so fucking powerful, they're going to be able to create a real world where you're going to feel pebbles under your feet, where you're going to feel sand, where you're going to be thirsty, where you're gonna, your dick's going to get hard. You're going to feel like you're really there. It's going to be indistinguishable. It's, it's a matter of time. It's not if, it's when. It's 100% when. When you see that, this is Morse code. This is banging on coconuts. That's a smoke signal. That's what that is. This is it's coming, man. It's gonna save marriages too, because you can be able to like put these little yellow or green dots on your wife and then go like download any girl you want and be like, Oh, I'm fucking Roseanne Barr right Girls now. Girls would get so mad at you. Yeah, my wife's never green lighting that. Stop with the downloads. Can we do it without the dots tonight? <laughs> uh, sorry, I've been drinking. <laughs> Can we do it without, without the, the dots, dots tonight? <laughs> Look, man, I live a pretty amazing life. I love my life. I, don't, I think there are a lot, of, a lot of be a lot of people that trade with me, but every now and then, I'd like to throw on some goggles in a bed in a hotel room and just hang out in the room and listen to you guys podcast. Um, that's all I'm saying. That's I'm talking. I'm talking uh, like you're bringing it all back. Yeah, like that's the first thing I think is it would. Those things are here. We can get them. Samsung's got them. Yeah, plug one in. Let me get well, a those things. Those things. That's Nvidia. That's not the Samsung one. Is the one with the uh, cell phone, yeah. which is pretty good. Jamie this knows Nvidia, what I'm talking about. We talked about it earlier. The Nvidia shit is complete next level. Next, that's next level. Next, I, that's, that's... next, 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 next level. And when that when that becomes something that um, I think what we're gonna do, and I think this is, we, we should probably talk about this once we're done here. But I think the best way to do it is to uh, find out when they're available, and then like set up some sort of a new studio. Like a, a oh. new room in here. I got you covered. You know, like we have that other room. We could do something back in yeah, there. 100% need like a room for it because mm -hmm. it's based off of a room. Yeah. So. yeah. I got you. I got you covered. Okay. I, I've, I've been approached by Travel Channel. It just doesn't work with us. Dun, 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 I, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll set my guy up with you guys. I'll oh, just set him up with Jamie. Shit. But uh, so it doesn't then, work for us. So will you, will you be on the first podcast we do from there? 100%, 100 percent naked. Naked. I uh, didn't ask for that. I'll fuck your mouth, bro. Brian. <laughs> Racist. The gong is racist. I'm fucking in, man. I, I think that, I mean, as a fan of pot, you know, you got to always come realize I come at this, all of this, and you know this, I, when I'm, the first time I met you, and I was like, dude, I got to see the dog, the deprivation tank, yeah. the pool table. I'm a fan always of comedy, of podcasting, and I can tell you what the consumer wants because this is what I, how, this is how I, I use podcasting the way people use it that listen to it. Man, when I'm on the road, like, I like to, I like to get lost. I lay in bed and listen to it in the phone and I just kind of like fall asleep and disappear into it. That is the next level of podcasting, I believe, because man, I'm telling you, I got a lonely night on the road. It would be so much easier for me to like pour a glass of wine, throw on some goggles and then just be with you guys and just be it's like, it's going to happen. It's, it's on, un, it's unavoidable. I think the same way when you're sitting in your man cave and you're watching Netflix. Yeah. What are you doing? I mean, you're, you're watching... Uh, Narcos. Narcos. If you're Fucking just sitting there... So, thank you, you, Eddie Bravo. You decide. You decide when to watch it, right? So you just sit down, you press play, and it's uh, it's entertaining you, you know? And it plays right in front of you. Imagine like, if you could just say... Imagine you could just, if I could just go, you know what, honey? I'm going to go back to the room and hang out with Brian and Joe and Jamie. And I just throw on some goggles and then hit play, and all of a sudden yeah. I'm in the room. And, I'm and like, we're all in this room. Yeah, and, and I just feel like this. It feels like this. Yeah. 
And you're just chilling. Yeah. That's the ne- I mean. And it could be a guy you let in every week that actually can sit in. You have someone pull up a chair and sit in the virtual world. With dots you know? all over them. You'd have to, like, pre-screen them. Make sure they're not out of their fucking mind. <laughs> Are you jacking off? <laughs> hey, hey. Is what I'm seeing really what you're doing? <laughs> I guess I could be jacking off the entire time, Esther Koo style. But meanwhile, you're you're the dude with the uh, pocket handkerchief and the the tie clip. This is the right room to make that happen in. I'm being dead serious when I say this. Like and I, I like I said, we've been approached for Travel Channel. People have come to us and go, "Hey, could you do VR?" It just doesn't work for a network TV show. Right. I'll send whatever context I have this way to Jamie and and because as a fan, that is what I'd like to watch. I'd like to be here. I'd like to sit right there. I really want to sit right here, but it's going to happen. It's just what we're, we're we're experiencing right now is the beginning of a new revolution in entertainment where movies are going to play out like that. I think there's also going to be movies with not just one but multiple different possibilities, like at every turn. Really? Yeah. This, I think there's going to be interactive movies. I think what they're going to do is they're going to figure out a way to engineer virtual reality into an integra- integrated environment where the virtual reality is interactive and there's a bunch of different potentials. So like instead of like say if you uh there's a movie, you know, um American Werewolf in London. It's got a really specific beginning, a really specific moment where he becomes a werewolf, a specific moment where uh his girlfriend realizes he's a werewolf and then he gets killed. There's all these oh. specific moments that what if instead of all those specific moments it's completely interactive. Like you're actually there in London, and you are this American guy, and oh, your friend. Oh, oh. You just blew my fucking mind. Yeah, your friend. You're telling me I'm in London. Yeah, yeah, and you can, you can. Not only are you in London, but you're in the fucking, you're in the bogs. You're walking around in Scotland. You're, you're, you're gonna go to that fucking pub where the slaughtered lamb. Remember they had the head on the wall. All that stuff's gonna be possible. You're gonna feel the rain. <laughs> You're going to feel the moisture. They're going to be just... able to tap into your fucking dome, man. They're going to be able to do something to your brain that makes you think you're really experiencing it. You just uh, proved me wrong on all the stuff. They were like, it's perfect for travel channel. I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. And then you're like, I'm like, I could be in London? Like throwing mm. goggles and be fucking walking through Austria? It's going to happen. That's the fucking future, man. It might, it might not happen while, while we're alive. I think it's going to. I think it's just going to be just like when you go to Disneyland or anything, where it's like, "Hey, I'm on the needs for speed ride," and they're like, "Hey, Joe, come here, I need your help." You right, know, it's right, going to be right. like that, but it's just going to be way more intense. Well, well have the Star you been on- Wars ride at Disneyland is a better example yeah. because they have uh, like 68 different uh, endings yeah. or different stories that play out. Have you been on those rides where they are like? I only know that Universal in Orlando has them, but it's like the Spider-Man ride, the Hulk ride, where it's a screen. And it's a it's a cart that technically doesn't move technically, right? But the screen shoots fire at you and shoots mist, yeah. And you feel like you're free falling ninety feet, yeah. Have you been on those? I've been on those. I haven't been on that one. I've been on, but I've been on other ones like that. Those, They're awesome. Those are the ones that I believe, and we can't cover them on Bert the Conqueror. But those rides, because it's impossible. It's, it's impossible. It's, it's TV. It's not. There's no. It's not the smell. You like you know, like when you're on the Simpsons ride, you smell baby just powder. It's just. It's know. literally like watching like. Like oh that's funny yeah. well you can't get like a little bit of video of it I don't know I'm gonna try hard we're shooting an episode uh, I think people would want to see the little bit of video even so they go huh I don't even see anything and then you can explain yeah nothing is actually happening it's but you amazing feel. it's amazing it's uh it's like the Raiders of the Lost Ark ride is a little bit like that yeah. but a little more but like it's driven. moving the Raiders of the Lost Ark is Man, moving those fucking rides blow me away every time when you go when it's just a screen. 
I am like a child, like, like, ah! like literally grabbing people. Well, I mean, that's, I guess that's the premise of the show also, but man, I am falling fucking apart. Yeah. They're going to be able to have things like that times a million. Dude, Imagine. I think the next the next generation of roller coasters. I was talking to Benson about this. Is because you know Doug's a big roller coaster fan. What? Doug Benson's <laughs> a b- really big roller coaster fan. Like really? massive, dude. Massive. Does he have like pins? Uh, no, but he flies out. He flies Doug himself Benson. out for the opening of rides. Like Doug Benson. I can't talk to him anymore. Loves roller coasters. <laughs> but when was the last time you were on a roller coaster? <laughs> Kidding. They're fucking amazing. They really are fucking amazing. There's certain things that people like, lo- draw a line in the sand. Oh, you're a fan of cricket? <laughs> I can't talk to anyone. Cricket's fucking amazing. It lasts for four days. How great would that be if? Does a, it really? Yeah. It lasts for, how great would it be if you had like Ew. an ongoing communal event? Like, what's the score today? Like, it's Why? great. Does yeah. it really? Four days? Yeah, four, four days, days. straight. Twenty twenty cricket lasts for a day. Regular cricket usually lasts for like four days. Stinky. Don't you dare get Google this, Jamie. Wow. <laughs> what a weird game. It's so funny how baseball is weird, too, but it's normal. Yeah. Because we're used to that weird. You know, other other people are like, what the fuck is baseball so boring? Like, in comparison to a lot of other sports, like in comparison to soccer, they can't understand why soccer never took hold. We were like, eh, not buying it. Like, soccer the whole never world, took hold. The whole world loves it. The so- whole world. Well, the reason soccer never took hold was advertising. Um, No, because America. No, it's advertising. No, it's because America. No, soccer was very popular in the 70s. <laughs> it never was popular. It totally That's was. That's a myth, bro. That's like Bigfoot. That's like some shit Native Americans talk about around a campfire. Yeah, I'm <laughs> flashing your lights to the other car when there's no headlights on and you're going to get shot. Yeah, it's a gang initiation. You yeah. didn't hear about that one? Mm-hmm. No. Sour cream, Taco I, Bell. I think I saw a movie with Ethan Hawke about that. Gerbil, Richard Gere. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Segura, your dick. Oh. <laughs> oh. Unnecessary. Have we broken over the three-hour point? Oh, for sure. Okay, yeah, I'm just wondering. Cause deep, I keep feeling like I should wrap it up. deep into it. You want to wrap it? Are we wrapping it? Let's wrap it. Let's have a fake wrap. We fake wrapped it. I can fake no, wrap it's it. It's not wrapping it. We're going to give I, ourselves I'm, another five I feel five like the minutes. conversation just got perfect. Um, It's good. It's in a good place. <laughs> I'm very happy. I've gotten over the stupor of about 40 minutes ago where I was so high I shouldn't have been talking to anybody ever. <laughs> no, pretend you work at Chotale. I hit, I hit a moment where I was like, whoa, you're way too high, son. My pr- idea was good. It's just I couldn't remember what it was halfway into it. The idea being like pick a regular job and imagine if like 8 out of 10 people that came there wanted to fuck you. But it probably, if a girl was washing a guy's balls and asshole, it'd probably be more than 8 out of 10. I'm probably really conservative with my ideas. <laughs> Well, this girl that was she, that, I mean, she knew that was a part of her job. She made right. more money. Than it's a different gig. Yeah. I saw you hit that joint more than I've ever seen you hit a joint. It's pretty strong, pretty strong stuff. We were deep. We went in the hole. Yeah, deep, deep in the rabbit hole. You think Stanhope's still listening? Kreischer. Uh, who gives a fuck? He's got shit to do out there. He's got javelinas trying to kill his neighbor's dogs. Do you know about that? Javelinas killed a fucking dog down the street from him. Javelina? What's a javelina? Javelina is a weird. It looks like a pig. But it's actually like a cousin of a pig. Like I think it's called a peccary. I think that's the, the technical name for what kind of an animal it is. But it's this weird, freaky-looking thing that lives in the American Southwest. And oh. those motherfuckers will, will kill dogs. They, uh, they killed a dog in Stanhope's Holy neighborhood. Shit. And what I understand what they do is they flank them. They get on the side of them, and they just fucking all run at them and tear them apart. So if they have, you know, you let some domesticated really soft dog loose and you uh leave them out there in the the plains where where do they live 
the, 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 the desert. The desert. The desert. You leave them out there in the desert to play. <laughs> These motherfuckers literally might jump on them and eat them. Like, look at those teeth. Those are aggressive teeth. They don't really go after people. Here's here's a really interesting thing about javelinas. They're uh, an animal that responds in an insane way to what's called a predator call. And a predator call is, look at the fucking teeth yeah, on that like thing. Bear That's a big-ass javelina. They're not that big, but they're fucking ferocious. These are ferocious animals. They're so powerful. Um, so they take this sound. A predator call is like a sound of an animal that's dying. So they have this thing. It's like, like something in agony, something yeah. in pain. And these motherfuckers come running. Like really? you've never seen anything before. Like the way uh, my friend Remy Warren described it, he said, Havelin has come to a predator call the way you wish all animals came to a predator call. Like when you call them, they come running at you, full blast, running, just yeah. waiting to jack whatever's making that noise. Like it's a race between them and all the other monsters behind them that are chasing to try to find this rabbit that's screaming. They probably broke its leg or something. Oh, dude, Holy it's crazy. Fuck. When you see them run, they're just running towards that sound, like full clip. They're not cautious at all. They're just trying to get it in as quick as they can. Holy shit. The, the wild is so fucking scary, dude. Wild animals are so scary. The the wild of being a fucking peccary running around in Doug Stanhope's neighborhood trying to get by in the desert seven miles away from Mexico. Have you seen Man on a Buffalo? About this guy, he rides a buffalo around like it's a horse, and then he gets attacked by a cougar and saves a baby and all this stuff. It's like a documentary <laughs> from the 70s. It's really good. But I highly recommend episode two of Man on the Buffalo. <laughs> no, highly, there's no, one, no one say anything after that. That is I the perfect fucking sentence ever. Two. Brian just dropped a fucking gem. I had a record. Orphans, cougars, and whatnot. Yeah, Guy on a Buffalo, episode two. It's Brian, so can great. I tell you something? I've seen this. Oh my God. <laughs> That's the greatest video in the world. This is insane. How does he get that buffalo to listen? I don't know, but he, buffaloes uh, are the most unpredictable animals. See, he finds a baby in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, we oh we, we drove buffalo across Texas. And it's like one of the most unpredictable animals. This might be the worst show ever. And then if, if you listen to the song, unfortunately, look, the baby's about to drown. Oh, the song, the song oh is good. <laughs> the guy the song's falls good. in the water and has to rescue the baby. I think this is a joke, Brian. Um, no, no, no. This is a real movie in the 70s. Watch. Because um, watch, the, the next thing, a, a fucking cougar just attacks Hang on, him. hang on. Well, Jamie, back it up two seconds. Could be real. Joe, listen to the lyrics. I think this might be a joke. No, the song a guy. This guy took a real movie and just yeah. The, but sound, the song's good. The sound's fake. Let's let's go to the go to the off. cougar part. Um, do you remember Grizzly Adams? Oh fuck yeah, that guy just died, what, right? Right here. Oh, look, did he? Yeah. Oh, the guy's crawling, looking to kill this deer, look, and uh, the cougar uh, gets uh, him. Oh, and then shit. and then a a a wolf attacks the buffalo, and the buffalo looks like get out of here, man. Oh shit, this cougar really is hanging on this and, guy. Uh, how the fuck did they train that cat? It's punching the cat. And he's, oh my god! It's fucking get out of cat. The, I think that's scripting gone wrong. And, and, how do you do? You think so? Of course, yeah, I've worked with animals like that. Look oh that. shit! A wolf came after that buffalo and got yeah. donked. Yeah, I worked with lions and. Uh, Wait, what? Yeah, I worked with no. I worked with lions, <laughs> bears, and elephants. Did you really? Yeah, of course. And, and uh, when a lion fucks with you, it's it's not that aggressive. It's like it's like paw paw. So what that was doing was a fuck that, up. That, that looked like a fuck up. It looks like the trainer. That was probably the trainer that shot that, because it looks like a trainer knowing how to handle an animal like that. Oh. Like when when I I fought a bear, 
I saw the. I recently. I found the video of it. <laughs> don't kill. Of, don't kill this movie for me, man. No. That's why I have the marshmallow <laughs> shirts. I t I've told you that story a million times. No, you, no, you he's talking no, I'm about not, that not, movie. He no, said, no, no, don't no. kill the Buffalo guy movie. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty fucked up. The, uh, but like, the, when you fight a bear or you fight an, <laughs> a, a, a lion, it it's re it really is uninteresting. It's really? The, yeah, it's it, I mean, it's it's a lot of like interesting. It's it's scary for you in doing it, but when you watch it on video, it's a lot like. It's a lot more dramatic for you in the moment than it, than it looks because they're very fucking tame. Mm. So, uh, so yeah. So if you want, I told her on Ari's "This Is Not Happening" story. I fought a bear, but it's it's yeah. But it's it's literally like you feel like you're getting lifted off the ground and shaken by your head. But they're just moving you around a little bit. But they're so fucking powerful that literally to watch that. I mean, just in my own experience, and I, I fought a lot of animals. <laughs> I. I look at that and I just go. How do you not have this in your act? Like you fought a lot of animals. Because yeah. man, I'm trying to talk about my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going through this chunk of my kids. I got to get rid of this. Got rid of the, my wife shit, and then I'm fucking. April first at the Irvine Improv, ladies and gentlemen, come see one of the funniest men on the planet Earth, Bert Kreischer, film his Showtime special. For tickets, go to Bert Bert Bert. Dot com. Please subscribe good. to the Burt Kreischer podcast. Please also subscribe to the What Red Band Do podcast. New and improved. No, new. It's a great podcast. It's improved the two of you from guys. the first one to the the next one to the next one. To the it's next more one. improved. It's more improved. As is this one. We're all a work in progress. You fuck. Stop being so critical. We'll see you soon, okay. ladies and gentlemen. Can I promote a show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Death Squad Austin and Houston uh, next uh, next week, March 11th, Houston, 12th, uh, 13th. With Austin. the young and talented George Perez. Yes, and then yes. San Jose. I want to see him do stand up. Funny guy, so good, good dude too. Bert Kreischer, any last words? Uh, Call us to work show March 17th, Grand Rapids Distillery, Wise Guys in Utah, right before my special April 1st in Irvine. Joe, I love you. Thank you for I having me on. I love you too, brother. It's always, always, always a pleasure. Always a great always time, a pleasure. Man. All right, folks. Uh, see you guys in uh, Vegas tomorrow night. Joey Diaz, Tony Hinchcliffe, and me will be at the Cod Theater. Can't wait for that. Then the UFC's oh. the next night. Can't wait for that. Who's going to win, Joe? Who's going to win? No, Bert Kreischer. See you later, folks. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>